as well. Um, so that's 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 super interesting. Um, but as you mentioned, yes, randomized control trials are key, and there have been um, I've seen you know one stronger but small trial that was published um, was it back in September that found this was at I think it was in was it Spain perhaps yes yep. It was uh, it was October. I've I've got it pulled up here. October uh, of 2020, and it was a Spanish. Uh, it was Marta Castillo who published. She was the lead author on this one out of Spain. Um, there was a little issues with the randomization, so probably the effect was over uh, overemphasized. But if you look at the effects, they were quite dramatic. There in, in the calcifidiol group. Let's just back up a little bit. What's calcifidiol? That's the name that we give to 25 hydroxy vitamin D. So in this. In this study, they didn't give just vitamin D. They gave the product of the metabolism in the liver of, of vitamin D. Now, do you think that's important for someone that is undergoing, let's say, I mean, if you're if you're so sick and maybe your liver's not working properly, your kidneys aren't working, I mean, how are you going to convert these vitamin D metabolites into this steroid hormone, right? So um, do you think it's important to give someone that more, you know, more downstream, like an active form versus vitamin D3, for example? Exactly. And so that's the question is whether, because it takes some time for the vitamin D to be metabolized in the liver. Some, I've seen some people say up to, you know, seven days, it probably is a little bit less than that. But when you have uh, when you're giving vitamin D in the acute situation, uh, it doesn't really matter if you're just uh, supplementing over a long period of time and you're hoping to prevent yourself from having uh, a bad outcome with COVID-19. But if you've already got COVID-19, what what they may be saying here is that supplementing not with vitamin D, the, the product prior to liver metabolism, but in fact, calcifidiol, 25-hydroxy vitamin D, might be a more efficacious intervention. And that's what they did in this study. Mm. And you know another thing that sort of brings to my mind. Um, you'd mentioned the the pre-pandemic studies looking at randomized control trials looking at the role of vitamin D supplementation in preventing respiratory tract infections. Uh, I believe it was Martinell. Uh, yes, the, the the senior author on that. Yes. And what was so interesting about those meta-analyses was that they found weekly doses, daily doses, yeah. worked. But monthly doses did not in terms of protecting against acute respiratory tract infections. That's, that's and, yeah. And I, to me, it's like we can't learn from past. Like <laughs> there's something wrong. We need, you know, so when you're designing a clinical trial, you need to be familiar with the literature and see, oh, there's these meta-analysis showing that monthly doses don't work. Maybe we shouldn't design the trial that way. Maybe we shouldn't just do one large dose, which um, I think I've seen a preprint floating around uh, for the for COVID nineteen, where there was one large dose and there was no effect. Yes. Um, yeah, you're referring to the uh, the Brazilian study where they gave two hundred thousand international units at the very beginning. Yes, I don't believe it's peer reviewed yet. Am you're I correct. am I correct? At least on the, what I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, the, this right. study, though, this Spanish study, where they, they gave something called calcifidiol, which is again, it's 25 hydroxy, and it's this is not an over the counter medication. This is a prescription only. It's usually prescribed by nephrologists in patients with renal disease that have very high pro, you know, uh, uh, procalcitonin or not procalcitonin, but parathyroid hormone levels. 
and they gave it on day one, they gave it on day, I believe, three, and then uh, again at day seven. And what they found was in the calcifediol group, there was only 2% that went to the intensive care unit, whereas in the placebo group, 50% of those went to the intensive care unit. So that's a, a very, very marked number. Uh, again, there was, uh, I think the, the British recently got together and looked at all of the data and you may have known they, they made a uh, recommendation that there still was not enough evidence to uh, cause supplementation to prevent COVID-19. Um, interestingly, they discounted this Spanish study because they felt that the, uh, the randomization was not good enough. But uh, there's been some mathematicians that have looked at this study and said that it would be impossible for that randomization to fully describe what happened in this study. In other words, they believe that there, there was an effect of calcifediol in, in this study. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the Urban Biochemist Guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family. Peace. Well, welcome to today's talk. It's Thursday, the 12th of August. Now, I've been studying a bit about diabetes and COVID for the last couple of days. And um, of course, we know that people with diabetes are more prone to getting more serious COVID-19. But there's evidence starting to emerge from various countries that COVID-19 increases people's risk of developing diabetes. Now, we hope it's not a lot, but there does seem to be an element here. So we're going to look at some of the research about that today. So what I think is a good idea, if someone has had COVID-19, or indeed thinks they have had it, then why not go to your healthcare provider and get your blood sugar checked? Because that's the simplest way to test for diabetes. And I'm going to show you how easy it is now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take my blood sugar. Hopefully it won't take too long at all. And you'll see how uh, quick and easy the procedure is. So um, this is a fairly standard uh, testing unit. A home testing. So I'm just going to give my finger a quick prick on the side like that. Can you see? No, I don't. I think we've just about got some blood. Yeah, there we go. These prickers are so atraumatic, really hardly feel it. Then you put the blood sample on the test piece on there. There's a quick test. And then it gives us the result. So my blood sugar is currently 5.9, which is in the normal, normal, completely normal range. It's pretty amazing, really, because I, I, I had something to eat just about an hour ago. And now my blood sugar is 5.9. So that's absolutely fine. But anyway, that, that's it. That, that is it. I've just tested my blood sugar level. And from that, I don't see any indication, I'm pleased to say, that, that I'm developing uh, diabetes from, from that figure. So why not? If you've had COVID, you think you've had COVID, just go and get it checked. And it's, you know, it's the simplest, easiest thing. And then you can be reassured. 
because the thing about diabetes is it can creep up on you. You can have it for a while and not know you've got it. This is the problem with diabetes. It's one of these iceberg conditions. So let's look at a bit of the background to this now. Um, so diabetes morbidity, how many people have diabetes? Well, in India, there's 77 million. In China, there's 116 million people with diabetes. In the UK, the latest count is 3.9 million, probably at least a, a million undiagnosed, though. so up to, up to 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 million in actuality. And there's about 700 new cases diagnosed every day. The United States, the current figure from the CDC is 34.2 million people with diabetes at the moment, but you can at least double that, 60 or 70 million for people with pre-diabetes. So we see diabetes as already a huge burden of morbidity. So many people have diabetes and it causes so many complications. You know, it can cause complications to the eyes, it can cause complications to the heart and the blood vessels, and it can cause complications to the, to the kidneys and complications to the, uh, the peripheral blood flow, to the feet especially. All sorts of complications can be associated with diabetes. If it's badly managed, that's why you have to recognize it and control the blood sugar levels. So uh, now this came to my attention a couple of months ago, really. Uh, th th this um, rhinoorbital mucormycosis, th th this black fungus disease that was um, prevalent indeed, is still quite prevalent in India, only seems to occur in people with high blood sugar levels. And it's not just India, it's been reported in quite a few countries, um, Egypt, uh, there was quite a few cases as well, for example. Uh, following COVID-19 in previously non-diabetic immunocompetent patients, so this is this study here. India, there's been more than... Um, four Let's go, family. Go share this video. Put this on your social media pages. Let's go. Let's get active. Come on, let's go. It's early. Let's get active. Put this out. We got to get this out there. This is not a game. This thing just turned into an ugly direction. 5,000 cases of mucormycosis reported. Death rate is pretty high. It's about 50%. And that depends. And that's with good treatment. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe is the bare minimum. I, I don't even want to feel like I need to. Come on. Copy the link. Get this onto your, your TikTok page, your Facebook page, your IG page. Let's go. Share this link. Get this out. as well um so that's 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 super interesting um but as you mentioned yes randomized control trials are key and there have been um i've seen you know one stronger but small trial that was published um was it back in september that found this was at a, i think it was in was it spain perhaps yes yep it was uh it was october i've, I've got it pulled up here october uh, of 2020, and it was a Spanish, uh, it was Marta Castillo who published, she was the lead author on this one out of Spain. Um, there was a little issues with the randomization, so probably the effect was over uh, overemphasized, but if you look at the effects, they were quite dramatic. There, in, in the calcifidiol group, let's just back up a little bit, what's calcifidiol? That's the name that we give to 25-hydroxy vitamin D. So in this, in this study, they didn't give just vitamin D, they gave the product of the metabolism in the liver of, of vitamin D. Now, do you think that's important for someone that is undergoing 
let's say, I mean, if you're if you're so sick and maybe your liver's not working properly, your kidneys aren't working, I mean, how are you going to convert these vitamin D metabolites into this steroid, right? So, um, do you think it's important to give someone like more, you know, more downstream, like an active form versus vitamin D three, for example? Exactly, and so that's the question: is whether because it takes some time for the vitamin D to be metabolized in the liver. Some I've seen some people say up to you know seven days. It probably is a little bit less than that. But when you have uh, when you're giving vitamin D in the acute situation, uh, at this point you're hoping to prevent yourself from having uh, a bad outcome with COVID nineteen. But if you've already got COVID nineteen, what what they may be saying here is that supplementing not with vitamin D, the, the product prior to liver metabolism, but in fact, calcifidiol, 25-hydroxy vitamin D, might be a more efficacious intervention. And that's what they did in this study. Mm. And you know, another thing that sort of brings to my mind, um, you'd mentioned the, the pre-pandemic studies looking at randomized controlled trials, looking at the role of vitamin D supplementation in preventing respiratory tract infections. Uh, I believe it was Martinow. Uh, yes. The, the senior author on that. Yes. And what was so interesting about those meta-analyses was that they found weekly doses, daily doses yeah. worked, but monthly doses did not in terms of protecting against acute respiratory tract infections. That's that, and, yeah. And I, to me, it's like we can't learn from past. <laughs> like there's something wrong we need you know so when you're designing a clinical trial you need to be familiar with literature and see oh there's these meta-analysis showing that monthly doses don't work maybe we shouldn't design the trial that way maybe we shouldn't just do one large dose which um i think i've seen a preprint floating around uh for the for COVID 19 where there was one large dose and there was no effect yes um, yeah, you're referring to the uh, the Brazilian study where they gave 200,000 international units at the very beginning. Yes, I don't believe it's peer reviewed yet. Am you're I correct. am I correct? At least on I haven't saying? seen it yet. Okay. Um, th this right. study, though, this Spanish study, where they they gave something called calcifidiol, which is again it's 25 hydroxy, and it's this is not an over the counter medication. This is a prescription only. It's usually prescribed by nephrologists in patients with renal disease that have very high pro you know, uh, uh, procalcitonin, or not procalcitonin, but parathyroid hormone levels. And it, they gave it on day one, they gave it on day, I believe, three, and then uh, again at day seven. And what they found was in the calcifidiol group, there was only 2% that went to the intensive care unit, whereas in the placebo group, 50% of those went to the intensive care unit. So that's a, a very, very marked number. Uh, again, there was, uh, I think the... The British recently got together and looked at all of the data, and you may have known they, they made a uh, recommendation that there still was not enough evidence to uh, cause supplementation to prevent COVID-19. Um, interestingly, they discounted this Spanish study because they felt that the, uh, the randomization was not good enough, but uh, there's been some mathematicians that have looked at this study and said that it would be impossible for that randomization to fully describe what happened in this study. In other words, they believe that there, there was an effect of calcifidiol in, in this study. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the urban biochemist 
guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family. Welcome to today's talk. It's Thursday, the 12th of August. Now, I've been studying a bit about diabetes and COVID for the last couple of days. And um, of course, we know that people with diabetes are more prone to getting more serious COVID-19. But there's evidence starting to emerge from various countries that COVID-19 increases people's risk of developing diabetes. Now, we hope it's not a lot, but there does seem to be an element here. So we're going to look at some of the research about that today. So what I think is a good idea, if someone has had COVID-19, or indeed thinks they have had it, then why not go to your healthcare provider and get your blood sugar checked? Because that's the simplest way to test for diabetes. And I'm going to show you how easy it is now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take my blood sugar. Hopefully it won't take too long at all. And you'll see how uh, quick and easy the procedure is. So um, this is a fairly standard uh, testing unit, a home testing. So I'm just going to give my finger a quick prick on the side like that. Can you see? There we go. I think we've just about got some blood. Yeah, there we go. These prickers are so atraumatic, really, you hardly feel it. Then you put the blood sample on there test piece on there. There's a quick test. And then it gives us the results. So my blood sugar is currently 5.9, which is in the normal, normal, completely normal range. It's pretty amazing, really, because I, I, I had something to eat just about an hour ago. Now my blood sugar is 5.9. So that's absolutely fine. But anyway, that, that's it. That, that is it. I've just tested my blood sugar level. And from that, I don't see any indication and pleased to say that, that I'm developing a uh, diabetes from from that figure so why not if you've had COVID you think you've had COVID just go and get it checked and it's you know it's the simplest easiest thing and then you can be reassured because the thing about diabetes is it can creep up on you you can have it for a while and not know you've got it this is the problem with diabetes it's one of these iceberg conditions so let's look at a bit of the background to this now um so diabetes morbidity, how many people have diabetes? Well, in India, there's 77 million. In China, there's 116 million people with diabetes. In the UK, the latest count is 3.9 million, probably at least a, a million undiagnosed. Though. So up to, up to 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 million in actuality. And there's about 700 new cases diagnosed every day. The United States, the current figure from the CDC is 34.2 million people with diabetes at the moment, but you can at least double that, 60 or 70 million for people with pre-diabetes. So we see diabetes is already a huge burden of morbidity. So many people have diabetes and it causes so many complications. And it can cause complications to the eyes, it can cause complications to the heart and the blood vessels, and it can cause complications to the, to the kidneys. 
and complications to the uh, the peripheral blood flow to the feet especially all sorts of complications can be associated with diabetes if it's badly managed that's why you have to recognize it and control the blood sugar levels so uh, now this came to my attention a couple of months ago really uh, this um rhino orbital mucor mycosis this black fungus disease that was um prevalent indeed is still quite prevalent in india only seems to occur in people with high blood sugar levels and it's not just india it's been reported in quite a few countries um, egypt uh, there was quite a few cases as well for example uh, following covid19 in previously non-diabetic immunocompetent patients so this is this study here india there's been more than um 45000 cases of mycosis reported death rate's pretty high it's about 50% and that depends and that's with good treatment affects the nose the sinuses the eyes sometimes the brain with this black fungal disease usual onset 12 to 18 days after recovery from covid-19 so this is being seen in patients who had covid-19 now um there was 127 patients followed up um 13 of those patients who developed my new mycosis had newly acquired diabetes mellitus so in other words 127 diabetic patients but 13 of those were found not to have had diabetes prior to the episode of covid so that's already a fairly high proportion isn't it it's about eight nine percent or something seems to have developed covid as a result of the uh, seem to have developed diabetes as a result of the COVID or the treatment. Average age was only 36, so that's pretty young. Seven of the 13 not given steroids or supplementary oxygen. So of this 13, seven were not given steroids. Now, the steroids are the drugs that reduce the inflammation, as you probably know, and they put your blood sugar up as a side effect, but some had not been given that. And they hadn't been given supplementary oxygen, meaning they weren't particularly sick. So that was sort of an early indicator that, that got me thinking about this. Uh, this is a BBC report, Fears Over Sharp Rise in Diabetes in India. This is one of the doctors who's studying the problem of COVID and diabetes, a diabetologist, uh, Dr. Anup Misra. Our assessment is that such patients were probably predisposed to diabetes because of obesity or family history. So she thinks that most of these patients probably were predisposed to diabetes anyway and the COVID triggered it earlier presumably than it would have been triggered otherwise but not all um, she does say that um, severe diabetes caused by pancreatic damage is less common so severe diabetes where the pancreas is damaged the part the part of the body that actually makes the insulin is damaged it exists but she thinks it's less common than those where it was uh, simply triggered at an earlier stage Tell the truth. You know, like I know, you got 40 or 50 bottles of vitamin pills, herb bottles sitting on your counter right now you're not taking because you can't juggle them all. You can't take 40 or 50 different pills or carry them in your purse, but it doesn't make sense. It only makes sense to have one delivery system. One delivery system. Blue Magic Gel is going to deliver you over 30 powerful, powerful, powerful plants all at one time with no taste. You can give it to your pets or your children. 
it just don't even make no sense to waste no money on all them different little bottle pill bottles. Is it just me? Am I the only one that got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 vitamin pill bottle, herbal bottles all over the place? Why, why do I, why do we do that? Why do we buy so many of these little things that we know we're not going to take 35 different pills and capsule, herbal capsule? You know you're not going to take all them things every day. Now, there's Blue Magic. You get Sabi's Herbs, Inky's Herbs, the Harmine Herbs, Key Irish Mosses, and much more. Each spoonful with no capsules for just $65. that there is an increase in the incidence of new onset diabetes in patients in the hospital that have COVID-19. So apparently it seems to be about 14%. There could be multiple factors associated with this. One of the theories is the increase in the attachment to those receptors called ACE2 receptors, which are found in multiple organs, including the lungs, intestines, the pancreas, and the heart. And this could be associated not only with the appearance of diabetes, but also with some other complications that we see like pneumonia and myocarditis associated with COVID-19. There are newly released studies that have shown in autopsies of patients with COVID-19 looking specifically at the pancreas and looking at that cell, the beta cell that produces insulin, that there is a direct damage of the cells in patients with COVID-19. So we believe that this might be a direct association with that insulin deficiency in the development of diabetes in these patients. We know that there is people at risk of developing diabetes in general. For example, patients with family history of diabetes, patients with obesity, sedentary, those patients are more prone to develop diabetes. It is possible that this particular subset of patients, also patients with prediabetes, which is already abnormal glucose, but not in diabetes range, are more prone of developing diabetes if they acquire COVID-19 infection. Unfortunately, we have seen this phenomenon in the last couple of years, and especially during the first year and before we had the vaccinations, we saw that patients would delay their medical care. And so we saw a... NBR News. Listen, that was a great question. And I respect your question, sis, about the moringa. But you got to understand that in today's world, Moringa is the fried chicken. <laughs> Moringa has been fried, then had it laid to the side, it's been hybridized and regrown in so many different places besides its mother environment, besides its own habitat. It's very difficult to get real moringa. You got to be careful that moringa might be worse than fried chicken, period. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood, or are you going to pay 
the vitamin D prevalent, vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country and also, you know, in, in places like the UK where you said, you know, they're in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. And clothing, right? Clothing exactly. also blocks it, you know. So, you know, the question becomes... Why, why is the vitamin D prevalent, vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country and also, you know, in, in places like the UK where you said, you know, they're, they're not finding enough evidence to recommend vitamin D to prevent COVID. Well, maybe that's a strong statement and you need more randomized control trials to make a uh, extraordinary claim like that. But you can still make a claim that it's probably in uh, your best health interest to maintain good levels of vitamin D and that because we know vitamin D deficiency is so prevalent that it's probably best to get a vitamin D test and measure your levels and um, take a vitamin D supplement. Exactly. And the, the thing that's uh, that's a little confusing too is that a lot of these levels that we've come up with are, are based on the endocrinological function of vitamin D with bone metabolism. We, we don't know if that's the, the value that we need for uh, for immuno, immunological functioning or COVID, but we do have some associative studies that seem to show, at least in those studies that we talked about earlier, where they took looked at 191,000 people, that SARS-CoV-2 rates started to go up once levels drop below 50. So that's, that's an interesting mm. number. That's interesting. There's there was a few um, back in 2013. There was a meta analysis published. I don't know the author's name, but the studies dated back from the 1960s to um, to the 2013, uh, and it was looking at all cause mortality in association with vitamin D blood levels. And it was found that you know levels somewhere between 40 to 60 or 70, like it was the lowest all cause mortality. So like the, like there was this sweet spot. Um, you know, and of course, it's one of those things where, you know, associative studies are, there's always the problems that people try to, con, you know, correct for confounding factors. And, um, but, but the idea is to look, and this is what you've done such a fantastic job, you know, with your scholarly work at MedCrown Videos is looking at the whole body of evidence, the, the observational data, the mechanistic data, the case studies and, you know, if there are randomized controlled trials, um, the animal studies as well, you know, because that helps give us some insight on mechanism. And, and of course, you can't translate an animal study to humans, but but if you take the whole body of data, right, everything together, then you can begin to tell a story uh, as well. So um, in terms of supplementation, though, you know, it's the upper tolerable intake that's been set by the Institute of Medicine has been 4,000 IUs a day. Um, and what about, you know, vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. What about toxicity? Um, yeah, the toxicity, uh, there was a statement that I read that said that uh, vitamin D is probably the least toxic fat soluble vitamin. So th there was a study where this, uh, this Polish guy looked at, uh, Polish uh, scientists looked at the Mayo Clinic's database and they looked at 20,000 people and we talk about this in our in their video 
that uh, we recently published, one person had uh, hypercalcemia out of those 20,000, and they had ranges, people supplementing anywhere from zero to 55,000 units a day. And uh, really just one person, and that person's vitamin D level, if I recall correctly, was up in the, the 200, 300 range. That's nanograms <laughs> per milliliter. And that's, that's not what even, <laughs> Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, I, I remember reading a study, and I'm sure you've seen this one, where there was the long the long term supplementation with 10,000 IU's a day, and it was really no no toxic effect. And that was that was I forget how long term it was, but yeah, um, it's time for us to sit down and be real. Ain't nobody got fifteen hundred dollars to be buying no herbal packages. For the whole family. It's too much money. Not a Floyd Mayweather video. We want you to have at the end of the day. You got to save. So we created a buy one, get one free so that you can get a thousand dollars worth of nutrition into your family's bloodstream and then give away a jar of blue magic. Seed a new house with a transformation. Why one give one free? Give one away to somebody who needs it. Why one get one? Tell the free one and get your damn money back. African Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, it protects you from the burning rays of the sun. So if you live in, you know, Australia or closer to the equator, um, you know, Somalia, for example, that's great because you're getting a lot of UVB exposure year round. But when you take a person and migrate, they migrate, say they move from Africa to New York City to Chicago, well, it becomes a problem because you're much further from the equator. And now you've got this natural sunscreen that helps you, you know, protect you from the burning rays of the sun. And now you're living in a place where you're not getting as much sun. And so um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the yeah, I, I believe it. And and you know the other thing, people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, then how come people are getting COVID nineteen in the in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're in um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the yeah, I, I, um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times. As um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years. Um, there's a there's a um, there's a there's a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the yeah, I, I believe it. And and you know the other thing, people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, 
And how come people are getting COVID-19 in, the, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're inside, you're not going to get exposed to the sun. You think people in Arizona are going out in the sun in the summer? Dude, it's like living in the winter when you're in the it's summer. I lived in Tennessee for six years and I'm from Southern California. So summers I was used to spending on the beach. When I went to graduate school, um, summers became like winter because I did not want to be outside. It was like 95 degrees, humidity, hot. I mean, so I spent way more time inside in the summer in Tennessee um, than I did in the winter in Southern right. California. Right, and, and, and here's the other thing too, is that UVB barely gets through the atmosphere down to us. And, and it does hit us when we're outside. And it, it, the sun's got to be pretty high up in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's, there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. Happy holiday, family. Many of you don't know that Dr. Sabi was about pioneering new research and being a trailblazer to create new ways to heal the people. At Melanin Diabetes Research Inc., we've adopted that spirit. We've adopted that drive. And we want you to tune in as we discuss the top herbs that are not Dr. Sabi approved. Don't tell nobody. But we think if Dr. Sabi was still alive, he would be studying those harming herbs that melanin diabetes research in cats. Tune in so you can learn about this new updated research that might save you and your family. To take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D levels measured you know, and then see what those are and then take a supplement to bring them up. And I mean, the reason I say that is because as you mentioned, you know, we make vitamin D in our skin. Um, but depending on where you live, you know, you said UVB radiation is, is how we make it in the skin. Depending on where you live, many parts of the year, uh, UVB radiation is not even hitting the atmosphere, right? Exactly. So, and so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California. You know, most of the of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. And, and and sunscreen blocks UVB radiation. Most people are wearing sunscreen. Most people are indoors now. Work is, you know, we're on our, our computers. We're not out. We're not, we're not an agrarian society like we used to be. Um, you know, people aren't out in the sun all the time. People are inside. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, NHANES data over the past couple of decades, you see vitamin D levels are steadily just going down, 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 down. And I think that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, 
as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the Urban Biochemist Guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family. Peace. 70%. And it even still had an effect on people that had normal sufficient levels of vitamin D. Maybe we can talk about what those are. But what would make, I mean, of course, you know, viruses are different, but I mean, a respiratory tract infection, you know, to some degree, there's got to be some common denominators, right? I mean, so it, it would seem to me, it would seem, you know, logical that something like vitamin D, where in the United States, you know, 70% of the U.S. population is categorized as vitamin D insufficient, which uh, defined as the uh, by the Endocrine Society is less than 30 nanograms per milliliter. Um, and 30% of the U.S. population is what is called vitamin D deficient. So they have less than 20 nanograms per milliliter blood levels of 25-hydroxy vitamin D, which is the major you know, circulating metabolite of vitamin D. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, the, the question becomes, and maybe we can talk a little bit about vitamin D supplementation and safety, but is it really, I mean, you don't have to make a bold statement that it's going to prevent COVID-19. I mean, Absolutely, we should be following the CDC guidelines on social distancing, on wearing masks, on washing our hands, and also, you know, as soon as they become available, vaccinations. But um, in addition to following the CDC guidelines, it might be prudent to say it's probably important to become vitamin D sufficient. In other words, if we already have data that, you know, 70% of the U.S. population, uh, you know, has insufficient levels of vitamin D, then clearly people need to take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D levels measured, 
you know, and then see what those are and then take a supplement to bring them up. And I mean, the reason I say that is because, as you mentioned, you know, we make vitamin D in our skin. Um, but depending on where you live, you know, you said UVB radiation is, is how we make it in the skin. Depending on where you live, many parts of the year, uh, UVB radiation is not even hitting the atmosphere, right? It's exactly. So, and so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California. You know, most of the of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. As we find out, they can initiate, create, cause, uh, exacerbate diabetes this becomes a very 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 important conversation click the link under this video to tap in as we discuss the top 16 anti-inflammatory doctor saving approved herbs that down I do have it linked in my notes. I can I can pull yeah. it up and send you. But um, yeah, this it's it's there's been other um, SNPs in like the vitamin D receptor, for example. So children that have a single nucleotide polymorphism in um, the vitamin D receptor, they also have a higher mortality from respiratory tract infections as well. Um, you know, so vitamin D, as you mentioned, you know, it's a steroid hormone. It's going into the nucleus. It is. You know, it, it, it binds to the vitamin D receptor, which then heterodimerizes with another receptor called the retinoid receptor. And that complex, you know, goes in and 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 into the, the nucleus where your DNA is, and it recognizes a very specific sequence of DNA called the vitamin D response element. And, and, and these are in more than 5% of the protein encoding human genome. I mean, that's a lot of genes vitamin D is regulating. Yep. in all sorts of tissues, you know, brain, in the immune cells, um, you know, and, and, and other organs as well. Um, so I, I do think like, you know, thinking about mechanism, and I know you've talked about, you know, the role looking, you know, at underlying mechanisms, how does vitamin D regulate the immune system? I mean, there's a variety of ways. Um, and specifically, it, it, it's really interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm getting off topic here. I want to get to the pilot randomized controlled trials, but yeah. are you aware of, of the role vitamin D plays in the ACE2 and renin angiotensin system? I know there is a connection. Uh, I was actually reading that uh, just briefly. I think you're the one that <laughs> sent me the article, uh, uh, but yeah, I, well, I need to remind myself. We covered it back in um, March or April. I think we did. I did a short little um, Q&A podcast on it. And it's really interesting. You know much more about the renin angiotensin system than I do as a as a, a medical practitioner, um, which you know it, it obviously plays an important role in regulating blood pressure and um, fluid homeostasis, and you know I think even in the lungs too. Uh, but what's interesting about the vitamin D 
uh, renin angiotensin system kind of it, it converges on the ACE2 receptor, which, um, as you know, and probably most of the world has heard by now, is how the SARS-CoV-2 virus enters into our cells. It binds that receptor. Well, what's been shown with SARS-CoV-1 is um, when the virus, which also binds to the same receptor to get inside of the cell, it binds to the receptor and it internalizes the receptor and downregulates ACE2 which is not good because that is really important for this renin angiotensin regulation, um, as you know, Dr. Schwelb. So um, that's been shown with SARS-CoV-1. And what happens when the ACE2 gets downregulated, lung injury, acute lung injury um, gets really bad. Um, and, and so there's been some animal studies that have found, for example, if you high dose with the active form of vitamin D, the animals, and then you cause acute lung injury, ACE2 goes down, acute lung injury goes up in the placebo group, but the vitamin D group, it normalizes the ACE2 levels. So if you think about it, you know, another potential, this is a, this is a hypothesis, of course, uh, another potential way vitamin D could be playing an important role in this specific virus um, is through regulating ACE2 levels. And what's interesting is that there was a, just a very recent study that came out. Um, ACE2, the gene, is it's located on the on the X chromosome. And um, women have two X chromosomes most of the time. One of those X chromosomes, the gene's inactivated. Um, but there are genes that escape that, and ACE2 is one of those. And so women have much higher levels of ACE2. And um, so researchers are thinking this is protecting them from a more severe uh, COVID-19 outcome because they're getting that that uh, that ACE2 levels like you know higher in terms of you'd think oh well more ACE2 that means the virus is getting in and but actually biology always tricks you it always you know you always think one thing and then it's like this beautiful you know sort of complex um, scenario but um, I'm digressing and I just kind of wanted to bounce that off you because you're such a scholar and I thought you probably would find that interesting and. I certainly hope scientists are, are, are testing that hypothesis because it seems very relevant. Yeah, it does. Um, not only that, <laughs> so, the human body is so complex, as you say, that there's so many connections. The other aspect of, of uh, angiotensin, or ACE2, I should say, is that it um, it, it, it gets rid of pro-oxidative uh, products and it, it uh, increases antioxidant products. So for instance, uh, angiotensin 2 and angiotensin 1-7, those are in balance, and ACE2 tries to keep those in balance. But when ACE2 is knocked out by either SARS-CoV-2 or SARS-1, the amount of oxidative stress goes up dramatically. And what we see that that may pay, play a role in terms of thrombosis. So you have oxidative stress in the ACE2 receptors at the endothelium of the vasculature that causes uh, inflammatory stress, oxidative stress that causes thrombosis. And, and that's where that happens as well. So all of these things, it seems as though we've got the dots uh, connecting them requires very good randomized controlled trials. But uh, again, like you said, hypothesis driving type of uh, studies that, that may, may answer that question.
Yo, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm just getting the settings on the mic, correct? My mic sounds nice. Okay. Um, man, we gotta try to laugh and smile as much as we can right now. This this problem is uh unfortunately my dark humor. Um Yeah, my dark humor strikes again. Um, so the the predictions that I was making in jest, you know, just saying stuff, this is where we are. I said two things. I mentioned this thing becoming like a contagious diabetes. Fast forward two years, here we are. Um I also mentioned the, the very strong possibility that this thing gets a lot worse before it gets better. So um, here's, here's the, maybe, maybe here's there's so many different focal points that you can pull away from this conversation and conversations just beginning, right? Um, <clears throat> If these studies are correct, we're going to go back into the studies because this is this is not something to play with, exaggerate. Un, you, this is not something that you exaggerate, and this is not something that you underestimate. This is something that you need to keep your eyeball on and, and absolutely correctly assess this scenario. If the studies pan out, what the studies are saying is that um, most of or some of the circulating strains of coronavirus damage the pancreas. And there's studies that we saw yesterday in the, the first forum that we did that um, show people uh, having type 2 diabetes symptoms after, um, and then also people with type 1, a lot of type 1. Now, here's the thing that we have to go back to. Remember when we... Uh, um, Remember when we did the unreasonable doubt lecture? You might need to go back to that lecture. That This information just got 1,000 times more important. Because now the diabetes thing is just went everywhere. Now it, it is not somebody else. Now it's you, right? Now it's you. Because we know almost everybody on earth has come in contact with and will come in contact with, right? For you people out there that are uh, not getting the vaccine, for you people out there that are getting the vaccine, 
you're coming in contact with this virus. That's why this is not a vaccine conversation. Vaccine is a contact, just the same way if somebody, you come outside and they cough on you without a mask or whatever, you, you tongue kiss, you know, a contact. However, we're not debating any of those things in that space. This is not an anti-doctor medicine, anti-vaccine. This is not that kind of propaganda. This is a very serious conversation about a serious problem. We will be making jokes because, you know, that's just what I do to try to, you know, move things along. But um, this is very serious. Right. And then um, the studies were also saying that the symptoms progress faster than the, uh, than a normal person with either type one or type two diabetes so some scientists are suggesting that they create a new type of name for this new form of diabetes that's coming from COVID contact, whatever kind of contact that may be. They're still doing more research to figure out, can it come from a vaccine contact? Well, they think that's too small, you know what I'm saying? But can it come from this or that? Does the size of the contact or the strain determine the length after your exposure that you might come down with the diabetes or like all the details is still is still coming. But this is not something that you want to be ignorant of. Because it's a guarantee that you and almost everybody in your house probably already have come in contact. So Right now, everybody just like, everybody looking like Dame time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this thing could get dangerous, right? Okay, let's go. Let us, let us take a quick review of the, some of the, uh, Right. So remember, we looked at this article. Um, key article in terms of uh, up to date understanding on the process of the damage that occurs with viral infection. Um, and that is the first step to figuring out what you need to do to combat it. Right. But then also, because the first two words are exercise and tolerance, it gives you folks at home that's, you know, you're not really health enthusiasts because you're not really doing nothing. You don't really eat discipline. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side, you don't want to go to the hospital or the doctor. So you so you're just really doing nothing but like watching videos. <laughs> well, you need to at least begin to check yourself out you know what i'm saying try to do a set of 10 push-ups you know if you do a few push-ups and you and you feel like a hyper like if you feel like everybody knows what 10 push-ups should feel like if you feel like a tired beyond what you you know what i'm saying you might need to go to the hospital and just you might have to get checked out and see what's happening you might need to get checked out and see what's happening because as a per as a certified personal trainer back in the days, 
I know, you know, up close and personal and just trying to work out myself, but I know what up close and personal, what fatigue, you know, like what tired is, what, you know, um, working a muscle group to failure is, even if failure is, you know, three reps, I know what that looks like. You know, that's not exercise intolerance. Exercise intolerance is something completely, completely different. And so um, what do we, let's see. And we'll, we'll probably have to go back through all of these things because I want to make sure that we kind of hit some of the points. So we'll be probably, we'll probably be a little repetitive today. Yesterday, we really needed to just, that was the wrong button. But yesterday, we really needed to build, you know, just a general understanding for the people to, to just um, get the idea of how our body metabolizes uh, proteins into amino acids and then how those amino acids eventually get to the Krebs cycle or tricarboxylic acid cycle and then or the citric acid cycle um, same crime scene different perspectives you know it's just different view from different witnesses um so that's kind of what that is. And then, you know, the crucial, the crucial, um, the crucial step seems to be beta oxidation inhibition, meaning too much free radicals is being produced from uh, viral invasion and, uh, you know, just inflammation and it's stopping the citric acid cycle from being able to utilize fat for energy. So now the cell has to shift to sugar dependent strictly. And when you learn it from a textbook, like just in a basic kind of way, they just break things down like, okay, well, you know, proteins do this, carbohydrates do that. Um, you can superimpose carbohydrates where you see sugars at on the screen. Um, but they say, you know, proteins do this, carbohydrates do that, fats do this and that, right? But the real deal is that nothing in your body is happening like one thing at a time like in your body you got a zillion different processes going on at once you know what i'm saying you got a zillion different processes going on at once inside your body so it's not like um yeah it, it's just not the way it uh it's intimated when you study it like in a in a in a class kind of setting in the book. So I just want to get in your mind you the idea to understand that this is happening like on a wide scale, all over the body, a zillion places at once. You know, you have um you have cells that have different kind of preferences like humans. So you got cells that like to get energy from sugar. But then you got cells that prefer energy from fat. 
you know, then you got cells that's, you know, they'll just do whatever. And so you got a whole system of energy production, which is a lot of times the conversation, but you can't forget that along with a complicated system of energy production is an even more complex system of energy delivery. Now watch this. This is the old classic. Yo, my mom's used to, when I was young, my mom's used to flip when I used to do that. I, I, um, I comb my hair out. And then, whoop. <laughs> like, why would you, why would you spend all that time combing your hair out and put your hat on? I'm like, because then my hat looks, you see what I'm saying? From the Bronx, there are very particular ways that is appropriate to wear your hat. Not like a scary kind of violence, you know, like, like LA, not like that. Just style-wise, you know, if your hat wasn't, you know, like your angles was like, we were like, like just coming from the Bronx, you was almost like a like a like a, a baby mason, low key, like because everything was angles. You know, your hat had to be like, you know, um, yeah, just so comb it, you know, pick it out, and then when you it sit right there, like above the eyebrows. See, a lot of the guys now they like they had to cover their eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? It's almost. You know, for some folks, it gives like a scary pedophile look. I don't know. I don't like that. I like to see like eyebrows. Unless you don't have any eyebrows. If you don't have any eyebrows, that's fine. But if you do <clears throat> and your hat comes down below your eyebrows, that's not really a New Yorker thing. Just want to clear that up. We're going to get back to the serious stuff. But I'm just saying, just want to clear up the air for that. For all New Yorkers that especially the New Yorkers that no longer live in New York. The New Yorkers that still live in New York, surrounded by New Yorkers, this doesn't apply as much to you guys. It's more for you guys, but not to you guys. But the folks that used to live in New York, we live other places now, we got to deal with a lot of, you know, we got to deal with a lot of different things. So that low hat below the eyebrows, that is a part of the New York culture back in the days. But, it wasn't really New York culture. That was more criminal culture, right? So if you was doing something that you didn't have no business doing and you didn't really want folks to be able to get a complete description of your face, you would do things like that to take away attributes, right? You put your hat down low, you take away your eyebrows, some of the shape of your eye, and your whole forehead, boom, just with the hat like that. And the person doesn't know how your hair looks. You could be bald or whatever, right? Then you add glasses to it, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're taking away pieces of your face. But that's not like open New York culture. That's like underworld culture. That's not like for everybody. So for me, understanding what that is, if I see somebody like coming around me looking like that, I'm immediately in a different kind of 
provide, protect. <laughs> I'm going to immediately be thinking, protect. Like, oh, my man got that. That's, you know, that's like a partial mask. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a person could just pull up the thing here and then it's done. If the hat here and they pull up their shirt there, you don't know what's happening. So, no, that's not New York style. Don't put that on us. We don't dress like that. We need to see whole eyebrows and faces, right? That's when we know everything is bound. Everything is, you know, copacetic. Everything is balanced. All right, sorry about that. That was a um, that was just a holiday, you know, a holiday PSA. As y'all out there moving around and we're talking about viruses, and people getting sick. Hey, a virus or a disease, respectfully, kills you a lot slower than somebody hitting you in the head because they think you just bought a new, you know, whatever. That's why I be having to tell folks, like, hold on. Let me show y'all right now what I'm saying. <laughs> Look. Hold on. Show y'all this money. I see this money. Look. See what that said at the top? What did I say at the top? For motion, for motion picture use. Wait, what is it? Is it, is it, is it, is it? Yeah, right there. For motion picture purpose, purposes, right? Copy money, you see that? Copy money. Yeah, I'm just talking that money is fake. <laughs> Don't hit me in the head because I made a creative piece of uh, 60 second content to catch your attention with a few fake dollars over Amazon. Right, but be careful this holiday. Right, is we planning long term health and diet and exercise and those things that take a while <clears throat> to affect your health. You know, people are debating how they need to, to get to the to their doctor and get, you know, medicated, not medicated, full medicated, half medicated. Boosting or boosted. As you're doing all of those things or some of those things, please be doing some of those things. Don't be doing none of those things. But as you're doing those things, just keep in mind, those are long-term health things. You're traveling out there this holiday, if somebody hits you in the head, you know, you just need to be, you just, the the, the LGBT club, the uh, Walmart, and then the, the craziest thing to me, unfortunately, I'm probably desensitized myself, but the craziest thing to me was the report. And I didn't even catch it really until I was getting my uh, stories lined up to share with y'all. And the reporter from Democracy Now! said, this is the 600 mass shooting this year. How we had the 600 mass shooting in our years is not even like, we don't even have 600 days in a year. 
We don't even have 600 days. How are we having multiple mass shootings in one day? No. So as y'all out there moving around in the holiday, remember back in the 90s, some of y'all young, y'all don't remember, but I'm 45. In the 90s, and listen, I, I don't want to insult anybody that's uh, Middle Eastern, Arabian, whatever you're, you know, respectfully. I, and if you get insulted, I apologize in advance, but this is just reality. And I'm just telling you my memories of how things unfolded. In the 90s, if you live through the 90s, you developed a healthy fear of Middle Eastern people that kind of could bleed into racism, stereotypes, all of the worst things that, of course, we understand all that. But still, in all, could keep your ass alive. Just saying. <laughs> They're racist ideas and stereotypes that we should condemn, comma, however. At that time period, it might have kept you alive, right? So now you went from the idea. So first we had the idea that white folks, you know, the white guy from the suburbs is watch him. Then Middle Eastern folks, watch him. Where we are today is the 11-year-old, the 25-year-old, the granny. In 2022, going forward, you just have no idea who's carrying what and who is just at, they're just right here. I mean, they're less than one centimeter away from that, you know, their whole, they just, they're just, and it, it, it's on the news. So please. You could be in a store, you could be in a parking lot, you could be on a train, plane, wherever. You know, be careful, plan your travel, and don't let social media cause you to, to be dead. Seriously, like keep your head up, stay around, keep watching folks. You know, hey, it might make a difference, even if you're just the first person to get on the ground. Or if you see something early enough that you could make a call or get, you know, <clears throat> a few seconds in those situations make all the difference. Makes all the difference. So, <clears throat> all right. Sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? But this, the, these shootings are getting so crazy. So I just, we needed a little, yeah. Because I know everybody, and I, that's how I travel. As soon as I get on the train, the bus, the plane, like long distance, it's over. I'm putting on my headphones. I'm If I can't sleep, I'm cranky. I'm trying to get to sleep. I'm like with my eyes closed, faking it, just listening to the music. No, you can't travel like that no more. That's You can't, you got to travel like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be like that traveling now. That's how we're going. <laughs> it's going to be a wild bunch of bu like all of the transportation is going to be awkward and uncomfortable this year. Like people are just going to be like that. Ain't going to be no, you know, just chilling video game and then just no people going to be like that. Eyes open. You need to be one of them eyes open people or stay at the house. This might be a good year to stay at the house. Let people come visit you. 
right? All right, so let's go back to this work. Anyway, once the uh, reactive species builds up in the cell, uh, most of the, the data from the uh, scientific journals speak specifically to reactive oxygen species, but I try to correct myself as much as possible and say reactive species because there are reactive nitrogen species and reactive carbonyl species as well um, that can all, you know, do some funky, uh, you know, that can cause some stuff to go haywire. So this is a, a, a big key right here. And to be honest, it's almost like everything we did was in preparation because the 60 and 60, somebody's dealing with um, this super, super, super high level intense, you know, um, aversion to being able to exercise. You have to push yourself through some minimal level of movement. So you got to keep your body active. You got to keep your fluid level, you know, your hydration level high. You can't. Um, you can't go into the, you can't go into the wind peacefully. You can't go into the wind peacefully. Don't, don't feel like you, you know, immediately get going, obviously get to the hospital, get help, get, you know, but like, don't, oh, I got a doctor's, you know, appointment on Wednesday. And so you like having a Frank scratching your privates, you know, laying on the couch watching football today. Like, no, that's not it. You have to stay moving. You got to stay moving like it's a pit bull. This thing is like a pit bull. If you feel that exercise intolerance, you got to act like it's a pit bull, like a, 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 a killer pit bull, or maybe even a killer Rottweiler, like from... um. I keep saying Damien popping into my mind. What's the name of that movie? The Omen. You have to keep moving. Like the moment you stop, they're going to jump on you and attack you because that's largely um, the space you in. So what you have here is once the beta oxidation is unable to metabolize the fat, now the cell switches over to sugar dependence and that primarily um, outside of just outright cell destruction from increased IL-1 and IL-6 um, is the primary mechanisms that they're reporting for how the, uh, the virus exposure is causing people to have diabetes or people who we're in the process of developing diabetes. So here's the thing that we talked about a thousand times. A thousand times we talked about this, how long it takes a disease to incubate. Now, now these conversations that we've been having over the years now is, so that's one of the theories that's on the table. 
You know what I'm saying? They're not taking anything off the table because it's hard to pin it down. If it was just people coming back with type 1 diabetes, it'd be easier to figure out what's happening. If it was just people coming back with type 2, it'd be easier to figure out what's happening. You got people coming back with type 1, type 2, and then some people having a mixture of symptoms of type 1 and type 2. So this is where it's becoming more complex to see what's going on. But remember, remember. The first of September. Hold on. Let me show y'all this. Remember. Okay, here we go. Wait, where is it? Oh. Trip. Remember we talked about this, right? Remember we went through this. This was like a big, this was a big, one of the biggest things in the American Healer documentary. Um, and like I said, the unreasonable doubt lectures, go pull that up. Those are out, you know, those are out. Go type that in on YouTube, Dr. Inky, unreasonable doubt. American healer, unreasonable doubt, right? This is one of the main points because people are so far behind on their education of what they actually think diabetes is. You know, the most, um, from having these conversations, the hippest people believe that, uh, you know, there's type one, there's type two, and then there's Alzheimer's, which is now type three, like, that's as savvy as people get with this. And, you know, from this chart, you could see how little people actually knew. It's really, it's really almost scary because, again, people look at me all the time and they automatically judge the way I talk, how I look, my gold teeth, you know. Inky, are you having nappy hair or wavy hair? What are you doing? Is it black? Is it gray? Is it blonde? What is happening with your hair? Like so many things that, you know, distract people from the actual information. But over time, as they're able to soak in the information, they're realizing they wait, we, we could have been, this is, this is, this is, I can't find the words to express how serious this is. If it turns out that COVID exposure actually causes diabetes. And the largest amount of the research is pointing to type 3C diabetes. So uh, either type 3C diabetes or quite possibly mitochondrial. And then, like I said, there's some scientists that are thinking um, instead of associating it with any of the pre-existing forms of diabetes that they know about, um, you know, uh, creating its own, its own name, its own, uh, you know, so it has its own destination because of 
the size of the potential problem. You know, some of these people are saying that if this is correct, this has the potential to kill more people than say maybe 10 or 20 years than what diabetes has been doing the last 50 years, that kind of impact. So this is not, um, yeah, this, this changes that conversation from, oh yeah, I don't got diabetes. This is different now. So, like I said, the studies are showing that it's pancreatic damage and that people are losing beta cells, but they do have a lot of people where they're just developing extremely high levels of insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes. So, and then, like I said, there are people with mixed mix symptoms. But the one thing they know is that it's coming from covid um, they don't know if these are people that were already going down the road where maybe diabetes would have shown itself in five or 10 years, but because their body went through the trauma of the illness and bring it in earlier or whether somehow this thing just directly changes the body's way of metabolizing energy because of the, um, because of the uh, the destruction of the beta oxidation process, you know, um, that that is what causes the diabetes where we, you know, we kind of show in the doc, you know, the document. But the, the key thing that's important is going to be this, this piece here. And this is the thing that... I guess people are also having difficulty with because people people have such a cult like understanding of things. You know, people people have such a cult like understanding. You know, if Dr. Sabi was alive, Dr. Sabi would have been studying these harming um herbs that I have. So you 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 got to understand that I'm just so far ahead of my time than everybody else. That's why when I say a lot of these guys, they're following things. You just don't see it. <laughs> but now it's just going to keep becoming more and more evident. That's why I say this information, you know, it doesn't come from me. It comes through me. God positions me in a way to be able to keep you guys informed. This stuff that we're talking about, I'm not, none of this stuff is, I'm not the, the scientists in the uh, laboratories. I'm not the doctors reporting. I'm sharing what the scientists are doing and what the doctors are doing with you, right? The same way somebody would sit down and share highlights of an NBA game or a movie. We're just discussing probably the most important thing that's happening on this planet right now. That's all. We just, that's all. We're just discussing the most important thing happening on earth right now. That's, that's it. And how many people are, and what if it is a two, three, 12 of us? Pull out a titty. I think Janet's breast was like the most viewed TV segment of all time. White guy pulls out black boob. This right here, though, this is the conversation. Anyway, um, so one of the things is that harming um, 
is a compound that's found in that's found in wild plants. So that's number one. Harmine is something that's found in wild plants um, from very specific regions, right? Number uh, so that's number two because of what he taught in terms of where you should be eating from if you're from a certain haplotype, not blood type, haplotype, right? What is your bloodline? Where's your bloodline from, right? That's why we have the Eat Right for Your Haplotype book, right? Polar bears and gorillas, right? So, or, or you know, eagles and falcons. Maybe that works better for you, right? So understand this compound comes from the very subset of plants in the very locations and is a alkaloid, which is the alkaline kind of compounds that are in these natural plants. And it fights diabetes and herpes. Why wouldn't he? If he was alive and he wasn't studying it, he would be slipping. Right? And I don't have documentation of him ever doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I have no reason to believe anything else, but he would have been first or he would have been, you know, on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he would have supported, like, oh, wait, let me, before I critique this young brother, like, wait a minute. He might be on the precipice of that's without knowing this new complication, right? So let's go through this. Any of a class of nitrogenous organic compounds of plant origin which have pronounced physiological actions on humans. Alkaloids are produced by a large variety of organisms, including bacteria, fungi, plants, and animals. They can be purified from crude extracts of these organisms by acid-based extraction or solvent extractions, followed by silica gel column chromatography. Chromatography, sorry. Alkaloids have a wide range of pharmacological activities, including anti-malarial, anti-asthma, anti-cancer, cholinomimetic, vasodilatory, antiarrhythmic, analgesic, antibacterial, and anti-hyperglycemic activities. Many have found use in traditional or modern medicine or as starting points for drug discovery. Other alkaloids possess psychotropic and stimulant activities and have been used in entheogenic rituals or as recreational drugs. Alkaloids can be toxic, Although alkaloids act on a diversity of metabolic systems in humans and other animals, they almost uniformly evoke a bitter taste. 
Okay, so now what did we just pull out right here for you, family? This is primarily, um, so now you can know, right? When you taste, when you taste bitters, like when you get our bitters, right? Our bitters has, I'm, I'm used to the list. The list supposed to be right there. Why isn't the list right there? The list should just be right there. Let me see. All right, the list should be right there. Boom. The bitters has all of these in there. All these. And the bitters, wait a minute. The bitters don't cost 1100 The bitters don't even cost $65. <laughs> the bitters is less than this. I, I don't even feel comfortable doing one of these type of graphics with the bitters. <laughs> Like you gonna spend eleven hundred dollars, or you gonna spend thirty dollars on the? You know what I'm saying? Because I be having the bitters on sale, so the bitters be for the you know. But has all these herbs in it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to buy like bitters with each one of these, like that's insane. You know what I'm saying? You got a zillion different dropper bottles. It's the same as the capsules. It's a little easier, but having twenty five different. I know because I did it. Nobody has to tell me. I did it as a bodybuilder. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get, you know, my best that I ever did was not to perform a contest or nothing like that, just working out like for myself. But the most the best I ever did um was like six percent, um, six percent, seven percent body fat. You know what I'm saying? But I was working out like a maniac. You know what I'm saying? And I was spending a, a hell of a lot of money in uh vitamin shop. I got a lot of education, though, that served me later on when I became a personal trainer. But, you know, I, you know, I, I took a lot of stuff and your liver and your kidneys take a beating over the years from taking all that stuff. You know, even if it's veggie capsules, you got to imagine like how many veggie capsules are you having a day? You know, and then you got the chalky stuff, the big vitamins and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, you know, I did it. Then, you know, late years later, got rid of that kind of stuff and moved to like more, you know, whole food supplements and capsules and herbs and liquid droppers. You got 50 different things you're trying to take every day. Where are you even putting all them bottles? Like, then you don't remember it and this. No. Look at this. Chico. Now, for some people, obviously, to specialize, you're going to need to take more stuff, whatever. That's cool. But to just every day be happy to know you got to take 40 different, you know. You see that? That's going to happen with one spoon. <laughs> one spoon. <laughs> That's going to happen with one spoon. Whoop.
All right, back to work, back to work. I'm just saying. In terms of the research, these are the bitter components, right? Not the minerals. So when you listen to these guys telling you how much minerals is in the herbs and how much minerals is in the moss and blah, 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 they saying that because they heard that from somebody else who heard that from somebody else, but that's not real science. That's not real science and that's not um that's not naturopathic either. Because in the naturopathic, you can put it down right in a naturopathic space, you can't get away with that kind of stuff. I just want to see if you guys can get an up close view. Right? See that? This is a dark one. Sometimes it'd be lighter. A blue mat, sometimes it'd be more blue, sometimes it'd be more green, you know, but but ocean blue is like a blue green, you know what I'm saying? So try to see. A good look at this. You can see it a little bit right there. How rich, how rich in pigments it is. So, you have a good amount. You have a really, really good amount of pigments. There. Oh. <laughs> it's true. All right. So yeah, that's where you get the bitter, the dense. Mm. All right. Now, this is, I don't know if y'all saw um, the Wakanda movie, you know, they be watching me. <laughs> they be watching me for inspiration, man. I had a few Hollywood cats tell me that they watch online me for inspiration. So stuff I be telling y'all about um, sci-fi guys and you know like cartoon. They they be taking this stuff for inspiration and turning it into their movie. So I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. I'm just saying it's. If you watch the, the Black Panther movie, it's really, really a, a 
strange coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at it. It's a nice coincidence. Nice coincidence, not strange. Nice coincidence that the sister was trying to remake the herb. And when the other lady came in and asked her, like, how will you know um, if it's, you know, if it's right? She said, if it glows. I just bust out laughing. My kids was looking at me like mad embarrassed. You know, you bust out loud in the movie. They look like, but I thought that was, you know, that was a funny, that was a, it was at least a part for me. You know, I thought that I had a moment, damn it. I had a moment in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so that's the thing though, with this, this specific type of tryptophan. Right. So this is it. This is important. <clears throat> Like, I don't even have a way to um, pull the wool or uh, excuse me. Sorry about that. looking for a page to give you guys a little bit more insight into what it is that we're talking about here. Mm. Diabetes is an enormous problem globally and in the United States. 420 million people in the world have diabetes. Approximately a third of the U.S. population has or is at risk for developing diabetes. The chronic complications involve almost every organ. It's the leading cause of blindness in the United States. It's the leading cause of kidney failure. It's the major contributor to heart disease. And if you add all of these things together, diabetes either directly or indirectly is probably the second or third most important cause of death in the United States. We need so we need to advances in the treatment of diabetes. Just one of yeah. Them. Insulin is the product of normal beta cells. If you had normal beta cells, you'd never need to take insulin or drugs that made you secrete more insulin. So we're trying to simply regrow beta cells in people who have type 1 or type 2 diabetes. Two or three years ago, we identified harmine as a new class of drugs that can make beta cells regenerate at low levels. In this study, we identified a second class of drugs called TGF-beta superfamily inhibitors that's able to induce human beta cells to replicate at rapid rates when given in combination with harming. And in terms of the actual rates of replication, adult human beta cells 
replicated a rate of about 0.2% per day. That's pretty much the same as nothing. With harmine, we were able to get that up to about 2% per day. And now with a combination of harmine plus TGF-beta superfamily inhibitors, we can get that rate up to around 5 to 8% per day. And in some of the pancreatic beta cell preparations we got, it was as high as 15 or 18%. The importance of this study is that it applies to everybody with diabetes, all 30 million people in the United States, whether it's type 1 or type 2, and all 420 million people in the world. Two and a half years ago, series of studies, uh, you know, Jocelyn medalist for 50 years or 60, 80 years uh, at autopsy, they still almost always have at least a few beta cells left. And this number is of his endocrinology fellowship and then stayed on as faculty. So why is Andy speaking about diabetes? So Andy is someone who is a clinician, not an MD, PhD, who moved up the field in the area first of parathyroid disease. And then while he was doing his research, he noticed that PTHRP drives beta cell replication, survival, and expansion. And that led Andy to pivot into the area of diabetes, which of course gives me joy because as everyone knows, I think everything really is all about diabetes regardless. Um, Andy um, has six NIH active grants right now, and they're not ones that expire in the next year. So he's well-funded and well-supported by multiple different institutions in the past and presently, um, truly impressive. And then just as a general comment, Andy's just been a nice guy. He's been- um... All right, thanks, Carol. So Emily, am I okay to upload? Yes, yeah, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> so I wanna just begin with, uh, what we know about human beta cell mass proliferation and, and the discovery of uh, DERK1A inhibitors. So we all know that beta cell mass is reduced in type 1 diabetes. What's, what's new about this slide, so I want to just begin with uh... I need y'all to pay I need y'all to pay attention here. This is a serious forum. A laugh and joke, but we do not play. Uh, what we know about human beta cell mass proliferation and, and the discovery of uh, DERK1A inhibitors. So we all know that beta cell mass is reduced in type 1 diabetes. What's, what's new about this slide this century is that this number is not zero. Most people with type 1 diabetes, even if they've had it for, uh, you know, Jocelyn medalist for 50 years or 60, 80 years uh, at autopsy, they still almost always have at least a few beta cells left. And this number is, is a moving target, depends on the study. Some of them say it's 50%, some say it's you know uh, 2%. But the point is, everybody with type 1 diabetes still has residual beta cells, um, uh, no matter how long they've had type 1. The other half of the story is that type 2 diabetes is also associated with a, a, a dramatic reduction in beta cell mass. So if you're obese and non-diabetic, beta cell mass looks like this. If you're obese and type 2 diabetic, beta cell mass at autopsy looks like this. The same paradigm follows uh, uh, for people who are lean, non-diabetic, or type 2 diabetic. So the point of this slide is that in the world, there are 463 million people with diabetes, and they all need more beta cells. And so it begs the question of, you know, what can we do to, to make beta cells regenerate? So what do we know about beta cell proliferation? We know that on the y-axis, this, this is beta cell proliferation measured by KS67 labeling in autopsy studies. 
And then this is age in human beings from embryonic life to first year of life to childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. And so what you can see is that beta cell replication does occur in human beta cells, uh, but only in the first year of life, and then it tapers off uh, during ad childhood and adolescence. And so by the time uh, you get to be a, a full adult, I guess my, my grandkids would argue that they're, they're full adults at 12, but in any case, by the time you get to be an adult by our standards, um, beta cell replication has ceased and no one's ever been able to make it replicate. So that's a problem because we, we do get, and I'll show you, uh, human islets from NIH for research. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is they don't replicate and no one's ever been able to make them replicate. So we're studying islets by definition or beta cells by definition that won't replicate. Uh, so that's a problem for us. Also, if you want to do clinical trials, uh, if you do discover drugs, you're not going to be able to do them in two-year-olds. You're going to have to do them at 50-year-olds. So it's a, it's a daunting challenge and no one's ever been able to make human beta cells replicate. So we did a high throughput screen uh, that we published in, in 2015. We, in, in particular, is, is Peng Wang, who's uh, a senior member in my lab. Uh, and the bottom line is this, we screened using robotic high throughput techniques, 100,000 compounds. And out of that, we found one that's able to induce human beta cells to replicate. So the compound, and, and you guys have heard this before, is called harmine. Harmine looks like this. It's a low molecular weight, uh, small molecule the size of aspirin or Tylenol or something. And its target is this kinase called DERK1A. And harmine fits into the pocket in DERK1A where ATP fits. Uh, DERK1A is a kinase. It needs to have phosphate groups to stick on proteins and it gets them from ATP. So if harmine is sitting in this pocket, then DERK1A is unable to be uh, active. So harmine is a DERK1A inhibitor. How do we know it makes beta cells replicate? Well, we, we showed that if you take harmine uh, and treat human islets with it, you can see increases in BRDU incorporation. That's a marker of proliferation. You can see increases in CAS67 proliferation. That's a marker that you all use clinically in insulinomas and pituitary tumors to see if they're benign or malignant. So these are, these are proliferation markers that are widely used. Uh, and in contrast, if you treat them with no drug, a human islets, there's no proliferation going on. So uh, how much proliferation can you get? Oh, well, let me do this first. So, so what do we know about how it works? We know, we know a lot about how it works now. And I'm not going to go through it. I just want you to see that DERK1A is, is in the nucleus. Uh, and it serves as the brakes on beta cell proliferation. So the reason that adult beta cells don't replicate, or at least one of the reasons is uh, that they have active DERK1A in the nucleus and DERK1A serves as, as the brakes. And so it makes sense that drugs that block, block DERK1A would be able to drive proliferation. So DERK1A inhibitors take the, takes the brakes off and now you're allowed to have beta cell proliferation. Um, so, so where does this put us in the, in the uh, human beta cell proliferation story? So this is the proliferation we had when we were, uh, rate we had when we were two years old. Here's what it is with harmine and human islands. So we can recapitulate. That's pretty cool. Uh, but on the other hand, if I'm a type two diabetic and I'm proliferating at one or 2% per day, it's going to take me a long time to get up to normal. And if I'm a type one diabetic, it's going to take me a really, really, really long time to get back to normal at one or 2% per day. So a couple of years ago, I uh, had a wonderful grad student join the lab named Courtney Akefi. 
and her project was to look for uh, ways to get in, uh, even higher rates of beta cell replication. So this is Courtney again working with Pung. So this was published uh, last year. And what Courtney showed is that GLP-1 receptor agonists that you guys use every day synergize with DERK-1A inhibitor. This sister <clears throat> and this brother right here, Pong, Pong Wang and Courtney Akefi. These are the two geniuses right here. Genius lives matter. These are the two geniuses that might, that might, listen, all go, these two might go down in history for being, you know, part of a handful of folks to save the world. We should know their faces. We owe them thanks at the minimum. Oh, white guy too. Hold on, my man right here. We need to know his face. In five or 10 years, as this thing gets more pop, you know, as this information gets out there into the world, his face, their faces, even my face will become less associated with this. And, you know, you just need to know, remember those first folks that made the discoveries and the first folks that brought those discoveries to you before this thing goes crazy. Because this might just be the one silver lining that we have in this crazy situation we're dealing with right now. The GLP-1 receptor agonist that you get, Brittany Akefi, uh, and her project was to look for uh, ways to get in, uh, even higher rates of beta cell replication. So this is Courtney again working with Pung. So this was published uh, last year. And what Courtney showed is that GLP-1 receptor agonists that you guys use every day synergize with DERK-1A inhibitors that, that I just described a moment ago, and they synergistically potentiate functional human beta cell regeneration. So what do I mean? These are the drugs we're talking about. These are the drugs that you all use. These have been on the market for a long time. Uh, we haven't. All right, so. <clears throat> okay. So. We got to stop right here. Very key point. So what the gentleman is saying is that, okay, they discover harming and harming metabolites and they ran as, you know, a bunch of experiments, spent a bazillion dollars to figure out that harming can neutralize DERK-1A, right? First, it starts with that. The discovery that DERK-1A is the single component blocking beta cell regeneration that right there is the discovery of the universe then you could figure out now you could figure out other stuff but you looking for a needle in the haystack that was the needle the needle is dirk 1a that's the guy stopping your pancreas from healing so that's why all these years is you can't regard pink because dirk 1a is there standing in the way blocking up the whole world taking zillion lives with him Dirk 1A killed more people than Hitler, you know what I'm saying? Or more people than Mussolini or whoever, whoever killed, you know, Dirk 1A might have killed more people than mosquitoes, you know what I'm saying? Like, but um, so they've identified them, bang. Um, now they find the harming neutralizing, boom. But at that point, 
it only gets you between one and 2% regeneration per 24 hour period, right? So that's not enough regeneration to really get a person that's in trouble back out of trouble, you know what I'm saying? In a reasonable amount of time. So what the sister and the brother did is they went and discovered compounds that will complement the harming metabolites and boost the speed at the regeneration. And so the first category of compounds they're looking at is uh, something called GLP-1 inhibitors. Now, of course, they're talking about pharmaceuticals and we are doing the research. So we're looking at the pharmaceuticals as well, but also, you know, we have looked at the, um, the extract process for these from these specific pharmaceuticals and have the original botanicals that they were extracted from. Right. So GLP-1 inhibitors, right? So we probably could go back, right? And then do this. Um, GLP-1. Okay. So this is where we at, so that we all on the same page, we moving slow. It's a forum for conversation. I'm checking into the chat from time to time. I was just able to, um, and I really appreciate that. I was able to block somebody that I was waiting for months and months and months and months and months to get an opportunity to block. So hold on, let me stop the share screen. Hey, I appreciate you coming into the chat today, bro. Uh, one of the brothers that used to be like a part of our everyday crew, when we went to Patreon, he told me in a private DM back and forth that my content wasn't worth nothing for him to pay for past like a dollar or two, you know, donation. I was like, wow. Save your dollar or two. And please stop consuming my content. Boop, just blocked him off my pages. And, but in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I know he's going to come back to my YouTube channel because what I do is unique. I'm a one of one. You can't get this anywhere else. That really felt good to go ahead and block you. So you can continue to watch the channel. I can't stop you from doing that. But you will not have chat room access unless you make a fake name. It's good to be alive. All right. You know, it just wouldn't be me if there wasn't just a little bit of foolishness. Okay, so back to the back to back to work. <clears throat> that was that was Thanos. If y'all didn't know who I was talking about, I was talking about Thanos in the chat. Yeah, so you won't see him. He was in there earlier, but you won't see him later because boop. Yeah. Um, 
GLP-1 agonists or inhibitors, right? You'll see it. You'll see it written that way in some spaces. Along with helping to control blood sugar and boost weight loss, GLP-1s and SGLT-2 inhibitors seem to have other major benefits. Research has found that some drugs in these groups may lower the risk of heart disease, such as heart failure, stroke, and kidney disease. People taking these drugs have seen their blood pressure and cholesterol levels improve, but it's not clear whether these benefits are from the drug or the weight loss. Okay. Um, and again, so you have the article, uh, are there any type two diabetes drugs that can help people lose weight and lower their blood sugar? Are there side effects? Can we get a date on this from the Mayo Clinic? Come on, see, Mayo Clinic. Come on now. That's not, that's not that. All right. All right. It's all right. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that and we'll, we'll move on. This might be a little better. National Library of Medicine, right? And now you see how it's already, the information is already at another level because instead of giving you GLP, they actually giving you what it is. And for those of you that have been studying with us for a while, immediately that should pop up in your mind because you know what we call glucagon is literally Think about glucagon. The name is glucagon, right? So here, use this to remember glucagon, right? Glucagon is the op of insulin. You know, it's the robber or the cowboy. Like, you know, uh, it's the north and the south. Like glucagon and insulin is always at war. Like they opposites, you know, they they banging on each other. They are Democrats and Republicans, you know, uh, Trump and Biden. You know, this is... But when you look at the name glucagon, think of glucose and gone, glucose gone, glucose gone, right? Glucagon, glucose gone, glucagon, right? Glucose gone. So glucagon-like peptide one receptor agonists. Glucagon-like peptide 1 agonists are a class of medications utilized in the treatment of type 2 diabetes and obesity. This activity will highlight the indications, mechanism of action, administration, adverse effect profile, and contraindictions for these drugs. The use of an interprofessional team of nurses, primary care providers, pharmacists, and endocrinologists remains pertinent to care for patients prescribed this class of medications. Objectives. Review the mechanism of action of GLP-1 receptor agonists. Identify the potential adverse effects. Okay. We're going to read through a little bit more of this, but again, you got the article. So you can come back to this and, and go and go a little bit deeper and go a little bit deeper, right? I just wanted to get you the basics into the basic space so you understand what this is. Because when harmine is coupled with GLP-1 agonists or GLP-1 inhibitors, the amount of beta cell regeneration goes up. So this is one of those key compounds. It's a few of them, but 
this is this one is more prevalent in the in the uh, botanical universe than the other one. The other ones that deal. we'll we'll see, but this this one here is really prevalent in the like you you're already consuming some GLP one inhibitors already without even knowing. It's just a matter of you know uh, for me anyway trying to figure some of this stuff out. It's just a matter of like tying some of these things together and focusing in on it. I haven't studied DPD-4 inhibitors. I can talk about why that is at the end, if you like. But what, what I'm going to show you should apply to them as well. These drugs are widely used around the world. 30 million people are taking them. They augment insulin secretion and they attenuate appetite. But none of these induce human beta cell replication. And people, people have looked at this for years. They, they, they don't make beta cells replicate. So here's the experiment that Courtney did that was, was so Now, hold on. Let me go back here a second, too. I just want to add. See the GLP-1 inhibitors? This is what they're talking about on TikTok, where everybody is saying they're taking diabetes drugs to lose weight. This is what they're taking. They're taking GLP-1 inhibitors. Look right here. Trulicity, Ozempic, right? That's the ones they're they promoting on TikTok for weight loss. This is, this is why people get sick. Be careful. These are not to be played with. Appetite, but none of these induce human beta cell replication. And people, people have looked at this for years. They, they, they don't make beta cells replicate. So here's the experiment that Courtney did that was, was so important. She, she was measuring KS67 labeling in beta cells. Examples are shown over here. And she looked at 20 uh, human items from 20 different organ donors. Each of these lines is a different organ donor. Um, real quick, DMSO is a sulfur uh, compound um, that's really good topically to fight infections and rashes. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Anybody that has recurrent infections or if you have children, <laughs> period, you know what I'm saying? Like you might want to have a bottle of this in the house. This is good to have. This should go in the category with like iodine, peroxide, alcohol, like this should be in that cabinet. Now, internal use, I, I would not suggest you purchase anything anywhere and, and internally take any DMSO, <laughs> period. I don't even know a doctor that'll tell you that. Like, that's a different type of form. They're doing something. Yeah, don't try any of this at home, folks, just saying. She showed that if you treat them with vehicle, this is just diluent we use for harming. Uh, there's no proliferation. If she used uh, plain old intestinal, you know, natural GLP-1, nothing happened. If she used harming, as Pung had shown, at the same dose, 10 micromolar, uh, now you see proliferation, and it averages somewhere around 2 or 3% in, in Courtney's studies. But if she combined GLP-1 and harming together, she now would see 7-8% uh, proliferation. So this is a, an incredible rate of replication. This is the highest rate that anybody's ever seen. She also did dose-response studies with GLP-1 and harming and, and basically showed... Right there is where I jumped off the boat. <laughs> Just wait, the shadow. Me. 
strong my age. But that's why I jumped off the boat right there. Because I know that GLP-1 inhibitors and harming both brought the, you know, those come from plants. So I, it took me some years, though. I, I couldn't, I didn't, like, I overnighted that. It took me some years, but that's right at this point in the research. Once cis figured out how to get that 8%, I was like, like, my eyes got big. I was like, This is this is not diet and lifestyle talk. This ain't that. This ain't that vegan talk. This is a whole nother level of cutting edge science that's gonna change the world. Quite possibly sooner than later because of this new complication of what's going on with COVID. Let me just bring that back a few seconds. Just, just absorb that. Man, try to be, try to imagine if you was with them on the team, like when they figured that out. Like, I wish I could have been there. That was that was like a win the championship moment. Like they must have had champagne and lost their damn mind in there. Examples are shown over here. And she looked at 20 uh, human items from 20 different organ donors. Each of these lines is a different organ donor. And she showed that if you treat them with vehicle, this is just the dilio we use for harming. Uh, there's no proliferation. If she used a plain old intestinal, you know, natural GLP-1, nothing happened. If she used harmine, as Pung had shown, at the same dose, 10 micromolar, uh, now you see proliferation, and it averages somewhere around 2 or 3% in, in coordinate studies. But if she combined GLP-1 and harmine together, she now would see 7 8% uh, proliferation. So this is a, an incredible rate of replication. This is the highest rate that anybody's ever seen. She also did dose-response studies with GLP-1 and RME and, and basically showed that it, it, you get a nice, beautiful uh, dose response. Um, I mentioned that this response is synergistic. So this, this is a study that demonstrates that. So here's RME at 10 micromolar. Uh, it gives you 2% proliferation, which we're now calling 1.0. Um, here's GLP-1 by itself. It does nothing. And then here's a tenfold lower dose, one micromolar uh, harming. Uh, and so if you uh, use one micromolar harming, not much happens to proliferation. If you use uh, GLP-1 basically at any dose, not much happens. But if you add harming and GLP-1 together, now you get the same replication you get with a tenfold higher dose of harming. So in, in classical pharmacologic terms, this, this is synergy. In practical terms, it means that you can use in humans uh, a tenfold lower dose of harming to get proliferation if you combine it with uh, GLP-1 uh, drugs. So that's, that's where the synergy comes from. And that's super helpful to us in, in human studies going forward. So harming and GLP-1 synergize to induce unprecedented rates of human beta cell replication. Um, of course, then we wanted to look at the drugs that you guys, you guys all know, exenatide, liraglutide, lixacenatide, semaglutide, and none of them drive proliferation. That's no secret. That's, that's, that's well known. Uh, here's harmine again at 10 micromolar. But when Courtney added harmine to any of the drugs that are currently on the market, uh, she found that, again, she saw this dramatic synergy, 5 to 6% proliferation. So the message here is that any jerk one a inhibitor, and we've looked at lots of them and, and it applies to all of them. So any jerk one a inhibitor can synergize with any GLP-1 receptor agonist 
to induce these remarkable rates of human beta cell replication. So where are we now? So here's what we did when we were two. Here's what we're doing now. This is what vehicle does, nothing. This is what harming does. And here's what harming plus uh, GLP-1 receptor agonists can do. In fact, uh, it's actually higher than this, it's six to 8%. So uh, how does that look for type two diabetes? It looks pretty good, 7%, 8% a day perforation. That should get you back to normal. Uh, and what about type one diabetes? Seven or 8% per day, that also should get you back to normal. It would take longer because you're starting at a lower point, but it ought to, it's going in the right direction. So um, we, we were excited about this stuff. Uh, and uh, but one, one thing that uh, always has been a lingering annoyance for us is we're looking at KS67. And um, that is a great surrogate for beta cell replication, but it doesn't really prove unquestionably that beta cells are multiplying and you're getting daughter beta cells and granddaughter or maybe grandson beta cells. Um, and so we wanted to measure beta cell mass uh, over time. That's difficult with human islets because human islets only live in tissue culture for about a week and then they, then they de-differentiate or die. So you can't do long-term experiments. So we decided to uh, look at this another way and ask if this proliferation is really real and if it works in vivo. So working with Adolfo, who many of you know, and Sarah Stanley, who many of you know in, in the Diabetes Institute, we took human islets and we get these from NIH and they're also commercial suppliers uh, of human islets. We transplant them into mice with no immune system. So these are immuno immunodeficient mice. We can put the uh, islets with a catheter into the subcapsular space of the kidney. So you make a flank incision, pop out the kidney, make a little hole in the renal capsule, deposit the islets in there, withdraw the catheter, and now you can see the islet sitting under the kidney capsule. Then you pop the kidney back into the uh, retroperitoneal space and put some staples in. And the islets are now very happy. They'll live for six months, 12 months, two years, the, the, eight, the length of the lifespan of, of the mouse um, uh, in vivo. So this gives us an opportunity to study human beta cell mass and function over the long term. So now you can take these little mini implantable, uh, they're called Alzet mini pumps, uh, and you can load them with drugs and they will last for a week, uh, for a month. The ones that we use, they come in different sizes, but we use four week pumps and we can infuse for 28 days or we can remove the pump and put in a fresh one every month uh, and, and get continuous infusion. So in the studies I'm about to show you, uh, we went for three months. So we take human islets, put them in a new immunodeficient mice, and then treat them with vehicle, harming, exenatide, or the combination uh, of, of harming plus exenatide for three months. At the end of the experiment, we harvest the kidneys, we fix them with formalin, and, and they, they're opaque, as you can imagine. Uh, but now there are tissue clearing techniques that are used in, in lots of areas of, of medicine and science. Um, and, and Sarah's lab is doing them in brain. So we now can clear uh, these kidneys, label them for insulin, they become transparent. And now you can use light sheet microscopy. Light sheet microscopy just takes series of um, uh, slices, Z-stacks uh, through whatever you happen to be imaging. So we basically image the kidney like this, make millions of slices in it. And then you can basically load them all and generate movies. So here's what this looks like. So this is a movie of a mouse kidney 
because the mouse can need these little dots or glomeruli. The beta cells are the green parts. And uh, what, what's cool about this is you can appreciate that, first of all, the beta cells are still there under the kidney capsule three months later. Uh, what, what you know intuitively, just like a, a, an MRI, um, this is volumetric. So not only can you see the beta cells, see the green, you actually know the volume of the beta cells and computationally it's just generated and, and you have these numbers. So for the first time, uh, we are able to uh, actually assess and quantify in vivo human beta cell mass <clears throat> in a living system, in this case, mice. So with that, we then did the next obvious experiment, and this is Adolfo uh, Garcia Cana. So if you take 300 islets, transplant them into the renal subcapsule of an immunodeficient mouse, and treat it for three months with vehicle without some mini pumps, this is what beta cell mass looks like three months later. It looks pretty similar to what you started with three months ago. But if you do the same experiment and put in 300 islets from the same human islet donor and treat now for three months with harmine and exenatide, uh, now there's a dramatic increase in beta cell mass. Um, the fun part about this is, A, you're getting the quantification automatically since it's uh, 3D, since the mass looks like three months later. It looks pretty similar to what you started with three months ago. But if you do the same experiment and put in 300 islets from the same human islet donor and treat now for three months with harmine and exenatide, uh, now there's a dramatic increase in beta cell mass. Um, the fun mass looks like three months later. It looks pretty similar to what you started with three months ago. But if you do the same experiment and put in 300 islets from the same human islet donor and treat now for three months with harmine and exenatide, uh, now there's a dramatic increase in beta cell mass. Um, the fun part about this is, A, you're getting the quantification automatically since it's uh, 3D, since it's voxels. Um, but also, um, you don't have to know anything to see that there's a lot more beta cells here than there are here. So in a series of studies that Adolfo has done, and there are actually, actually a lot more than this, but just to give you a sense of this, this is beta cell mass at the time beta cells are transplanted. <clears throat> in the first day after transplant, since the beta cells are ischemic, <clears throat> a lot of them die in the first 24 hours. And if you do nothing else, uh, just treat them with a vehicle in black, uh, nothing, beta cell mass stays stable for the three months of the study. If you treat with exenatide in the gray, nothing happens either. If you treat with harmine alone, there actually is an increase in beta cell mass. It doesn't look like much on this scale, but actually it's about two or three times more than in the two controls. So harming itself increases beta cell mass. But, but the, the clear winner of this beauty contest is harming plus exenatide. Uh, the combination increases beta cell mass from 0.1 cubic millimeter to 7, 0.7 cubic millimeters. So it's a seven-fold increase in the beta cell mass. So this is, this is astonishing. No one's ever seen this before. Nobody thought this was possible. And without going into any detail, just say this is, a, this is derived from a, a variety of factors. It's partly from proliferation. It's partly from enhanced function. I'll show you in a while that uh, harmine also and exenatide make beta cell uh, function better. They make more insulin. 
Uh, it also increases survival at the time of surgery. Uh, so there's this uh, pro-survival effect. It's possible but difficult to prove that other islet cells may be transdifferentiating into beta cells. Uh, and we're trying to prove that. No one's got a good way to do that right now. Uh, and it's, it's also uh, you know, intuitive from what I just told you that really combination of these things are, are happening. So we're talking seven-fold increase in human beta cell mass in three months. So what does that look like in the setting of type 2 diabetes? If you increase seven, this seven-fold from 1% you know, to 7%, it would be way too much. This is too good for type 2 diabetes, assuming it translates to fully to humans. Uh, you'd have to use lower doses for shorter durations, or maybe just use harming alone, because uh, you, you wouldn't want to have a seven-fold increase in beta cell mass. <clears throat> in type 1 diabetes, as I mentioned earlier, it's not exactly clear where, where the starting point is in the average person with longstanding type 1, but let's say it's this. Let's say it's you know 0.1%, then you'd be up at 0.7% in three months. And if you kept going, you'd be normal in six months. Um, if you're starting at 0.4, uh, you might only have to go for, for two months to get back up to normal. Obviously, in type 1, you also need immunomodulatory therapies as well. This isn't going to fix type 1 unless something is done about autoimmunity. Um, but this has simply never been an option before. So this is pretty exciting for us. Uh, so we, we worried next, okay, so now we have these great rates of beta cell replication. We're all MDs. We know that really... My camera, quite possibly so. Can you guys still hear me out there? <clears throat> Interesting. Are you there? Yeah, long dialogue. What is going on?
Okay, y'all still there? Y'all can still hear me? Type one if y'all can still hear, hear my voice. I, I need y'all to participate so I know how my, how bad my technical difficulties are. <laughs> okay. Man, and we're back. Okay. That was gone. Thank you, Sheba. Thank you, Sheba. Man. Man. You know what I'm saying? Hard to get a little participation out here. Yeah, it was getting a little rough. I was like, wait a minute, we gotta get the technical difficulties to what done happened, the, the program that went upside down. as well um so that's 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 super interesting um but as you mentioned yes randomized control trials are key and there have been um i've seen you know one stronger but small trial that was published um was it back in september that found this was at i think it was in was it spain perhaps yes yep it was uh it was october i've, I've got it pulled up here october uh, of 2020, and it was a Spanish, uh, it was Marta Castillo who published, she was the lead author on this one out of Spain. Um, there was a little issues with the randomization, so probably the effect was over uh, overemphasized, but if you look at the effects, they were quite dramatic. There, in, in the calcifidiol group, let's just back up a little bit, what's calcifidiol? That's the name that we give to 25-hydroxy vitamin D. So in this, in this study, they didn't give just vitamin D, they gave the product of the metabolism in the liver of, of vitamin D. Now, do you think that's important for someone that is undergoing, let's say, I mean, if you're if you're so sick and maybe your liver's not working properly, your kidneys aren't working, I mean, how are you going to convert these vitamin D metabolites into this steroid hormone, right? So um, do you think it's important to give someone like more, you know, more downstream, like an active form versus vitamin D3, for example? Exactly. And so that's the question is whether because it takes some time for the vitamin D to be metabolized in the liver. Some I've seen some people say up to you know seven days. It probably is a little bit less than that. But when you have 
uh, when you're giving vitamin D in the acute situation, uh, it doesn't really matter if you're just uh, supplementing over a long period of time and you're hoping to prevent yourself from having uh, a bad outcome with COVID-19. But if you've already got COVID-19, what, what they may be saying here is that supplementing not with vitamin D, the, the product prior to liver metabolism, but in fact, calcifidiol, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, might be a more efficacious intervention. And that's what they did in this study. Mm. And you know, another thing that sort of brings to my mind, um, you'd mentioned the the pre-pandemic studies looking at randomized control trials, looking at the role of vitamin D supplementation in preventing respiratory tract infections. Uh, I believe it was Martinow. Uh, yes. That was the, the senior author on that. Yes. And what was so interesting about those meta-analyses was that they found weekly doses, daily doses yeah. worked. But monthly doses did not in terms of protecting against acute respiratory tract infections. That's, that's and, yeah. And I, to me, it's like we can't learn from past. <laughs> like there's something wrong. We need, you know, so when you're designing a clinical trial, you need to be familiar with literature and see, oh, there's these meta-analysis showing that monthly doses don't work. Maybe we shouldn't design the trial that way. Maybe we shouldn't just do one large dose, which um, I think I've seen a preprint floating around uh, for for COVID nineteen, where there was one large dose and there was no effect. Yes. Um, yeah, you're referring to the uh, the Brazilian study where they gave two hundred thousand international units at the very beginning. Yes, I don't believe it's peer reviewed yet. Am you're I correct. am I correct? At least on the, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, the, this right. study, though, this Spanish study, where they, they gave something called calcifidiol, which is again twenty-five hydroxy, and it's this is not an over-the-counter medication. This is a prescription only. It's usually prescribed by nephrologists in patients with renal disease that have very high pro, you know, uh, procalcitonin or procalcitonin, but parathyroid hormone levels. And they gave it on day one. They gave it on day, I believe, three, and then uh, again at day seven. And what they found was in the calcifidiol group, there was only 2% that went to the intensive care unit, whereas in the placebo group, 50% of those went to the intensive care unit. So that's a, a very, very marked number. Uh, again, there was, uh, I think the, the British recently got together and looked at all of the data. And you may have known they made a uh, recommendation that there still was not enough evidence to uh, cause supplementation to prevent COVID-19. Um, interestingly, they discounted this Spanish study because they felt that the uh, the randomization was not good enough. But uh, there's been some mathematicians that have looked at this study and said that it would be impossible for that randomization to fully describe what happened in this study. In other words, they believe that there, there was an effect of calcifidiol in, in this study. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the Urban Biochemist Guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family.
peace. Well, welcome to today's talk. It's Thursday, the 12th of August. Now, I've been studying a bit about diabetes and COVID for the last couple of days. And um, of course, we know that people with diabetes are more prone to getting more serious COVID-19. But there's evidence starting to emerge from various countries that COVID-19 increases people's risk of developing diabetes. Now, we hope it's not a lot, but there does seem to be an element here. So we're going to look at some of the research about that today. So what I think is a good idea, if someone has had COVID-19, or indeed thinks they have had it, then why not go to your healthcare provider and get your blood sugar checked? Because that's the simplest way to test for diabetes. And I'm going to show you how easy it is now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take my blood sugar. Hopefully it won't take too long at all. And you'll see how uh, quick and easy the procedure is. So um, this is a fairly standard uh, testing unit. A home testing. So I'm just going to give my finger a quick prick on the side like that. Can you see? There we go. I think we've just about got some blood. Yeah, there we go. These prickers are so atraumatic, really, you hardly feel it. Then you put the blood sample on the test piece on there. Does a quick test. And then it gives us the results. So my blood sugar is currently 5.9, which is in the normal, normal, completely normal range. It's pretty amazing, really, because I, I, I had something to eat just about an hour ago. And now my blood sugar is 5.9. So that's absolutely fine. But anyway, that, that's it. That, that is it. I've just tested my blood sugar level. And from that, I don't see any indication, I'm pleased to say, that, that I'm developing uh, diabetes from, from that figure. So why not? If you've had COVID, you think you've had COVID, just go and get it checked. And it's, you know, it's the simplest, easiest thing. And then you can be reassured. Because the thing about diabetes is it can creep up on you. You can have it for a while and not know you've got it. This is the problem with diabetes. It's one of these iceberg conditions. So let's look at a bit of the background to this now. Um, so diabetes morbidity, how many people have diabetes? Well, in India, there's 77 million. In China, there's 116 million people with diabetes. In the UK, the latest count is 3.9 million, probably at least a, a million undiagnosed, though. So up to, up to 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 million in actuality. And there's about 700 new cases diagnosed every day. The United States, the current figure from the CDC is 34.2 million people with diabetes at the moment, but you can at least double that, 60 or 70 million for people with pre-diabetes. So we see diabetes as already a huge burden of morbidity. So many people have diabetes and it causes so many complications. You know, it can cause complications to the eyes, it can cause complications to the heart and the blood vessels, and it can cause complications to the, to the kidneys and complications to the, uh, the peripheral blood flow, to the feet especially. All sorts of complications can be associated with diabetes. If it's badly managed, that's why you have to recognise it and control the blood sugar levels. So uh, now this came to my attention a couple of months ago, really. Uh, th th this um, rhinoorbital mucormycosis, th th this black fungus disease that was um, prevalent in these, is still quite prevalent in India, only seems to occur in people with high blood sugar levels. And it's not just in India, it's been reported in quite a few countries, um, Egypt, uh, there was quite a few cases as well, for example. 
following COVID-19 in previously non-diabetic immunocompetent patients. So this is this study here. India, there's been more than um, 45,000 cases of mucormycosis reported. Death rate's pretty high. It's about 50%. And that depends, and that's with good treatment. Affects the nose, the sinuses, the eyes, sometimes the brain with this black fungal disease. Usual onset 12 to 18 days after recovery from COVID-19. So this is being seen in patients who had COVID-19. Now, um, there was 127 patients followed up. Um, 13 of those patients who developed my new mucormycosis had newly acquired diabetes mellitus. So in other words, 127 diabetic patients, but 13 of those were found not to have had diabetes prior to the episode of COVID. So that's already a fairly high proportion, isn't it? About 8 9% or something seems to have developed COVID as a result of the uh, seem to have developed diabetes as a result of the COVID or the treatment. Average age was only 36, so that's pretty young. Seven of the 13 not given steroids or supplementary oxygen. So of this 13, seven were not given steroids. Now, the steroids are the drugs that reduce the inflammation, as you probably know, and they put your blood sugar up as a side effect, but some had not been given that. And they hadn't been given supplementary oxygen, meaning they weren't particularly sick. So that was sort of an early indicator. That, that got me thinking about this. Uh, this is a BBC report, Fears Over Sharp Rise in Diabetes in India. This is one of the doctors who's studying the problem of COVID and diabetes, a diabetologist, uh, Dr. Anup Misra. Our assessment is that such patients were probably predisposed to diabetes because of obesity or family history. So she thinks that most of these patients probably were predisposed to diabetes anyway, and the COVID triggered it earlier, presumably, than it would have been triggered otherwise, but not all. Um, she does say that um, severe diabetes caused by pancreatic damage is less common. So severe diabetes, where the pancreas is damaged, the part, the part of the body that actually makes the insulin is damaged, it exists, but she thinks it's less common than those where it was uh, simply triggered at an earlier stage. Tell the truth. You know, like I know, you got 40 or 50 bottles of vitamin pills, herb bottles sitting on your counter right now you're not taking because you can't juggle them all. You can't take 40 or 50 different pills or carry them in your purse, but it doesn't make sense. It only makes sense to have one delivery system, one delivery system, Blue Magic Gel, is going to deliver you over 30 powerful, powerful, powerful plants all at one time with no taste. You can give it to your pets or your children. It just don't even make no sense to waste no money on all them different little bottle pill bottles. Is it just me? Am I the only one that got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 vitamin pill bottle, herbal bottles all over the place? Why, why, do, I, why do we do that? Why do we buy so many of these little things that we know we're not going to take 35 different pills and capsule, herbal capsule? You know you're not going to take all them things every day. Now, there's Blue Magic. You get Sabi's herbs, 
Inky's herbs, the harming herbs, key Irish mosses, and much more. Each spoonful with no capsules for just $65. And don't forget to read the vitamin C. That there is an increase in the incidence of new onset diabetes in patients in the hospital that have COVID-19. So apparently it seems to be about 14%. There could be multiple factors associated with this. One of the theories is the increase in the attachment to those receptors called ACE2 receptors, which are found in multiple organs, including the lungs, intestines, the pancreas, and the heart. And this could be associated not only with the appearance of diabetes, but also with some other complications that we see like pneumonia and myocarditis associated with COVID-19. There are newly released studies that have shown in autopsies of patients with COVID-19 looking specifically at the pancreas and looking at that cell, the beta cell that produces insulin, that there is a direct damage of the cells in patients with COVID-19. So we believe that this might be a direct association with that insulin deficiency in the development of diabetes in these patients. We know that there is people at risk of developing diabetes in general. For example, patients with family history of diabetes, patients with obesity, sedentary, those patients are more prone to develop diabetes. It is possible that this particular subset of patients, also patients with prediabetes, which is already abnormal glucose, but not in diabetes range, are more prone of developing diabetes if they acquire COVID-19 infection. Unfortunately, we have seen this phenomenon in the last couple of years, and especially during the first year and before we had the vaccinations, we saw that patients would delay their medical care. And so we saw us. On the next NBR News. Listen, that was a great question. And I respect your question, sis, about the moringa. But you got to understand that in today's world, Moringa is the fried chicken. <laughs> Moringa has been fried, then had it laid to the side, it's been hybridized and regrown in so many different places besides its mother environment, besides its own habitat. It's very difficult to get real moringa. You got to be careful that moringa might be worse than fried chicken, period. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood, or are you going to pay $65? The vitamin D prevalent, vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country and also, you know, in, in places like the UK where you said, you know, they're in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. And clothing, right? Clothing exactly. also blocks it, you know. So, you know, the question becomes... 
why why is the vitamin D prevalent? Vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country, and also you know in, in places like the UK where you said you know they're they're not finding enough evidence to recommend vitamin D to prevent COVID. Well, maybe that's a strong statement, and you need more randomized controlled trials to make a uh, extraordinary claim like that. But you can still make a claim that it's probably in a, your best health interest to maintain good levels of vitamin D and that because we know vitamin D deficiency is so prevalent that it's probably best to get a vitamin D test and measure your levels and um, take a vitamin D supplement. Exactly. And the, the thing that's uh, that's a little confusing too is that a lot of these levels that we've come up with are, are based on the endocrinological function of vitamin D with bone metabolism. We, we don't know if that's the, the value that we need for uh, for immuno, immunological functioning or COVID. But we do have some associative studies that seem to show, at least in those studies that we talked about earlier, where they took, looked at 191,000 people, that SARS-CoV-2 rates started to go up once levels dropped below 50. So that's that's an interesting mm. number. That's interesting. There's there was a few um, back in 2013. There was a meta-analysis published. I don't know the author's name, but the studies dated back from the 1960s to um, to the 2013, uh, and it was looking at all-cause mortality in association with vitamin D blood levels. And it was found that you know levels somewhere between 40 to 60 or 70, like it was the lowest all-cause mortality. So like the, like there was this sweet spot. Um, you know, and of course, it's one of those things where, you know, associative studies are, there's always the problems that people try to, con, you know, correct for confounding factors. And, um, but, but the idea is to look, and this is what you've done such a fantastic job, you know, with your scholarly work at MedCrown Videos is looking at the whole body of evidence, the, the observational data, the mechanistic data, the, case studies and you know if there are randomized controlled dot trials um, the animal studies as well you know because that helps give us some insight on mechanism and, and of course you can't translate an animal study to humans but but if you take the whole body of data right everything together then you can begin to tell a story uh, as well so um in terms of supplementation though you know it's the upper tolerable intake that's been set by the Institute of Medicine has been 4,000 IUs a day. Um, and what about, you know, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. What about toxicity? Um, yeah, the toxicity, uh, there was a statement that I read that said that uh, vitamin D is probably the least toxic fat-soluble vitamin. So th there was a study where this, uh, this Polish guy looked at, uh, Polish uh, scientists looked at, the Mayo Clinic's database, and they looked at 20,000 people. And we talked about this in our in their video that uh, we recently published. One person had uh, hypercalcemia out of those 20,000, and they had ranges, people supplementing anywhere from zero to 55,000 units a day. And uh, really just one person, and that person's vitamin D level, if I recall correctly, was up in the, the 200, 300 range. That's nanograms <laughs> per milliliter. And that's, that's not even, <laughs> yeah, it was wow. massive. Yeah, I, I remember reading a study, and I'm sure you've seen this one, where there was the long, the long-term supplementation with 10,000 IUs a day, and it was really no, no toxic effect. And that was, that was, I forgot how long-term it was, but yeah. Um, 
It's time for us to sit down and be real. Ain't nobody got $1,500 to be buying no herbal packages for the whole family. It's too much money. Not a Floyd Mayweather video. We want you to at the end of the day. You got to save. So we created a buy one, get one free so that you can get $1,000 worth of nutrition into your family's bloodstream and then give away a jar of blue magic, seed a new house with a transformation. Buy one, get one free. Give one away to somebody who needs it. Buy one, get one. Get your damn money back. African Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, it protects you from the burning rays of the sun. So if you live in, you know, Australia or closer to the equator, um, you know, Somalia, for example, that's great because you're getting a lot of UVB exposure year round. But when you take a person and migrate, they migrate, say they move from Africa to New York City to Chicago, well, it becomes a problem because you're much further from the equator. And now you've got this natural sunscreen that helps you, you know, protect you from the burning rays of the sun. And now you're living in a place where you're not getting as much sun. And so um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African-Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the yeah, I, I believe it. And, and, you know, the other thing people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, then how come people are getting COVID-19 in, the, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're in um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the skin. Yeah, I, I, um, there was a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times. As, um, there was a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years. Um, there's a there's a um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the skin. Yeah, I, I believe it. And and you know the other thing people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, then how come people are getting COVID nineteen in the, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back. Uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're inside, you're not going to get exposed to the sun. Right. You think people in Arizona are going out in the sun in the summer? Dude, it's like living in the winter when you're in the, it's summer. I lived in Tennessee for six years and I'm from Southern California. So summers I was used to spending on the beach. When I went to graduate school, um, summers became like winter because I did not want to be outside. It was like 95 degrees, humidity, hot. I mean, so I spent way more time inside in the summer in Tennessee 
um, than I did in the winter in Southern right. California. And, and, and here's the other thing too, is that UVB barely gets through the atmosphere down to us. And, and it does hit us when we're outside and it, it, the sun's gotta be pretty high up in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's, there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. Happy holiday, family. Many of you don't know that Dr. Sabi was about pioneering new research and being the trailblazer to create new ways to heal the people. At Melanin Diabetes Research Inc., we've adopted that spirit. We've adopted that drive. And we want you to tune in as we discuss the top herbs that are not Dr. Sabia approved. Don't tell nobody. But we think if Dr. Sabi was still alive, he would be studying those harming herbs that melanin diabetes research incats. Tune in so you can learn about this new updated research that might save you and your family. To take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D levels measured, you know, and then see what those are and then take a supplement to bring them up. And I mean, the reason I say that is because as you mentioned, you know, we make vitamin D in our skin. Um, but depending on where you live, you know, you said UVB radiation is, is how we make it in the skin. Depending on where you live, many parts of the year, uh, UVB radiation is not even hitting the atmosphere. Right. Exactly. So, and so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California. You know, most of the of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. And, and and sunscreen blocks UVB radiation. Most people are wearing sunscreen. Most people are indoors now. Work is, you know, we're on our, our computers. We're not out. We're not we're not an agrarian society like we used to be. Um, you know, people aren't out in the sun all the time. People are inside. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, NHANES data over the past couple of decades, you see vitamin D levels are steadily just going down, 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 down. And I think that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. 
And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the Urban Biochemist Guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family. Peace. 70%. And it even still had an effect on people that had normal sufficient levels of vitamin D. Maybe we can talk about what those are. But what would make, I mean, of course, you know, viruses are different, but I mean, a respiratory tract infection, you know, to some degree, there's got to be some common denominators, right? I mean, so it, it would seem to me, it would seem, you know, logical that something like vitamin D, where in the United States, you know, 70% of the U.S. population is categorized as vitamin D insufficient, which uh, defined as the, uh, by the Endocrine Society is less than 30 nanograms per milliliter. Um, and 30% of the U.S. population is what is called vitamin D deficient. So they have less than 20 nanograms per milliliter blood levels of 25-hydroxy vitamin D, which is the major you know, circulating metabolite of vitamin D. So, I mean... You know, it's it's the, the question becomes, and maybe we can talk a little bit about vitamin D supplementation and safety, but is it really, I mean, you don't have to make a bold statement that it's going to prevent COVID-19. I mean, absolutely, we should be following the CDC guidelines on social distancing, on wearing masks, on washing our hands, and also, you know, as soon as they become available, vaccinations. But um, in addition to following the CDC guidelines, it might be prudent to say, it's probably important to become vitamin D sufficient. In other words, if we already have data that, you know, 70% of the U.S. population, uh, you know, has insufficient levels of vitamin D, then clearly people need to take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D. We're learning about a potential link between coronavirus and type 1 diabetes. The results of two new studies just came out finding COVID-19 could lead to the disease. Here's Adriana de Alba. Well, this new study sheds more light on the lingering effects of COVID-19 or long COVID. It found in some cases a COVID recovery is just the beginning of other serious health issues. 
As researchers take a closer look at the long-term effects of COVID-19, two new NIH-backed studies found some people may develop diabetes after a COVID-19 infection. The studies found COVID destroys cells in the pancreas that produce insulin and that the decrease in insulin leads to high glucose. It's like a double whammy. Dr. Ananda Basu is a professor of medicine at UVA. We'll have to see whether that ends up in creating diabetes in these people who did not have diabetes in the past. It's unknown how many COVID patients develop diabetes or if it's permanent or resolved. Dr. Elizabeth Broderick is a physician at the Children's Clinic in Newport News. This virus has really figured out a door to get into our cells. And then because so many people have had COVID in the United States, we may see subsequent cases of diabetes that they otherwise never would have had. UVA plans to do its own research. If the university gets the funding it needs from the NIH, it'll take an even closer look at the possible link between COVID-19 and diabetes. Adriana De Alba, 13 News Now. And some of the signs of diabetes include thirst, increased urination, unintended weight loss, and fatigue. If you have these symptoms, you should get your blood sugar tested. today that links the coronavirus to yet another lifelong medical condition. As medical reporter Liz Bonus explains, researchers are now tracking patients to see if COVID-19 can give you diabetes. Hey there, hello to you. This connection to diabetes first started showing up according to the National Institutes of Health this past summer. Researchers tracking deaths from COVID-19 reported 40% of those who died from the coronavirus had diabetes, leaving researchers to wonder if the connection to it goes both ways. So now researchers are gathering diabetes information in those diagnosed with the virus to find out more. They want to know not just why some people only seem to get mild symptoms when diagnosed with the coronavirus, Luckily for me, my symptoms were pretty light. Um, I had loss of taste, loss of smell for about three weeks. But whether or not those diagnosed with diabetes after getting the coronavirus are getting it because of the virus itself. In some cases, in those with the coronavirus, it does appear. It's more like a persistent inflammatory state where their immune system has been turned on against COVID uh, and continues to cause them symptoms even though the virus is gone. And type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Jesse Eden has lived with it since age 14. It's a constant struggle. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're having lows, if you're having highs, you know, it's just something that needs to constantly be watched. Type 1 diabetes requires the hormone insulin to keep blood sugar levels in normal ranges for survival. Jesse, who is one of our former Sinclair colleagues, doesn't know what I caused like, I, her diabetes. But it's long been known that sometimes it does develop after a person has a serious viral illness. Jessie has not had COVID-19. She is keeping her body healthy and the baby living inside her with the help of this pump connected to a device that monitors her blood sugar levels all the time. I've been basically prepping my health for about two years now um, to be prepared for this journey. Um, I wasn't completely sure if I could even have kids safely. Since so many may be headed towards similar concerns, if, as it appears, the coronavirus causes diabetes, researchers are now tracking patients through a national database worldwide. 
at the King's College in London, according to Reuters, those who track metabolic diseases such as diabetes are collecting patient cases globally. Reuters reports more than 300 doctors have applied to share cases for review. More are expected as infections of COVID-19 flare up again. In addition to this global registry, the U.S. National Institutes of Health now also funding new studies to find out just how the coronavirus may cause high blood sugar levels and diabetes. Now, researchers are calling this one of the great mysteries of COVID-19. They don't know if it could give you that type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes or perhaps even a whole new type we've never even heard about until now. Those living mysteries of COVID-19. They don't know if it could give you that type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes or perhaps even a whole new type we've never even heard about until now. Great mysteries of COVID-19. They don't know if it could give you that type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes or perhaps even a whole new type we've never even heard about until now. Great mysteries of COVID-19. They don't know if it could give you that type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes or perhaps even a whole new type we've never even heard about until now. Yet another lifelong medical condition. As medical reporter Liz Bonus explains, researchers are now tracking... Research today that links the coronavirus to yet another lifelong medical condition. As medical reporter Liz Bonus explains, researchers are now tracking patients to see if COVID-19 can give you diabetes. Hey there, hello to you. This connection to diabetes first started showing up according to the National Institutes of Health this past summer. Researchers tracking deaths from COVID-19 reported 40% of those who died from the coronavirus had diabetes, leaving researchers to wonder if the connection to it goes both ways. So now researchers are gathering diabetes information in those diagnosed with the virus to find out more. They want to know not just why some people only seem to get mild symptoms when diagnosed with the coronavirus. Luckily for me, my symptoms were pretty light. Um, I had loss of taste, loss of smell for about three weeks. But whether or not those diagnosed with diabetes after getting the coronavirus are getting it because of the virus itself. In some cases, in those with the coronavirus, it does appear. It's more like a persistent inflammatory state where their immune system has been turned on against COVID uh, and continues to cause them symptoms, even though the virus is gone. And type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Jesse Eden has lived with it since age 14. It's a constant struggle. You know, I, I mean, if you're if you're having lows, if you're having highs, you know, it's just something that needs to constantly be watched. Type 1 diabetes requires the hormone insulin to keep blood sugar levels in normal ranges for survival. Jesse, who's one of our former Sinclair colleagues, doesn't know what I caused like, I, her diabetes, but it's long been known that sometimes it does develop after a person has a serious viral illness. Jesse has not had COVID-19. She is keeping her body healthy, and the baby living inside her with the help of this pump connected to a device that monitors her blood sugar levels all the time. I've been basically prepping my health for about two years now um, to be prepared for this journey. Um, I wasn't completely sure if I could even have kids safely. Since so many may be headed toward similar concerns, if, as it appears, the coronavirus causes diabetes, Researchers are now tracking patients through a national database worldwide. At the King's College in London, according to Reuters, those who track metabolic diseases such as diabetes are collecting patient cases globally. 
Reuters reports more than 300 doctors have applied to share cases for review. More are expected as infections of COVID-19 flare up again. In addition to this global registry, the U.S. National Institutes of Health now also funding new studies to find out just how the coronavirus may cause high blood sugar levels and diabetes. Now, researchers are calling this one of the great mysteries of COVID-19. They don't know if it could give you that type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes or perhaps even a whole new type we've never even heard about until now. Those living with this disease, however, want you to know with the right team, you can live a healthy life. Proof of that, just a few days ago, Jesse gave birth to Violet Grace. Mom. Right now for taking Time to get a COVID-19 update here on the Exam Room Podcast. As we record this, nearly 470,000 people here in the U.S. have died. More than 27 million have been infected. And now we are looking at the link between COVID-19 and diabetes. There is an alarming new uh, piece of uh, me medical data out there that says that people who get COVID-19, perhaps that may even be causing diabetes. You see this headline right here in the Washington Post. It says it all, new diabetes cases linked to COVID-19. And I wanted to talk more in depth about that. And to do that, I wanted to welcome Dr. Neil Barnard back to the exam room live to, to talk not just about what this new study is showing, what doctors are seeing now, but also about the risk of COVID-19 for people who already have diabetes. So Dr. Barnard, thank you so very much for being here. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the risk for people who already have diabetes. What are some of the challenges that they face that people who don't uh, when they become infected? Yeah, this is so important, Chuck. And in fact, we saw this right at the beginning of the pandemic. Let me show you uh, a slide here. Um, when you looked, this is, these are data from China. As soon as the pandemic emerged, people who did not have diabetes turned out to have much lower risk of dying of the disease than people who did have diabetes. In other words, if you, if you had diabetes and the virus came into your home and you were infected with it, you were more, much more likely to die than people who didn't have diabetes. Okay. And then they looked at, it wasn't just, did you have diabetes? It was, was your diabetes in poor control? 11% mortality, good control, 1% mortality. And for people who know the numbers, uh, poor control was an A1C of 8.1%. Uh, good control was an A1C of 7.3%. Uh, if you have diabetes, you've been saying, well, wait a minute, um, I want to get below seven for good control, and, and you're right. The point being, you got diabetes, COVID is bad. It's going to increase your risk of uh, a bad outcome, meaning you need to be hospitalized, uh, uh, need to be on a ventilator, need to be in the ICU, perhaps even increase the risk of dying. But if we get in control, healthier diet, getting, making sure your medications are up to date and so forth, it looks like we can greatly reduce COVID mortality. Okay, so that's where we were um, with that. But now, Chuck, uh, as you mentioned from, from the Washington Post study, we've got diabetes appearing in COVID-19 patients. And can I run you through the new study? Absolutely, you can. Go right okay. ahead. All right. What it was was a meta-analysis. And the reason we did it, or not we, but the researchers did this meta-analysis was because an alarming new trend was finding. It was exactly the reverse direction of the problem. It wasn't that uh, people had diabetes and then COVID was a problem. It was people got COVID, they end up in a hospital, 
And suddenly they've got diabetes, which they didn't have before. Okay, here's what, what happened. The meta-analysis combining four studies done in China, two studies done in Italy, two studies done in the US, we put all the results together to see what we have, what we can find. Now the average patient was uh, between about 47 to 65 years of age. These were the, the age ranges for people. And let me show you the, the results straight out of the paper. Now this will look a little confusing, but let me walk you through it. This is what we call a forest plot. Uh, statisticians came up with that name because it, it thought it creates sort of a forest of data. Every line here is a study, every horizontal line, like the Li study from China, the Zhu study from China, the Wang study from China, and so forth. Then there's a little black dot that if the dot is to the right of that uh, vertical black line, then that means that people hospitalized with COVID were more likely to come down with diabetes. And as you can see, all of the little black dots are to the right of that black line. And so they then made the little red dotted line to try to create an average. And the average they came up with was 14.4% of people hospitalized with COVID are gonna get diabetes. Now that took us by surprise um, because what that means is that means that suddenly you've got a complication that means the disease management of the COVID is gonna be harder because you, you didn't walk in with diabetes, but now you've got it. Uh, what's going on here? Why could this be? Well, it may be that some cases were just not diagnosed before, maybe. Uh, a more likely explanation is that when people are sick uh, from a variety of things, including infections, diabetes can manifest. In other words, they were teetering on the edge but in their body's reaction to the illness, the diabetes becomes manifest with a high blood sugar. More to it, um, the virus, the coronavirus, will attack your beta cells. Beta cells are in your pancreas. They've got a big job. They are making insulin. And if the virus is attacking your beta cells, do you think you can make insulin normally? No, you can't. So your blood sugar rises and it's like you got diabetes, which in fact you have. Now the, the virus will do more. It can attack liver cells. And we have talked many times on this show about how when liver cells and muscle cells are filled with fat, the insulin resistance will kick in, but it looks like the virus can short circuit that, attacking the liver cells, causing insulin resistance very rapidly within a matter of days. What's happening? Okay, so A, you've got an infection. That means your blood sugar control is gonna be bad. B, your beta cells are being hammered by this virus, so you can't make insulin. C, it's hitting your liver, and so the, the liver doesn't respond well to insulin, so your blood sugar goes, goes up. Uh, the good news is that you can still recover with good care, and we do not know yet what happens to people who have been diagnosed with diabetes that seem to come from COVID, what happens to them in the future. When they recover from COVID, Will the diabetes be gone? Stay tuned. We're going to have an answer for you as time goes on. So that's where we are. That's, I mean, just a, a fascinating uh, study there. And I'm kind of left to wonder if there are dueling mechanisms there. One is that it reduces insulin production. And two, it increases insulin resistance. Does that make it type 1 diabetes? Does that make it type 2 diabetes or a form that we haven't even seen before? What a sophisticated question, Chuck. Um, I'm learning. <laughs> the answer, you are spot on. Uh, when the beta cells don't work right, that makes it like type 1. Type 1 diabetes used to be called childhood onset. That's because something has attacked when C, it's hitting your liver, and so will attack your beta cells. Beta cells are in your pancreas. 
they've got a big job. They are making insulin. And if the virus is attacking your beta cells, do you think you can make insulin normally? No, you can't. So your blood sugar rises and it's like you got diabetes, which in fact you have. Now the, the virus will do more. It can attack liver cells. And we have talked many times on this show about how when liver cells and muscle cells are filled with fat, the insulin resistance will kick in, but it looks like the virus can short circuit that, attacking the liver cells, causing insulin resistance very rapidly within a matter of days. What's happening? Okay, so A, you've got an infection. That means your blood sugar control is gonna be bad. B, your beta cells are being hammered by this virus, so you can't make insulin. C, it's hitting your liver, and so the, the liver doesn't respond well to insulin, so your blood sugar goes, goes up. Uh, the good news is that you can still recover with good care, and we do not know yet what happens to people who have been diagnosed with diabetes that seem to come from COVID, what happens to them in the future. When they recover from COVID, will the diabetes be gone? Stay tuned. We're going to have an answer for you as time goes on. That's where we are. That's, I mean, just a, a fascinating uh, study there. And I'm kind of left to wonder if there are dueling mechanisms there. One is that it reduces insulin production. And two, it increases insulin resistance. Does that make it type 1 diabetes? The coronavirus will attack your beta cells. Beta cells are in your pancreas. they got a big job. They are making insulin. And if the virus is attacking your beta cells, do you think you can make insulin normally? No, you can't. So your blood sugar rises and it's like you got diabetes, which in fact you have. Now the, the virus will do more. It can attack liver cells. And we have talked many times on this show about how when liver cells and muscle cells are filled with fat, the insulin resistance will kick in, but it looks like the virus can short circuit that, attacking the liver cells, causing insulin resistance very rapidly within a matter of days. Doctor, the diabetes. Well, thanks for having me. So we've known for a long time, doctor, that diabetics are much more likely to suffer from severe cases of COVID. What can you tell us about this other possible connection to diabetes and COVID? We've seen an increased um, number of studies coming out over the last couple of months showing an association between people that have had COVID and subsequently developed diabetes. Um, this is both type 1 and type 2, type 2 diabetes, mostly type 2 diabetes in adults. Um, but we do see an increasing number, including a study that came out in Lancet a week ago that shows a pretty strong correlation, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes in the year following COVID-19 diagnosis for people that have strong correlation, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes in the year following, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes in the year following COVID-19 a week ago that shows a pretty strong correlation, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes in the year following COVID-19 diagnosis for people that have recovered. Wow. So that, that's somewhat new information. And I would say just clinically, we've seen. <clears throat> that means people that no longer have any symptoms or signs of COVID. Diabetes. Um, this is both type 1 and type 2, type two diabetes, mostly type 2 diabetes in adults. Um, but we do see an increasing number, including a study that came out in Lancet a week ago that shows a pretty strong correlation, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes in the year following COVID-19 diagnosis for people that have recovered. Wow. So that, that's somewhat new information. And I would say just clinic. Yo, y'all not sharing this video? 
<laughs> what are y'all doing? Nobody else is talking about anything that's important. Right now, people stuck in the post-holiday syndrome where they're trying to think of games to play and all that. Like, yo, get this video sharing. Share it on your pages, all your pages, the FB, the Twitter, the this one, that one. This, this nothing else more important to discuss. Even after no longer having any COVID symptoms. So y'all watching all them conspiracy movies where people is falling and all kind of, this is it. The actual science of what's actually happening. Clinically, we've seen cases of people developing new new diagnosis of diabetes and that said. I'm doctor, the diabetics are much. So thanks for having me. So we've known for a long time, doctor, that diabetics are much more likely to suffer from severe cases of COVID. What can you tell us about this other possible connection to diabetes and COVID? We've seen an increased um, number of studies coming out over the last couple of months showing an association between people that have had COVID and subsequently developed diabetes. Um, this is both type 1 and type, di type 2 diabetes, mostly type 2 diabetes in adults. Um, but we do see an increasing number, including a study that came out in Lancet a week ago that shows a pretty strong correlation, about a 40% increased risk of diabetes in the year following COVID-19 diagnosis for people that have recovered. Wow. So that, that's somewhat new information. And I would say just clinically, we've seen cases of people developing new new diagnosis of diabetes in that setting, but hadn't really put two and two together completely. So this is helpful uh, clinical information as well. Well, how concerned should people really be? Many people, of course, as you know, have been exposed to COVID through the Delta surges, the Omicron surge. What do folks need to know about their potential risk here? One important thing to point out here with all of these studies is that they, they really stopped looking at patients in early 2021 for the most part. And so these are mostly COVID diagnoses from 2020 with a year of follow-up and then subsequent time to analyze the data. And so we really don't know what vaccination has done to this correlation, if anything. Um, and I would say um, we're seeing from these studies that the sicker patients were more likely to develop diabetes in general. Um, and so you know, I think the jury's still out on what Omicron will will hold. Will it be a 40%, 30% increase or something less than that in the setting of vaccines? I think it's possible. Well, kids we know have a lower risk for severe COVID symptoms. So what can you tell us about their risk for long-term complications like diabetes? In general, kids fortunately have less of a risk of long COVID symptoms. Um, that's also true for diabetes. Um, there, there is an association that the CDC has described um, and that several studies have shown as well between kids developing type 1 diabetes predominantly um, and after a COVID diagnosis. So there is an association there, but in general, most long COVID symptoms are less in kids who are vaccinated. And again, um, most of this data comes from the pre-vaccination era, so we really don't know what vaccinations will, will do to these kind of associations or numbers. Got it. Okay. But so for our viewers who maybe are just hearing about this and they're concerned, what are some early symptoms to watch out for? So for diabetes, if, you, if you're undiagnosed, you might start to uh, urinate a lot more frequently, be very, very thirsty, and be losing weight in an unexpected way. And so if you have those kind of symptoms, those are pretty specific for a new diagnosis of diabetes, and you should, you should seek medical attention, I would say, whether you've had COVID or not. All right, Dr. Brian Hollenbeck at New England Baptist. Dr. Hollenbeck, thanks for your time. Well, it may be that some cases were just not diagnosed before, maybe. 
Uh, a more likely explanation is that when people are sick uh, from a variety of things, including infections, diabetes can manifest. In other words, they were teetering on the edge, but in their body's reaction to the illness, the diabetes becomes manifest with a high blood sugar. More to it. Um, the virus, the coronavirus, will attack your beta cells. Beta cells are in your pancreas. They've got a big job. They are making insulin. And if the virus is attacking your beta cells, do you think you can make insulin normally? No, you can't. So your blood sugar rises and it's like you got diabetes, which in fact you have. Now the, the virus will do more. It can attack liver cells. And we have talked many times on this show about how when liver cells and muscle cells are filled with fat, the insulin resistance will kick in, but it looks like the virus can short circuit that, attacking the liver cells, causing insulin resistance very rapidly within a matter of days. What's happening? Okay, so A, your control's gonna be bad. B, your beta cells are being hammered by this virus, so you can't make insulin. C, it's hitting your... Okay. All right, so <clears throat> at this point, at this point in your mind, you, it should be coming together. Those who've been here with us uh, for a good portion of the broadcast. So far, we should be getting it. Like, okay, Inky is trying to say it is very important that we get the word out and share these videos that COVID exposure causes diabetes now so that everybody's alert that whether you have COVID symptoms or not, there is a greater risk at a, um, you know, COVID is, is a temporary thing. As much, as much panic and fear and trauma and loss that we've all had because i lost quite a few uh close people to COVID. uh the reality is it's not a like a you know like a a lifetime thing like diabetes right so for this to be as problematic as it is and then to have as a complication type one, type type one and type two and a mutant form unnamed yet as of yet or undetermined as of yet because it shows signs of both. But you see what the doctors are pointing out is basically they just following the, sale, the, the trail rather of cellular debris. And that's one of the things Dr. Sebi spoke about early on. Um, cells breaking down cellular debris um we had a bunch of talks about it um, so yeah rest in greatness to the elder <clears throat> today is his day um well we want to focus on keeping the living living right now right and so this is the number one conversation right now like this a lot of people right now, yo, you can hear the, the new, what you think of the new Drake album? I'm like, yo, what do you mean? Can you imagine what would happen if 
Can you imagine if we roll into 2023 and everybody that already was on target to have type one, type two or Alzheimer's, right? Because we are totally forgetting the implications of Alzheimer's in this game. Type one, type two or Alzheimer's. Do you know what happens if a new wave of maybe a couple hundred million people worldwide just all of a sudden 15 percent 15 out of all of the people that have been infected and they haven't yet fully figured out if that exposure is infection vaccine both or is it combining like what they don't know what They do understand that it is cellular death, at least thus far at this far in the research is pointing to cellular damage in the liver, um, obviously de depleting the body of glucagon um, possibly, or at least, you know, uh, in cholesterol too. Um, but then in the pancreas, it leads to type one. So cell damage in the liver, type two, pancreas damage or cell damage in the pancreas, type one diabetes. And obviously um, if the virus is all over the body or you know, just spreading out throughout the body, you have people that have damage in the liver cells as well as the pancreatic cells. And so these are uh, the people that are presenting with both sets of uh, both sets of symptoms. Peace to the gods, peace to the gods. I see you. Yeah, man, make sure you share the video so people, uh, you know, you gotta copy that link and share that link. Y'all be hearing me say that, y'all don't be sharing the video. I need y'all to go share this video. <laughs> we don't want this thing to creep up on us. And then we like, yo, everybody, remember Inky said last year or six months ago, yo. And then everybody running towards me at the same time. Y'all got to listen to this now. This right here sounds insane. Something like I would never, I would hope to like this only, you know what I'm saying? Like only hear something like this in a movie. Think about the death toll from diabetes. And you saying that the largest worldwide pandemic we ever experienced right now of like flu type of like in our lifetime, at least you saying that some portion of that number of people, whether they got infected or vaccined or both or whatever, but some portion of that large number is gonna also now have diabetes along with all of the other people that was already on the path towards diabetes. So now these are people that might be otherwise, you know, body built health wise, you might be healthy, you might be an otherwise pretty healthy person. You know, these are not the people that's on diabetic road type one or type two. These are relatively healthy people that are just living their life. 
everything is great. COVID, exposure, diabetes. And luckily they do these studies because otherwise you wouldn't accord it because some people is six months, 12 months, 18 months later that they're starting to experience the symptoms and then tracing it back, obviously, to the inflammation, the sustained inflammation during the infection that obviously was in, you know, the liver or the pancreas or both. Right. So um, one of the things. One of the things that we went over. Right. One of the things that we went over was this, which is what actually happens inside the cell. So. Here is um, what the best, this is what the best science tells us so far. You have a, um, actually, hmm. let's see if we got something up. Ooh, let's go back here. Let's go. Let's go here. All right. That's kind of like blurry, but it looks like it could be a good. There you go. There you go. That looks pretty good. Right. Okay. So this is the, I guess, the star of the show. Right. So why is this the start of the show? The spike protein is not only the um the protein that latches onto the ACE2 protein in your cells, it's also the uh, the major site of variation. So like when they say there's a new variant and this variant, and they name it variants and strains and all that. That's a difference between the different types of, you know, viruses in that in that group. Those differences are all happening usually just at the spike protein. So that's the star of the show for a variety of reasons. All right. Let's see if this one give us a different look. Okay. This one give us a little different look. Right. But kind of same vibe. Same vibe. Right. Okay. Um, right. There we go. Let's do that now. Okay. Oh, let me show you. There you go. Oh, actually, you know what? It would probably be easier for me to show you this. 
Here we go. This is easier for me to show you. Okay, now that's a small segment of what you really need to what you need to see. So this is actually, yeah, that's why I made my own because this ain't really it right here. I needed to be able to show you at least it makes sense to me. My diagram will work better, right? So here, you get to see a little bit more of the system, right? So the diagram you were just looking at, it goes with, you know, angiotensin, blah, 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 blah. What you need to know is what happens prior to angiotensin prior to ACE2. So like what we're doing is going upstream. I want to just check with y'all to make sure we're on the same page, right? So the virus grabs, or, you know, you could think of it as a key turned into the lock of the ACE2 or, but it's only when the ACE2 is vulnerable. And that basically is dependent upon what your vitamin D level looks like. And end story. Right? That's that's the most uh, controllable control you have in this scenario. So that's what you that's what we're looking at here. Right. So you get the vitamin D, right? That's going to go into the vitamin D renin cycle. The vitamin D renin cycle is the master cycle that controls your blood pressure and also angiotensin. So now when you have high levels of circulating vitamin D, you get the first equation that you see there, right? angiotensin converting enzyme number two that is uh our dear good buddy ace two right when you have ace two plus vitamin d plus angiotensin you get a healthy cell with angiotensin 1.7 which is basically an antioxidant on the flip side, if you running raggedy and you have little to no vitamin D, you're going to get that inflamed angiotensin 2, which is pro-inflammation. Now, if you go down the pro-inflammation road, you get the production of IL-1 beta IL-6 and tumor necrosis factor specifically, but not alone. But those are the main characters in the story, right? When you get those reactive oxygen species, those reactive oxygen species are what stops the cell from being able to do this process called beta oxidation. Those reactive oxygen species are going to overrun the cell with damage. And so now you get uh, the cell goes to apoptosis or whatever the case, because it's too damaged. If not, the cell struggles to live on by shifting to sugar dependence, which is where 
you're starting to see not only the cell damage, but the diabetes come into effect, right? So, but it, the core of this thing that you don't see at this level is the vitamin D uh, renin cycle controlling the angiotensin cycle, determining whether you're going to get the higher output of you know, pro-inflammatory angiotensin or antioxidant. And so if you get the antioxidant, you obviously don't get the high production of reactive oxygen species, et cetera, et cetera. And so the whole process is, you, 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 I mean, that, that would be a healthy cell. So we wouldn't have a story. We wouldn't have a conversation with that other product. So, but that's what we're looking at. That's what we're looking at. And so, um, so far, the studies are saying most of the people are dealing with type two, meaning liver damage, or, or rather, uh, yeah, liver damage. Um, and you got a lot of people now growing numbers of people that are getting the, the pancreatic damage of type one. One of the important things about the American Healer documentary is that we documented the fact that Everybody with diabetes is headed down the same road towards becoming a type 1 diabetic. That may be something that people don't really discuss much, or maybe people just don't know, but that's what happens. I think more popularly, people are used to hearing that family members' prescriptions have went up over time. But what that is, is because the reason why they're, they're saying you need more insulin or metformin or this one or that one is because over time, your pancreas, over time, your pancreas is constantly dealing with that inflammation. You're losing beta cells. A, a type 2 um, diabetic is slowly but surely losing beta cells every day. So... The reason they're classified as type two and not type one is because they're not insulin dependent. But you have a lot of people that started out type two diabetes and now they're insulin dependent. They got to shoot insulin every day. So in their mind, they keep telling themselves now that they type two diabetics because that's how they started off. And for years, they had type two diabetes. They don't realize that the moment their doctor told them they had to shoot insulin every day they went from type two diabetics to type one diabetic, just like everybody who's on the road of diabetes. You're either going back to healthiness or you're going towards type one diabetes. There is no other road. That's it. There is no middle road where you're going to indefinitely be in that space. No, that's maybe you'll die before you get it too bad or whatever. You know, like if you get hit by a car, you know, something crazy happens, but no, you're if you have type 2 diabetes, even with the best management, over time, you're losing beta cells. So here's, maybe here's, I think this is, I, I didn't even think about this yesterday, but I'm thinking of it today. Um, hold on. This might be worth, this might be worth a mention. Uh how did I explain this in the lecture? What did I do? Um, 
Okay, this is what I did right here. Well, I didn't do nothing special. <laughs> I thought I had a nice, slick, I thought I had a slick, witty, amazing slide uh, to talk about this, but no, I guess I just kind of elaborated on the science. Um, okay, but here's the problem. And this is this is what it is, right? So when you're looking right here, and nobody is saying this, but because so this is Dr. Inky's, this is another Dr. Inky discovery thingy. A Dr. Inky finding, if you will. Um, one of the things that people that are health, like health professionals know that John Q, Q Public may not know. There's some degree of certain types of businesses like shielding the public from, you know, like just, you just don't know because you're just uninformed, right? So, but people that are in the know, we know that cells die every day. Like most people develop a cancer cell or two in their body every day, but your body can break it down and, you know, get rid of it. Um, there's damage inside of tissues, glands, organs daily, but typically your body can repair it and get through it. And, you know, so you never have to worry about it in your day-to-day -day life. If you, you know, work in some other, you know, you never have to worry about that. It's not going to, affect you your body breaks down but it builds back up that's just that well the thing is things are getting rough in pancreasville things are getting rough in pancreasville and unlike other um, organs glands or tissues the pancreas is two different things in one. This is, this is a, this is, and to me, this is like one of the biggest, most important like things of the whole program. <laughs> because if you got, and just think of this in sheer numbers, right? Like think of this in sheer numbers for a second. Let me stop this for a second. Just look at me for a second. Okay, so think of this. Say, for instance, you got 100 heart cells, right? And your day-to-day -day wear and tear, maybe you break down. This is not how it goes. I'm not trying to say this is how it goes. I'm just giving, I want you to ha have a thought experiment with me, okay? This is not a science. This is just a thought experiment, right? Say, for instance, you got 100 heart cells. You go through regular day-to-day, -day, whatever. You might break down 10 cells. Your body builds it back up. So you're always between 90, 100 cells. Okay, cool. Maintain your heart function. Got it. Under duress, like an infection or something else, you might get down to 70, you know, you might get down to 70 heart cells. You know what I'm saying? But it might take a little few days longer, but you eat, you know, exercise, breathe, sunlight, you know, if you have to get some medicine and surgery, whatever, whatever you do. Heal back up, go back up to 90 and 100. Okay, cool. So that's the, the space. For, well, this is when you go below, when you go way below the amount that you can recover. Because what you have to realize is that in the pancreas, you don't have a hundred heart cells. 
in the pancreas, this is what you got. 95 pancreas cells and then five insulin cells. Think about that. 5%, up to 5%. It's between anywhere between 2% and 5% of the pancreas produces insulin. So you don't have that many cells that could get damaged and turn over of these types of cells. These cells have to be like guarded at like gunpoint or something. Like they don't have, you can't lose a few and then get it back. It's it's not, you can't like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? You, so in the pancreas, 95% of the pancreas cells are there for alkalinity. Now you alkaline people can go crazy with that. But the pancreas, is that's what the pancreas does. So 95% of the pancreas is exocrine tissue. Exocrine tissue. That means it just produces alkaline enzymes and juices and, you know, it does other stuff. That has nothing to do with insulin, sugar. There's not, none, nothing to do with none of that. But because there's a second set of tissues hidden inside the pancreas that are endocrine cells, these cells produce insulin hormone. Anything that happens inside the pancreas is like it's going both ways. But again, you got 95 cells in the pancreas is exocrine cells so if some inflammation pop up the exocrine function to drop down in numbers to 85 75 but then it'll come back up it's only five percent of themselves in there is insulin making in the first place so in inflammation pop off in here for a long term it's over it's, it ain't nothing to fire it's, it's gone you ain't got it 10, 20, 30, 40, you ain't got that whole range of expendable cells that can get you by while your body battles whatever illness it is when it comes to these specific cells, right? And so uh, we, we looked at the team who made the discoveries uh, locating, first of all, pinpointing the compound, the molecule that stops the pancreatic cells from regenerating. Then the sister uh, and the, uh, the brother that discovered what neutralizes that compound, how to multiply that effect and actually regrow the pancreas cells. Um, like this is where we are right now. And so with this news coming out now that the COVID is now causing people to have diabetes at some numbers. So they they were saying 40% increased risk. And they saying that number was translating roughly into about 14.4% of just the whole chunk of people that they had randomly looked at, you know, there. So this is where we at in terms of, now this is from the American Healer uh, documentary. 
and obviously also the 48-hour marathon that is on uh, Patreon, right? So you can really get this by joining the Patreon over there. Um, but that's that's what we were just kind of elaborating on. This is the whole tale of two cities, right? The tale of two cities. So you have to understand this thing here. When your pancreas gets inflamed, the exocrine function is not going to go down in the same manner as the insulin function because those cells, you have so many of those cells. But you only have between one, I said two, between one and 5%. Between one and 5% of the pancreas cells are producing insulin. You don't have enough. And that's the whole key piece. So this is how we roll. This is, this is how we attack it. Right? This is how we attack it. Vitamin B1. GABA, right? And then through vitamin B1 and GABA, we're able to boost the MCH, which helps initiate alpha to beta cell transdifferentiation. Right? And this is at least what the textbooks are saying. Because the pancreas doesn't have a stem cell niche, right? Some places in your body, some tissues, muscles, et cetera, they have a group of, whether it's satellite cells or just a stem cell little nest next to, you know, to repopulate. The, but the pancreas doesn't have that. So it has to use acinal, ductal, or star cells also called stellate cells. Right, so if you see what you got here, you got a lot that you're looking at. Now, one of the basic things that we do is vitamin D, vitamin K. So now for the people that um, been following on the Patreon when I tell you I don't worry because whatever we teaching is into is a part of what it is that we're doing right if you see the uh, <clears throat> vitamin D and vitamin K uh, supplementation support DLP1 agonists you see what I'm saying so just saying, I just want to point that out. I just want to point that out. My bad. All right. But I want y'all to have the, this is, and I want y'all to know we're the only place you can go. I'm going to take advantage. Let me show y'all, these are um, 
So these are the stellate cells, and these are the guys that actually cause a lot of the damage in the pancreas when you get those elevated levels of IL-1 and IL-6. So vitamin A winds up playing a crucial role in um, maintaining homeostasis in the pancreas. So um, yeah, so that's a whole nother conversation, but Yeah, we went we went into this and in, in the four you gotta you gotta join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dr. Inky. That's this is the level we this is how we you know what I mean this is this how we do it. Right. This is this is like literally um it's it's insane, it's crazy because I would have thought with the association of vitamin D being so crucial that it would have probably been the kidney to have a complication, but the pancreas. So let me... Um, Show you guys. Okay, so one of the plants that we use um, in the blue magic is a type of kelp, but it's not the one that they use for kombucha. It's a different type of kelp. And it's very, very, um, it just kind of flew under the radar, honestly between so many people um, trying to clone Dr. Sebi's products and just re reproduce his Conjures Crispus powder mixed with Bladderac, like most people just didn't do any more research. They're just like, oh, okay, well, Sebi was selling this, I'm gonna just sell this. So, okay, we stuck in a time warp from 40 years ago, because we just gonna still do that. So this is a totally different type of previously like, and then you got the people on spirulina. They, they, oh yeah, spirulina. Woo, woo. This here is uh, wakame. And um, I know a lot of people in the plant-based community um, seasoned with wakame. I know a smaller group who even um, supplements uh, with Wakame to some extent, but what they may not have known, um, what, no, no, what they did not know is that Wakame, if combined with a, um, yeah, if, if combined um, correctly with the right set of other plants, can be a part of a pancreas regenerating protocol. Right, so this, this is something totally different. Let me see.
You see this? So these are all different types of kelp. Right? This is kombu down here. This is the one that's famous around the world for kombucha. This is kelp. The species of kelp is called kombu. That's the Japanese word for kelp. That's where they got that name, kombu. Now, here's the wakame. Totally different, looks different. I kind of fell in love with it early. I kind of fell in love with it early, I ain't gonna lie. Because of the color, it just looks so rich. This doesn't know justice. This picture is horrible. This is what it really looked like on a plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what a plate looked like. So, yeah. So, um, let's try to walk through this. All right, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so let's look at that really quick. Let me see what we got. We don't need to really redo it. That's why I kind of, we had the forum yesterday. So we don't have to kind of like spend too much time going back over that, right? Let me see. Should we go over that again? Do y'all want me to go back over these um, herbs? The, um, the herbs that, turn, that controls this, uh, the inflammation here? Right. Just just so y'all understand, let me let me re-explain what's happening. So these are the specific types of free radicals that's causing the cellular damage. Right here. IL1 beta, IL6, and TNF, tumor necrosis factor. These are the three types of free radicals that are causing all the damage to the pancreas cells, the liver cells, et cetera, et cetera. Or at least so far, um, what the what the you know the, the papers have been documented. Okay. So this is where the relevance is at. The relevance is we went to the herbs. Um that were documented via scientific journal and uh, clinical application to address these three uh, specific types of free radicals or the free radicals that cause um, this type of conversation to develop on a cellular level.
So if y'all want me to go through that again real quick, I can. But if I don't see nobody say nothing in the chat, then I'm going to assume like y'all good. We could keep on going. I see you, Zeus. I see you, Zeus. Man, it's a delay, so that's why it's kind of weird. I got to, it's, it's, it's going to be like a few little blank. <laughs> Pause is because I gotta wait to see if y'all, you know, type something because there's a delay in the uh, from the live to the what's what you guys get. Let me know if y'all want me to go back over that. Your levels measured, you know, and then as well. Um, so that's 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 super interesting. Um, but as you mentioned, yes, randomized control trials are key, and there have been um I've seen, you know, one stronger but small trial that was published um was it back in September that found this was at I think it was in was it Spain, perhaps? Yes, yep. It was uh, it was October. I've I've got it pulled up here. October uh, of 2020, and it was a Spanish. Uh, it was Marta Castillo who published. She was the lead author on this one out of Spain. Um, there was a little issues with the randomization, so probably the effect was over uh, overemphasized. But if you look at the effects, they were quite dramatic. There in, in the calcifidiol group. Let's just back up a little bit. What's calcifidiol? That's the name that we give to 25 hydroxy vitamin D. So in this. In this study, they didn't give just vitamin D. They gave the product of the metabolism in the liver of, of vitamin D. Now, do you think that's important for someone that is undergoing, let's say, I mean, if you're if you're so sick and maybe your liver's not working properly, your kidneys aren't working, I mean, how are you going to convert these vitamin D metabolites into this steroid hormone, right? So um, do you think it's important to give someone like more, you know, more downstream, like an active form versus vitamin D3, for example? Exactly. And so that's the question is whether, because it takes some time for the vitamin D to be metabolized in the liver. Some, I've seen some people say up to, you know, seven days, it probably is a little bit less than that. But when you have uh, when you're giving vitamin D in the acute situation, uh, it doesn't really matter if you're just uh, supplementing over a long period of time and you're hoping to prevent yourself from having uh, a bad outcome with COVID-19. But if you've already got COVID-19, what what they may be saying here is that supplementing not with vitamin D, pr the, pr the product prior to liver metabolism, but in fact, calcifidiol, 25-hydroxy vitamin D, might be a more efficacious intervention. And that's what they did in this study. Mm. And you know, another thing that sort of brings to my mind, um, you'd mentioned the the pre-pandemic studies looking at randomized control trials, looking at the role of vitamin D supplementation in preventing respiratory tract infections. Uh, I believe it was Martinell. 
yes. the, the, the senior author on that. Yes. And what was so interesting about those meta-analyses was that they found weekly doses, daily doses yeah. worked, but monthly doses did not in terms of protecting against acute respiratory tract infections. That's, that's and, yeah. And I, to me, it's like, we can't learn from past, like <laughs> there's something wrong. We need, you know, so when you're designing a clinical trial, you need to be familiar with literature and see, oh, there's these meta-analysis showing that monthly doses don't work. Maybe we shouldn't design the trial that way. Maybe we shouldn't just do one large dose, which um, I think I've seen a preprint floating around uh, for, for COVID-19 where there was one large dose and there was no effect. Yes. Um, yeah, you're referring to the, uh, the Brazilian study where they gave 200,000 international units at the very beginning. Yes, I don't believe it's peer-reviewed yet. Am you're I correct? Am I correct at least I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, the, this right. study, though, this Spanish study, where they, they gave something called calcifidiol, which is, again, 25-hydroxy, and it's this is not an over-the-counter medication. This is a prescription only. It's usually prescribed by nephrologists in patients with renal disease that have very high pro, you know, uh, uh, procalcitonin or not procalcitonin, but parathyroid hormone levels. And they gave it on day one. They gave it on day, I believe, three, and then uh, again at day seven. And what they found was in the calcifidiol group, there was only 2% that went to the intensive care unit, whereas in the placebo group, 50% of those went to the intensive care unit. So that's a, a very, very marked number. Uh, again, there was, uh, I think the, the British recently got together and looked at all of the data. And you may have known they've, they made a uh, recommendation that there still was not enough evidence to uh, cause supplementation to prevent COVID-19. Um, interestingly, they discounted this Spanish study because they felt that the uh, the randomization was not good enough. But uh, there's been some mathematicians that have looked at this study and said that it would be impossible for that randomization to fully describe what happened in this study. In other words, they believe that there, there was an effect of calcifidiol in, in the study. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the Urban Biochemist Guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family. Peace. Well, welcome to today's talk. It's Thursday, the 12th of August. Now, I've been studying a bit about diabetes and COVID for the last couple of days. And um, of course, we know that people with diabetes are more prone to getting more serious COVID-19. But there's evidence starting to emerge from various countries that COVID-19 increases people's risk of developing diabetes. Now, we hope it's not a lot, but there does seem to be an element here. So we're going to look at some of the research about that today. So what I think is a good idea, if someone has had COVID-19, 
or indeed thinks they have had it, then why not go to your healthcare provider and get your blood sugar checked? Because that's the simplest way to test for diabetes. And I'm going to show you how easy it is now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take my blood sugar. Hopefully it won't take too long at all. And you'll see how uh, quick and easy the procedure is. So um, this is a fairly standard uh, testing unit. For home testing. So I'm just going to give my finger a quick prick on the side like that. Can you see? There we go. I think we've just about got some blood. Yeah, there we go. These prickers are so atraumatic, really, you hardly feel it. When you put the blood sample on the test piece on there, there's a quick test. And then it gives us the results. So my blood sugar is currently 5.9, which is in the normal, normal, completely normal range. It's pretty amazing, really, because I, I, I had something to eat just about an hour ago. Now my blood sugar is 5.9. So that's absolutely fine. But anyway, that, that's it. That, that is it. I've just tested my blood sugar level. And from that, I don't see any indication, I'm pleased to say, that, that I'm developing a diabetes from, from that figure. So why not? If you've had COVID, you think you've had COVID, just go and get it checked. And it's, you know, it's the simplest, easiest thing. And then you can be reassured because the thing about diabetes is it can creep up on you. You can have it for a while and not know you've got it. This is the problem with diabetes. It's one of these iceberg conditions. So let's look at a bit of the background to this now. Um, so diabetes morbidity, how many people have diabetes? Well, in India, there's 77 million. In China, there's 116 million people with diabetes. In the UK, the latest count is 3.9 million, probably at least a, a million undiagnosed, though. So up to, up to 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 million in actuality. And there's about 700 new cases diagnosed every day. The United States, the current figure from the CDC is 34.2 million people with diabetes at the moment, but you can at least double that 60 or 70 million for people with pre-diabetes. So we see diabetes is already a huge burden of morbidity. So many people have diabetes and it causes so many complications. You know, it can cause complications to the eyes, it can cause complications to the heart and the blood vessels, and it can cause complications to the to the kidneys and complications to the uh, the peripheral blood flow to the feet especially. All sorts of complications can be associated with diabetes. If it's badly managed, that's why you have to recognise it and control the blood sugar levels. So uh, now this came to my attention a couple of months ago, really. Uh, th th this um, rhinoorbital mucormycosis, th th this black fungus disease that was um, prevalent in India, is still quite prevalent in India, only seems to occur in people with high blood sugar levels. And it's not just India, it's been reported in quite a few countries, um, Egypt, uh, there was quite a few cases as well, for example. Uh, following COVID-19 in previously non-diabetic immunocompetent patients, so this is this study here, India, there's been more than um, 45,000 cases of mucormycosis reported. Death rate's pretty high, it's about 50%. And that depends, and that's with good treatment. Affects the nose, the sinuses, the eyes, sometimes the brain with this black fungal disease. Usual onset 12 to 18 days after recovery from COVID-19. So this is being seen in patients who've had COVID-19. Now, um, there was 127 patients followed up. 
um, 13 of those patients who developed my new mucormycosis had newly acquired diabetes mellitus. So in other words, 127 diabetic patients, but 13 of those were found not to have had diabetes prior to the episode of COVID. So that's already a fairly high proportion, isn't it? It's what, about 8 9% or something. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, so really quick, what I wanted to do is, since y'all didn't say, y'all said I was good, so I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm not doing the. I don't have to go over the. Um, what I do have is these like this for quick reference, right? So this is what I was asking. Did you guys want me to go over these herbs right here? This is the list of the herbs we went over in yesterday's forum. In yesterday's forum, we went over these herbs in detail and why I have them listed as the top 16 to uh, attack IL-1, beta, IL-6, and tumor necrosis factor. Obviously, because they're documented, but all of them, they have a, a wide from toll receptors to to varying uh, inflammasomes and in, in they all have a wide range of how they they enter they they do things in your body, right? So we went through those. Um, that was yesterday's forum number one. So feel free, take your lazy butt on back over there and watch it. Now this set of herbs we went over on Sunday. We did like a like a Sunday Dr. Sabi special. You know what I'm saying? We just we just had a vibe and we went into something. So um oh I know what it was, the little controversy from the pricing. And so yeah, so we had a little discussion, but we went over like the substance. Um well yes the top nine, but the substance is the, these guys, right? Now here's the thing I want to point out. Bladderwrack, chaparral, dandelion. These guys are on both lists, right? These guys are on both lists now. So you got to think about this when you think about plants, right? Almost kind of like what you see people doing on TikTok where they're taking the diabetes drug for weight loss. Well, it's because weight gain and diabetes is so tied together, right? That's that's kind of managing your weight helps you to manage your diabetes. So there are a lot of drugs targeted at managing diabetes via the body's fat metabolism, which is obviously the problem of this whole, this the reason why we're here is because the beta oxidation system goes down from the free radical damage and then no more fat metabolism or poor fat metabolism, right? Um, bladder rack, besides being, now here's the thing with bladder racks. Bladder racks is there, um, bladder racks there for a variety of reasons. What it does iodine-wise to your metabolism, to your melanin concentrating hormone, 
um, through your T3 and T4 and that whole cycle. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, the brown pigments, the way the brown pigments in these, um, in these Irish mosses, these are not in sea mosses, again, not in Caribbean, but these Irish cold water mosses, they're able to burn. So there are a lot of fat burners on the market that are extracts from algae. They say brown seaweed or brown algae extract. This is one of the actual plants that these extracts is coming from, bladderac. So um, don't think like it's just what it whatever it does. That's why I really don't like the unqualified or some of the guys that say called 999 herbalists, you know, because they, they tell you that stuff that you find in the 99 book at Barnes and Nobles. Oh, milk thistle. It's good for the liver. No, don't. it's not good for the liver. That's not how it goes, man. It has some compounds in it that might stimulate this or that or blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? That's what you need to know. Um, okay, so dandelion, uh, tumor necrosis factor and IL-6. Um, but also, also important is that dandelion boosts IL-10 and nitric oxide. So now dandelion has an effect on nitric oxide production in your body that's very important for blood circulation so people dealing with blood circulation issues hint, hint, wink wink hello people dealing with this situation going on right now right y'all watching them the movies them, them other movies them alternative theories they tell you about the blood class and the what's going to help that if if that's a you know circulation circulation this is not most people are only thinking of nitric oxide in terms of like bodybuilders trying to get ripped you know what i'm saying but nitric oxide is a part of your lungs being able to breathe like the oxygen being able to reach to the bottom so maybe some of you have not even heard of that before but when you breathe your, your air your the oxygen doesn't go all the way down to the bottom of the lungs you know, and the more you smoke, the less you exercise, the less lung capacity you have. So a lot of martial arts or health programs are about getting the lungs back clear and learning how to breathe deep, full breaths. A part of that is breathing through the nose, because when you do that, your body's able to tap into some nitrogen reserves that it keeps on hand to help the oxygen get pushed all down through the lungs. That same thing also helps the blood circulate throughout the entire circulatory system, especially when you get to some of the spaces where the red blood cells themselves are comparable to the same size they have to fit through. So it gets crazy. It almost defies the laws of you know, physics, how this is able to happen. So, um, so yeah. And then obviously we, we touched on chicoric acid a little bit. Um, and then the chaparral, boy, chaparral just does, um, you know, it's documented to do some things with cell voltage and calcium and 
intracellular calcium to you know it moves it's it's able to move it move it around and so it's, it's it becomes a, a very but so i just want to highlight that piece in terms of you know um we haven't really highlighted that right we highlighted the top nine you know with, with a few honorable mentions right um we did that on Sunday. Then yesterday we did the top 16, you know, dealing specifically with these free radicals, right? And not free radicals in general, not, hey, this is an antioxidant. This works against free radicals. Like, no, 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 no. Specifically targeting the free radicals that are specifically produced throughout this illness process. Not random, these guys. We looking, we looking, you know what I'm saying? We we driving through the neighborhood looking to pull a drive-by on these three guys right here. Hold on. We looking for these guys, yo. You know what I'm saying? We like looking for these dudes. IL-1 beta, IL-6, and Truman necrosis factor, you know what I'm saying? And I'm passing out, you know, like pictures, like the old school, so all the old ladies could be out there with their broomsticks, and the farmers could be out there with their rakes, and you know what I'm saying? Like how they chase Frankenstein, like the whole townspeople came to get you. That's how we doing. We rallying up the whole crew. We deep. Tumor necrosis factor, IL-6, IL-1 beta, we running down. <laughs> That's how we do it. Like, like the, the movie, The Menu. That's a crazy movie. Right? Um, so these become, um, and obviously, again, you don't even have to make a decision between these 16 herbs and the other nine herbs or the three herbs that we named that are on both lists, um, obviously because you're gonna get all of these in your blue magic, right? You're gonna, you're gonna have all of these. You're getting all these herbs. All of these and more. All of these and more. <laughs> And all of these. So if you have your blue magic, you don't have to worry. Take a little, little tiny little little piece of a spoon, little piece of a spoon. Drop that in your baby drink. That's everybody eating ratchet, going crazy. Now all my food, I got it. The, the gel is mixed everywhere. Period. Chase already know, like, that's, that's the program. I don't care what you're doing in that kitchen. Just do it with this. Like, just add, just, just use this. You know, like the old school. Ding. You hear a little ding. Yeah. Man, it's the holiday. Even though we serious, we got to smile. We got to laugh. We got to joke. It's the holiday. I love you. Wherever you are, if you watching, you done hit the thumbs up 
or subscribed or what i love you i appreciate it if you didn't if you sent a cash app we gratefully appreciate it if you haven't dollar sign minister inky if you can uh join the patreon.com forward slash dr inky um those are the people that are really moving and shaking behind the scenes pushing this research forward those are the folks that are studying um get into our class we have a biochemistry course i'm getting ready to, to show you guys how to do the um because i'm about to show you this uh sabi clip would actually inspire me initially to even think that we needed a biochemistry school it was inspired by dr sabi you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about renaming the school. You know what I'm saying? It's digital. It's mine. It's digital. I can just rename it. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about renaming that. But it was it was a lecture. And I think, because I do it, like when I said about the doctor, the diabetes thing, when I was like, yeah, corona, contagious stuff. I think he was saying it in jest. He was just joking, saying it. But sometimes you say things and it's just you making light of it, but it's like, nah, that's real. And in the middle of the conversation, he's giving a class, his most classic lecture ever. He goes, yo, back in the days, like basically like, don't get it twisted. Cause I keep saying, I don't read books. Like, don't get it twisted. Back in the days, we didn't need biochemistry. Today though, you need biochemistry. You know what I'm saying? So understanding that's a pricey thing. We put together one free for you guys to join. I don't know if it's going to be free forever. So you want to get in there now. And when you're going through there, let me say this, because um, somebody hit me up asking me a question. You got to do the test, the quiz that goes with your lesson. If you start doing the quizzes before you do the lessons, it's going your, your, um, to stop letting you progress till you go back to the right lesson and then go forward like that. So you got to do your lesson one, then the lesson one test or quiz. Lesson two, then you can't skip ahead. The computer's going to catch you sooner or later and stop you. A few people then hit me up like, hey, Inc., um, I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm on lesson this one and I'm doing test number such and such. I'm like, that's your problem right there. You are not supposed to be on a, one lesson doing a test from another lesson. Like, no, you're supposed to be on the same. You do those in sync. Lesson, test, lesson, test, lesson, test, lesson, test. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's an essay or whatever it is that you got to turn in. Right. But shout out to everybody that joined the school, people that's participating. A lot of people enjoying it, having a good time in there. Shannon was a family now. Y'all not doing. I haven't seen enough people doing their Instagram work yet but you know it's all right it's all right right because part of the school assignments is that you know you have to post some of the things that you're learning with your family to show people you're doing something with your family like whether it's i don't know doing some money math with your kids or playing a board game or something that's educational just any little whatever reading with your children or anything but you're supposed to post that these types of things as part of the homework because it's a family you know again it's about conversations with family you know so that's that's kind of the way it's set like structured like homeschool but you know it's yeah so it's it's unique but it's just really dope people enjoying it i'm glad they're in there enjoying it you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah
seems to have developed COVID as a result of the uh, seems to have developed diabetes as a result of the COVID or the treatment. Average age was only 36, so that's pretty young. Seven of the 13 not given steroids or supplement. Um, 13 of those patients who developed my mucor mycosis had newly acquired diabetes mellitus. So in other words, 127 diabetic patients, but 13 of those were found not to have had diabetes prior to the episode of COVID. So that's already a fairly high proportion, isn't it? About eight, nine percent or something. Seems to have developed COVID as a result of the uh, seems to have developed diabetes as a result of the COVID or the treatment. Average age was only 30. Um, 13 of those patients who developed my new mucor mycosis had newly acquired diabetes mellitus. So in other words, 127 diabetic patients, but 13 of those were found not to have had diabetes prior to the episode of COVID. So that's already a fairly high proportion, isn't it? About eight, nine percent or something. Seems to have developed COVID as a result of the uh, seem to have developed diabetes as a result of the COVID or the treatment. Average age was only 36, so that's pretty young. Seven of the 13 not given steroids or supplementary oxygen. So of this 13, seven were not given steroids. Now, the steroids are the drugs that reduce the inflammation, as you probably know, and they put your blood sugar up as a side effect, but some have not been given that. And they hadn't been given supplementary oxygen, meaning they weren't particularly sick. So that was sort of an early indicator that, that got me thinking about this. Uh, this is a BBC report, Fears Over Shark Rise in Diabetes in India. This is one of the doctors who's studying the problem of COVID and diabetes, a diabetologist, uh, Dr. Anoop Misra. Our assessment is that such patients were probably predisposed to diabetes because of obesity or family history. So she thinks that most of these patients probably predisposed to diabetes anyway and the COVID triggered it earlier presumably that it would have been triggered otherwise but not all um, she does say that um severe diabetes caused by a pancreatic damage is less common so severe diabetes where the pancreas is damaged the part the part of the body that actually makes the insulin is damaged it exists but she thinks it's less common than those where it was uh, simply triggered at an earlier stage tell the truth you know, like I know, you got 40 or 50 bottles of vitamin pills, herb bottles sitting on your counter right now you're not taking because you can't juggle them all. You can't take 40 or 50 different pills or carry them in your purse. It doesn't make sense. It only makes sense to have one delivery system. One delivery system. Blue Magic Gel is going to deliver you over 30 powerful, powerful, powerful plants all at one time with no taste. You can give it to your pets, to your children. It just don't even make no sense to waste no money on all them different little bottle pill bottles. Is it just me? Am I the only one that got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 vitamin pill bottle, herbal bottles all over the place? Why do I, why do we do that? Why do we buy so many of these little things? We know we're not going to take 35 different pills and capsule, herbal capsule. You know you're not going to take all them things every day. Now, there's Blue Magic. 
you get Sebi's herbs, Inky's herbs, the Harmine herbs, key Irish mosses, and much more. Each spoonful with no capsules for just $65. And that there is an increase in the incidence of new onset diabetes in patients in the hospital that have COVID-19. So apparently it seems to be about 14%. There could be multiple factors associated with this. One of the theories is the increase in the attachment to those receptors called ACE2 receptors, which are found in multiple organs, including the lungs, intestines, the pancreas, and the heart. And this could be associated not only with the appearance of diabetes, but also with some other complications that we see like pneumonia and myocarditis associated with COVID-19. There are newly released studies that have shown in autopsies of patients with COVID-19 looking specifically at the pancreas and looking at that cell, the beta cell that produces insulin, that there is a direct damage of the cells in patients with COVID-19. So we believe that this might be a direct association with that insulin deficiency in the development of diabetes in these patients. We know that there is people at risk of developing diabetes in general. For example, patients with family history of diabetes, patients with obesity, sedentary, those patients are more prone to develop diabetes. Black it folks. is possible this particular subset of patients, also patients with pre-diabetes, which is already abnormal glucose, but Black not folks. diabetes range, are more prone of developing diabetes if they acquire COVID-19 infection. Black folks. Unfortunately, we have seen this phenomenon in the last couple of years, and especially during the first year and before we had the vaccinations, we saw that patients would delay their medical care. And so we saw us. The next NPR News. Listen, that was a great question. And I respect your question, sis, about the moringa. But you got to understand that in today's world, Moringa is the fried chicken of the herbal community. Moringa has been fried, done, laid to the side, it's been hybridized, and regrown in so many different places besides its mother environment, besides its own habitat. It's very difficult to get real moringa. You got to be careful that moringa might be worse than fried chicken, period. You just gotta have the nutrients. So are you gonna pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood, or you gonna pay $65? The vitamin D prevalent, vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country and also you know, in, in places like the UK where you said you know, they're- In the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. And clothing, right? Clothing could exactly. be also 
blocks it, you know. So, you know, the question becomes, why why is the vitamin D prevalent, vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country and also, you know, in, in places like the UK where you said, you know, they're they're not finding enough evidence to recommend vitamin D to prevent COVID. Well, maybe that's a strong statement and you need more randomized control trials to make a uh, extraordinary claim like that. But you can still make a claim that it's probably in a, uh, your best health interest to maintain good levels of vitamin D and that because we know vitamin D deficiency is so prevalent that it's probably best to get a vitamin D test and measure your levels and um, take a vitamin D supplement. Exactly. And the, the thing that's uh, that's a little confusing too is that a lot of these levels that we've come up with are, are based on the endocrinological function of vitamin D with bone metabolism. We, we don't know if that's the, the value that we need for uh, for immuno, immunological functioning or COVID, but we do have some associative studies that seem to show, at least in those studies that we talked about earlier, where they took looked at 191,000 people, that SARS-CoV-2 rates started to go up once levels dropped below 50. So that's, that's an interesting mm. number. That's interesting. There's there was a few um, back in 2013. There was a meta analysis published. I don't know the author's name, but the studies dated back from the 1960s to um, to the 2013, uh, and it was looking at all cause mortality in association with vitamin D blood levels. And it was found that you know levels somewhere between 40 to 60 or 70, like it was the lowest all cause mortality. So like the, like there was this sweet spot. Um, you know, and of course, it's one of those things where, you know, associative studies are, there's always the problems that people try to, con, you know, correct for confounding factors. And, um, but, but the idea is to look, and this is what you've done such a fantastic job, you know, with your scholarly work at MedCrown Videos is looking at the whole body of evidence, the, the observational data, the mechanistic data the case studies and, you know, if there are randomized controlled trials, um, the animal studies as well, you know, because that helps give us some insight on mechanism. And, and of course you can't translate an animal study to humans, but, but if you take the whole body of data, right, everything together, then you can begin to tell a story uh, as well. So um, in terms of supplementation though, you know, it's, the upper tolerable intake that's been set by the Institute of Medicine has been 4,000 IUs a day. Um, and what about, you know, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. What about toxicity? Um, yeah, toxicity, uh, there was a statement that I read that said that uh, vitamin D is probably the least toxic fat-soluble vitamin. So th there was a study where this, uh, this Polish guy looked at, uh, Polish uh, scientists looked at, the Mayo Clinic's database, and they looked at 20,000 people. And we talked about this in our in their video that uh, we recently published. One person had uh, hypercalcemia out of those 20,000, and they had ranges, people supplementing anywhere from zero to 55,000 units a day. And uh, really just one person, and that person's vitamin D level, if I recalled correctly, was up in the, the 200, 300 range. That's nanograms <laughs> per milliliter. And that's, that's like, what you do. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. massive. Yeah, I, I remember reading a study, and I'm sure you've seen this one, where there was the long-term the long supplementation with 10,000 IUs a day, and it was really no no toxic effect. And that was, that was I forgot how long-term it was, but yeah. Um, 
It's time for us to sit down and be real. Ain't nobody got $1,500 to be buying no herbal packages for the whole family. It's too much money. A Floyd Mayweather video. We want you to have. At the end of the day, you got to save. So we created a buy one, give one free so that you can get a thousand dollars worth of nutrition into your family's bloodstream and then give away a jar of blue magic, seed a new house with a transformation. Buy one, give one free. Give one away to somebody who needs to buy one, get one, tell the free one and get your damn money back. African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, it protects you from the burning rays of the sun. So if you live in, you know, Australia or closer to the equator, um, you know, Somalia, for example, that's great because you're getting a lot of UVV exposure year round. But when you take a person and migrate, they migrate, say they move from Africa to New York City to Chicago, well, it becomes a problem because you're much further from the equator. And now you've got this natural sunscreen that helps you, you know, protect you from the burning rays of the sun. And now you're living in a place where you're not getting as much sun. And so um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D in the skin. Yeah, I believe it. And, and you know, the other thing people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, then how come people are getting COVID-19 in, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're in um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D in the skin. Yeah, I, I, um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times. Um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years. Um, there's a there's a um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D in the skin. Yeah, I, I believe it. And and you know the other thing people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, then how come people are getting COVID nineteen in the, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back. Uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're inside, you're not going to get exposed to the sun. Right. You think people in Arizona are going out in the sun in the summer? Dude, it's like living in the winter when you're in the, it's summer. I lived in Tennessee for six years and I'm from Southern California. So summers I was used to spending on the beach. When I went to graduate school, um, summers became like winter because I did not want to be outside. It was like 95 degrees, humidity, hot. I mean, so I spent way more time inside in the summer in Tennessee 
um, than I did in the winter in Southern right. California. And, and, and here's the other thing too, is that UVB barely gets through the atmosphere down to us. And, and it does hit us when we're outside and it, it, the sun's gotta be pretty high up in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's, there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. Happy holiday, family. Many of you don't know that Dr. Sabi was about pioneering new research and being the trailblazer to create new ways to heal the people at Melanin Diabetes Research Inc., we've adopted that spirit. We've adopted that drive. And we want you to tune in as we discuss the top herbs that are not Dr. Sabi approved. Don't tell nobody. But we think if Dr. Sabi was still alive, he would be studying those harming herbs that melanin diabetes research incats. Tune in so you can learn about this new updated research that might save you and your family. To take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D levels measured you know, and then see what those are and then take a supplement to bring them up. And I mean, the reason I say that is because as you mentioned, you know, we make vitamin D in our skin, um, but depending on where you live, you know, you said UVB radiation is, is how we make it in the skin. Depending on where you live, many parts of the year, uh, UVB radiation is not even hitting the atmosphere, right? Exactly. So, and so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California. You know, most of the of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. And, and and sunscreen blocks UVB radiation. Most people are wearing sunscreen. Most people are indoors now. Work is, you know, we're on our, our computers. We're not out. We're not, we're not an agrarian society like we used to be. Um, you know, people aren't out in the sun all the time. People are inside. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, NHANES data over the past couple of decades, you see vitamin D levels are steadily just going down, 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 down. And I think that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. 
I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. Join us as we have a series of open forums to discuss the Urban Biochemist Guidebook 2023. The Urban Biochemist Guidebook is a series of talks centered around the newfound information that causes diabetes. Join us. Join us to get the science so you don't need the conspiracy. Learn how to protect yourself and your family. Peace. 70%, and it even still had an effect on people that had normal sufficient levels of vitamin D. Maybe we can talk about what those are, but what would make, I mean, of course, you know, viruses are different, but I mean, a respiratory tract infection, you know, to some degree, there's gotta be some common denominators, right? I mean, so it, it would seem to me, it would seem, you know, logical that something like vitamin D where in the United States, you know, 70% of the US population is categorized as vitamin D insufficient, which uh, defined as the, uh, by the Endocrine Society is less than 30 nanograms per milliliter. Um, and 30% of the U.S. population is what is called vitamin D deficient. So they have less than 20 nanograms per milliliter blood levels of 25-hydroxyvitamin D, which is the major you know, circulating metabolite of vitamin D. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, the, the question becomes, maybe we can talk a little bit about vitamin D supplementation and safety, but is it really, I mean, you don't have to make a bold statement that it's going to prevent COVID-19. I mean, Absolutely, we should be following the CDC guidelines on social distancing, on wearing masks, on washing our hands, and also, you know, as soon as they become available, vaccinations. But um, in addition to following the CDC guidelines, it might be prudent to say it's probably important to become vitamin D sufficient. In other words, if we already have data that, you know, 70% of the U.S. population, uh, you know, has insufficient levels of vitamin D, then clearly people need to take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D levels measured, you know, and then see what those are and then take a supplement to bring them up. And I mean, the reason I say that is because as you mentioned, you know, we make vitamin D in our skin, um, but depending on where you live, you know, you said UVB radiation is, is how we make it in the skin. Depending on where you live, many parts of the year, uh, UVB radiation is not even hitting the atmosphere, right? Exactly. So, and so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California, you know, most of the, of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your, your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. As we find out, they 
can initiate, create, cause, uh, exacerbate diabetes. This becomes a very, very, very important conversation. Click the link under this video to tap in as we discuss the top 16 anti-inflammatory doctor-saving approved herbs that down-regulate IL-1 beta, IL-6 and tumor necrosis Um, I don't recall off the top of my head. I do have it linked in my notes. I can I can pull yeah. it up and send you. But um, yeah, this it's it's there's been other um, SNPs in like the vitamin D receptor, for example. So children that have a single nucleotide polymorphism in um, the vitamin D receptor, they also have a higher mortality from respiratory tract infections as well. Um, you know, so vitamin D. As you mentioned, you know, it's a steroid hormone, it's going into the nucleus, it is, you know, it, it, it binds to the vitamin D receptor, which then heterodimerizes with another receptor called the retinoid receptor. And that complex, you know, goes in and, and, and into the, the nucleus where your DNA is, and it recognizes a very specific sequence of DNA called the vitamin D response element. And, and these are in more than 5% of the protein encoding human genome. I mean, that's a lot of genes vitamin D is regulating yep. in all sorts of tissues, you know, brain, in the immune cells, um, you know, and, and, and other organs as well. Um, so I, I do think like, you know, thinking about mechanism, and I know you've talked about, you know, the role looking, you know, at underlying mechanisms, how does vitamin D regulate the immune system? I mean, there's a variety of ways um, and specifically, it, it, it's really interesting, um, and I'm, I'm getting off topic here. I want to get to the pilot randomized controlled trials, but yeah. are you aware of, of the role vitamin D plays in the ACE2 and renin angiotensin system? I know there is a connection. Uh, I was actually reading that uh, just briefly. I think you're the one that <laughs> sent me the article, uh, uh, but yeah, I, well, I need to remind myself. We covered it back in... Um, March or April, I think we did, I did a short little um, Q&A podcast on it. And it's really interesting. You know much more about the renin angiotensin system than I do as a, as a, a medical practitioner, um, which, you know, it, it obviously plays an important role in regulating blood pressure and um, fluid homeostasis. And, you know, I think even in the lungs too. Uh, but what's interesting about the vitamin D uh, renin angiotensin system kind of, it, it converges on the ACE2 receptor, which um, as you know, and probably most of the world has heard by now is how the SARS-CoV-2 virus enters into our cells. It binds that receptor. Well, what's been shown with SARS-CoV-1 is um, when the virus, which also binds to the same receptor to get inside of the cell, it binds to the receptor and it internalizes the receptor and down-regulates ACE2 which is not good because that is really important for this renin angiotensin regulation, um, as you know, Dr. Schwab. So um, that's been shown with SARS-CoV-1. And what happens when the ACE2 gets down-regulated, lung injury, acute lung injury um, gets really bad. Um, and, and so there's been some animal studies that have found 
for example, if you high dose with the active form of vitamin D, the animals, and then you cause acute lung injury. <clears throat> Some because a lot of you, most of you have the book already. I was trying to find a slide, but most of you, oh, over here. I'm I'm holding it like in front of the computer. My my mind always goes over to where the computer. Anyway, but most of you have the book. So most of you have this already. He writes your handbooks, right? Um, in the book and look how far ahead of my time I was check this out this is crazy how far ahead of my time I was but this is what this is where we did and it took me a long time yo when I tell you it took me forever to make this I made this from scratch this is not somebody else's information this is my chart I made this Right? So you would know exactly how much, look what my pinky is, nanograms per milliliter your blood supposed to be at. And you would have a time chart based on who you are instead of generality, how long you're supposed to be. And look what I got. Now they saying a lecture in Chicago told them that you had to be six times longer. You know who did those lectures in Chicago? You know who did those lectures in Chicago? Chicago University and all them places? Shout out to Diallo Morgan. Right, oh, you know what? Maybe I should take a picture for y'all real quick. Let me do that. I could take a picture. Just upload the picture. One time for the one time. I'm not just like styling on you know, for that reason. But this book is important because, in fact, if you have the book at home, you should open up the book to page um, 12. We're going to have to have this whole conversation um, coming out of this book, actually. Yeah. As I'm looking at it right now, but oh yeah, let me get this picture done. I'm taking a picture of page 245. The chart is in the book, obviously, on a couple of different pages because vitamin D is relevant in a few different ways. So when you was reading the book, I didn't want you to have to like shuffle through it as you know I try to limit that as much as possible all right so now I'm just airdrop it onto the laptop oh wait hold on let me edit this one uh no yeah perfect damn There we go. Now let's go get it. 
Oh, and I'm still blurry, huh? <laughs> I'm still blurry, huh? So that's page 245 in the book. Like I said, the chart is in the book in a few different places. And again, when I wrote this, they said, oh, this, you bugging out, you crazy. This, that doesn't even make any sense. Black people have melanin. I thought they was posted. I'm like, no, that's not how it goes, champ. Okay, these, these vitamin D uh, values, these are the biggest differences, but the differences are infinite because everybody's body is different. But, and everything affects how your body deals with vitamin D. If, if you're pregnant, not pregnant, fat, muscular, you know, like all of that plays a role. So I gave you male, female, I gave you white, black, I gave you child, adult, right? These are all of the differences, right? Because you see across the top is white people. But then when you look on the left, you see it separated um, age, right? So from zero to nine months, that's how much sun you need a day. From zero to nine months, that's how much sun you need every day. Then from nine months to 36 months. So as the, the person ages, their system matures, they can handle more sunlight. They require more sunlight. Okay. But this is definitely an area where having white skin in this scenario is definitely a blessing because you 25 minutes, you Gucci, you up out of here. At, at at tops now y'all think i'm playing but this is important to know because you only have a, a small window it's not um your window your window for um you get the book this is my favorite part you know, I was so messed up. I didn't know what I was going to do with the cover of this book when I made this book. I made the cover of this book. See the little ones? There's three down there. This is Aubrey uh, protesting the picture about some pizza or something. I forgot what it was, but she didn't want to take the picture because she was mad. So she turned around to protest. And then that's Chloe and then Kylie. And then above Aubrey is Caleb. And then above Chloe and Kylie is Chase with the big smile. Then right next to Chase is Amber, who y'all see doesn't have any type of walking anything or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then you see on the left-hand side, Tony. Big, big smile, beautiful lady. And then you see me in the middle. And we right there on 165th Street and Sheridan Avenue in the Bronx. You see the official 
Bronx fire fire alarm pole in the you know what I mean but that was going to be <clears throat> a book cover potentially and then obviously that wound up being the book cover right hold on right but then also this many people remember when I first did the promo this was the original book cover. Living Biochemistry, Biochemical Group. Well, I don't know if you can see it good. Yeah, but this was it right here. Um, anyway, but... <clears throat> so... What I was saying, though, was you only have a certain window per day, right? So when we have UVB shining down in North America, that's from April to September, you're only going to have the daily window of about four hours. And that now that's regardless to what your life is like. From April to September, UVB is available from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So now when you get off work at four or five o'clock, if it's still sunny outside and you're like, yeah, I'm still give me some sun. That's cool, but you're not getting vitamin D. So you're not going to school. We This, this is what uh, one of the doctors was talking about. It's like, oh, well, people in the summertime are still getting, you know, whatever, whatever because it's the summertime or because it's sunny or hot out does not mean you're actually getting and absorbing UVB radiation that's going to convert, you know, cholesterol into um, uh, D3. Like that's, you're not, that's not happening. You're getting a lot of UVA, a lot of damage, a lot of hot, a lot of sweat, a lot of funk. <laughs> but not necessarily uh, regenerative immune stimulating vitamin D. That's, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? So my point was, it's definitely beautiful being able to step out into that four hour window for 20 minutes and be totally charged versus being my complexion and I need to be out there damn near the entire four hour program. <laughs> I need that whole 10 to two. I need that whole 10 to two to give me some vitamin D. <laughs> so it's no wonder why I added the vitamin D into the, into the, uh, the blue magic. <laughs> I got five children. Who the fuck is going to stay outside five hours a day? <laughs> oh, Y'all think I'll be inventing this shit? Like, no. Utility, man. Ain't nobody got no time to be out there like that. You see how dark I am? I get it. I love it. Black don't crack all that. That's, that's cool. But what I'm saying is 
Our brother got to be out there from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then I got to be exposed in the most exposed kind of way. You know, and that's 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 the mid sun. That's the midday sun. That's that's the highest. No, come on, man. That's 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 scorching time right there. I got to be out there scorching my chocolatiness. I got a chocolatiness. You see what I'm saying? This is chocolate. You know what I'm saying? It gets too gets too crazy. You know, if it goes, because see, I can go from milk chocolate to dark chocolate, and then I can become toast. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to leave the chocolates and go into bread. Uh, see, that's yeast. And I don't want to be bread. I want to be cacao. Ding. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I like to stay in my range. Like, you know what I'm saying? That dark chocolate. See, right now I'm like a milk chocolate, but I can get dark. I, I, I like to get darker. You know, I get to a nice, you know, like a few shades lighter than this. <laughs> I get like I get like two or three shades lighter than this, then I'm I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? If I start like blending in with the sweater, then that's when I know I didn't hit the limit, but you know, um, you know, I'm trying to make jokes of it. But when now, when this becomes a, um, you know, for years this was just really it was you know cosmetic, tans, light skin, dark skin, but then it became more uh, youth and healthful. You know, it was about having a clear complexion and. Now this thing is about really just life or death. It ain't really time to play or conspiracy or conjecture or, you know, like now it's just like, okay, what's, what do we need to know to, to you know? And so, yeah, you got to be out there from 10 to two. And most people, if you got any kind of life, you can't even play and pretend like you're going to be outside every day from 10 o'clock in the morning till two in the afternoon. That's, that's not a fact. You, you're going to be where you're supposed to be at that time. Whether that means you're chasing down children, you know, doing homeschool, changing, I don't know, poop, diapers, whatever, um, punching the clock, lifting some boxes, you know, driving the bus, driving the truck, I don't know, thinking of the next invention, you know, working on your free throws, whatever that is, you know damn well. You don't have, you know. <laughs> so if you if you even close to this complexion, you can you you need to just go ahead and get get with the cheat code. Get with the cheat code. I'm just saying. I'm trying to tell you. You gotta understand how this cheat code works. Happy holiday, family. Many of you don't know that Dr. Sabi was about pioneering new research and being the trailblazer to create new ways to heal the people. At Melanin Diabetes Research Inc., we've adopted that spirit. We've adopted that drive. And we want you to tune in as we discuss 
the top herbs that are not Dr. Sabian approved. On the next episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, we discuss the diabetes drugs you can't afford. Uh, on the next on the next episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, we discuss the diabetes drug. On the next episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, we discuss the diabetes drugs you can't afford. So while you buying designer clothes and designer bags and designer shoes, you might want to think about the designer breakthrough drugs that are extending the lives of Hollywood's richest and brightest stars. Join us on MDR News today as we explore the diabetes drugs you can't afford. With your host, hardcore respondent, Dr. Inky. And remember, music is God. Family, if you have not seen American Hill documentary yet, you're doing yourself and your loved ones a disservice. We have uncovered the herbal arc of the covenant. Literally, we have found the compound that regrows the pancreas. And coincidentally, it is the exact same chemical compound that reverses herpes. Please share this remarkable breakthrough from our family to you and yours this holiday season. Go to drinky.com and purchase your blue magic gel and or powder today. And make sure you get yourself a bottle of Mama Tomics. Protect your children's health and your pet's health. And more importantly, protect your health this holiday season because you can't do anything for anybody else until you take care of yourself. Spread love, feel love, live love. Music is God. Born in the late 70s, growing up in the Bronx, it looked like this. I wanted to change that. So I started the process to making that happen. Some Okay, you see the brother right there with the beard, the scissors, and the black step, step into the front. Yeah, that is city councilman Rob. Ten years ago, I saved his mom from end-stage sarcoidosis. He and I have been working to change the health of the people in New York ever since. What you see is a part of the result, or maybe I should say just a small fruit of our labor thus far, but we're still going. This is just the, the beginning. Then coming up with the business in the situation where the means just about to end. It's the best tool to build. Could it be drugs? Could it be Ready? Three, two, one. Good afternoon, everyone. We are the the Gen Z
birthday in Peekskill on a beautiful sunny day. We want to welcome you as the mayor says. And we're here on beautiful Brown Street in front of the historic Paramount Theater to begin our health initiative and get healthy Peekskill. That's what we're aiming to do. Events that are going to be happening for healthy initiative. Thank you, Councilman Fatson. Well, we all need a little help in our lives. Lord knows Peekskill is the place to do it. We've got lots of trails and parks and places to be healthy. With all the information you're going to bring to us, it's only going to help us do better for ourselves and for our families. So thank you for this. And council, we're happy to be here. Lord knows I could use a little help here. Anyway, to help. Yes, yes, yes. And I just want to thank you guys again for supporting the initiative. Um, you know, this is a historic moment for Peekskill. You know, this is the first time I can think of that. Or municipalities is um, taking the steps to not just talk it, but you know, actually walking when it comes to public health. You know, um, so you know, I'm excited for this initiative, um, and I hope you guys are ready. Let's get let's get let's get fit. Let's go. Not only look forward to today, but other events that will be happening. We want to bring in healthy opportunities, not only food-wise, exercise, trails. But really, this human race that we have here for the city. But thank you very much. You ever heard that diabetes and melanin is, is mixed up or is that diet? Alright, have you ever heard of melanin? Yeah. What is melanin? Ever heard of diabetes? Yeah. Can you describe diabetes? Uh, it's a condition, like type 1 and type 1 and type 1 is... What you know about diabetes? Diabetes, blood, blood pressure, no, hold on, diabetes, sugar, high sugar. Yeah, appetite you for sure. All right, let me check one out. It's necessary for you to explain yourself, bro. Hey, man. Man's gotta eat. Not that much cookies. Look at that. It's on fire. I'm live. Cool, cool. What's going on, man? Yeah, I was telling you that when I first learned about the 40 day fast and I could order some of the products, yeah, I think I was probably around like 390. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I was about around that time, like around that size because it was well, it's safe to say you might have. It's safe to say you might have had a sandwich or two. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like finding out about things. I was like, these forty-day fans, like you said. I was after exercise, pounds just started coming out. Wow. I had already transitioned into like like the vegan lifestyle, but you know, when 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 I heard about the forty, I was like, oh, this sounds like more what I want to do. Anyway, so I, I did that. I ordered, I think, the Kimmy Luminescence, and I might have had some ocean steak too at the time. Bro, when I seen how you was moving, you started to inspire me. Right, that's good, man. No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. You started to inspire me as if the forty day was your plan, and I was uh, trying to figure like, you know, what I'm saying like people don't understand what what keeps me awake at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my drive. When I see that people is, you know, like the benefit, when I see the benefit that, that pushed me further, like, oh, okay, so this is, we can, we can do this. It's, it's happening. You know what I'm saying? And then 
each person, yeah, each person. Yeah, because I like we've been we've been doing it like off and on, like and so now I, I, I just like came up with the one that we just had, and I was telling I've been telling my mama and uh and like her, her friends and stuff about it, so I'm trying to get them on. I said I'm about to do another one. But I always, when I, every time I do it, I be trying to gather as many people as I can to do it, like, so they can all get the same effect. So let me ask you this. As somebody that has done um, the more strict version of the 40-day fast where you have the five different, you know, dietary plans every eight days, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Versus the uh, the newer relaxed version, you know, vitamin D, K, 60 and 60, morning light, 13 and 7. Like, which one do you think is easier? Mm. So for me, they're not both, they're not that much different. Because, like, I already like, like, you know. Let me stop you right there. I just was explaining to somebody last night, yesterday, that the 13 and 7 is still the same old 40 day. Because what I did was. Exactly. What I did was I just took the 16 hours from the 8 and 8 and reduced it down to make it easier to 13, give people a little bit more wiggle room. And then I took the eight hours of eating, and I did make that a little stricter. I put that from eight hours of eating to seven hours or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's based on the same eight, eight, eight play. Because you only get 24 hours in a day. Time management. Time management and critical thinking are probably the two most undertaught subjects in our yeah. entire global society.
Ask yourself, why would millions of black people delude themselves into believing the false ideology of Arturo Salas Herrera that melanin does human photosynthesis or photosynthesis of any kind for that matter? Instead of us respecting our own genius, genius lives matter. Dr. Inky has already proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that melanin is photovoltaic. Furthermore, this association of water molecules is not unique to chlorophyll or melanin. Water performs auto-ionization, the basis for amphoterism, causing water molecules to disassociate. A 90-degree angle contact is what determines whether a surface is hydrophilic or hydrophobic to water molecules. Larger than a 90-degree angle is usually hydrophobic. Less than 90 degrees is usually more hydrophilic. Hydrophilic usually reduces electrostatic charge. Hydrophobic usually increases electrostatic charge. Light alone encourages disassociation of water molecules. Magnetism alone encourages disassociation of water molecules. Sound alone encourages disassociation of water molecules. Hydrophilic surfaces alone encourages disassociation of water molecules. Movement or water flow alone encourages disassociation of water molecules. What's important is the process of disassociation or the geometry water takes when reforming. Music is dark. The truth is melanin is actually killing more people than it's saving because what John Q, I have melanin, I am a melanated person doesn't know is that their melanin has been weaponized a long time ago against them. And it's actually at the root of them having quote unquote dominant genes while maintaining a shorter lifespan. So what I was able to document in the article and the documentary is how melanin, yes, melanocytes more especially, are at the heart of the matter when it comes to our health and wellness. Music is God. Again, no, melanin does not perform photosynthesis. Melanin is photovoltaic. This is the premise of how I was able to restore Amber's neck and spinal injuries. This is the whole premise based on what we're doing here. Melanin is the perfect accompaniment to the skeletal system, which is piezoelectric. This is how crystals and pigment function together to couple light, and sound and electricity and magnetism into life. Real knowledge yourself, God, do the math. Here's the elephant in the room. I detailed in the Soul Craft documentary, chapter four, and in the Eat Right book, each mitochondria produced a full spectrum of life. Do the math real quick, God. 30 trillion cells in the human body on average. Each of those cells have 1,500 mitochondria in them. That 1,500 take up one-fourth the space in each cell. The cells in the heart and brain are almost double. Each cell in your body, except the heart and brain, require 10 billion ATP per day. The math is crazy, but the universe is orderly. So the simple solution is for your basal metabolic rate. You need your weight in ATP every day. Yep, if you are 200 pounds, then you need 200 pounds worth of ATP every day. And if you don't exercise, that means that you need less. Yes, people who exercise need more. If you exercise, you need anywhere from 25 to 50% more ATP production. The average person runs on a steady four to five watts of electricity. That's about 1,200 watts a day. Yes, 1,200. The daily ATP, like light, cannot be stored. It takes about 120,000 heartbeats a day to match the 24,000 breaths to create 144 gallons of O2 you need every day. That's real 120. Family, if you have not seen American Healer documentary yet, you're doing yourself and your loved ones a disservice. We have uncovered the herbal arc of the covenant. Literally, we have found the compound that regrows the pancreas. 
And coincidentally, it is the exact same chemical compound that reverses herpes. Please share this remarkable breakthrough from our family to you and yours this holiday season. Go to drinky.com and purchase your Blue Magic gel and or powder today. And make sure you get yourself a bottle of Mama Tomics. Protect your children's health and your pet's health. And more importantly, protect your health this holiday season because you can't do anything for anybody else until you take care of yourself. Spread love, feel love, live love. Music is God. Blue magic. <laughs> I'm about to hit the gym. I need a I need buzz this time. Last time it was hold up. That's my jam. I'm about to turn this up now. I need the walls to this the Grammy with a nominate the dollar sign minister Inky. Send me some piano is the heart of instruments airstream percussion no coincidence we hear it with our mind not with our ears that's why here is the here we affect our peers deeper than chakras phantom of the opera the freak accident that made the gun you was loaded start popping your sarcophagus your flow hustle 316 harmine is the group of compounds that we have designed around one of the main alkaloid compounds in plants harmine dirt 1a has been discovered to be the chemical component that blocks the pancreas from regeneration in severe diabetes. Harming and its associated metabolites are able to block DERK-1, enabling the pancreas to regenerate itself. Team Harmine is the first ever herbal organic, raw, nutritional-based compound representing the melanin diabetes research of its kind in the world, leading a worldwide revolution in the ending of the threat of diabetes. Team Harmony represents change, true revolution, true sovereignty to the only real estate that will ever matter, the flesh that clothes your spirit. Fight diabetes with Dr. Inky's advanced research. Team Harmony, land, sea, and tree. Genius lives matter. Follow the American Healer YouTube page. Music is God. Studies show that your pets in their earliest years are just as vulnerable nutrition-wise as your children. Mama Tomics and Blue Magic makes that much easier. Mama Tomics and Blue Magic can easily be put into juices, salads, soups, sauces, oatmeal, breakfast cereal, a variety of meals to hide the love that you're giving to your pets and your children to make sure they have the utmost nutrition. And when you support Mama Tomics and Blue Magic, you're supporting domestic violence survivors, single fathers, and Black business. DrInky.com 
and don't forget to refresh the payment screen. Music is God. Trying to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Blue magic. <laughs> they babies. You don't got to worry about trying to find Prodigizio. How you going to find Prodigizio? You don't even know what Prodigizio is or what it's supposed to look like or smell like. And they babies trying to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Blue magic. <laughs> <laughs> of all those herbs for this price, for this price, eleven hundred dollars. Of all those herbs for this price, eleven hundred dollars. A lot of people, including myself, could not afford these big herb packages or to get all of the different herbs. And I know people might say, "Well, you don't even need all these different herbs." Eleven hundred dollars. But when you panicking. And this disease is out there. You you want all this. $1,100. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition what? in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. You, got, you could put it a little bit. This is very important. Put a little bit in your dog food. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. What? Nobody's feeding their dog like this. $1,100. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. What wound up happening is you just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or are you going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3, the harmony for your pancreas, the seaweeds from the cold water? And you, including myself, could not afford these big herb packages or to get all of the different herbs. And I know people might say, well, you don't even need all these different herbs. But when you panicking and this disease is out there, you, you want all this. You want all these herbs. You want all these herbs. 
Save you been breaking down over the years. You've been hearing about all the magic flash shit. You want all these herbs. What you don't want maybe to do is deal with that. $1,100. So it took me months of wasting herbs, throwing out batches that burnt or batches that the herbs didn't work right. I had to change the ratios and keep playing with this to synthesize something where I can have that same effect of all those herbs for this price, of all those herbs for this price, of all those herbs for this price. So this is the problem where it's coming in. People are trying to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Because here you have the Irish moss and but you're getting the harming, the vitamin D, all of these herbs right here. You get all these herbs here. And you're getting the vitamin D, the vegan vitamin D3. You're getting the harming, which restores the pancreas. You're getting a multi-seaweed, as well as all of this. All of this is made and formulated inside Mama Thomas. So this is something that really, that's why it's, it's called conscious, conscious caviar, because it's something that's really a luxury. Yeah. All right, it worked. It's a luxury, luxury kind of uh, nutrient. It's a luxury kind of nutrient. Um, for the people, and it's not—it's not priced properly for me. You know, it, it's not properly priced, but it's not properly priced. But it was about the people. It wasn't really about me. So, um. We had the same concept surrounding the bitters, you know, again, with the bitters, again, with the bitters, the same concept. With the bitters, same concept. People wanted to have the effect, the black walnut, the bladderack, the blue vervain, the burdock, the nopal or the cactus, right? the cascada sagrada, the chamomile, the chaparral, the chondris, right? The contribo, the damiana, the dandelion, the elderberry, the ombre grande, right? All of these herbs is inside the bitters, our bitters, and it's inside the blue magic. That's why I'm like, the blue magic, all these herbs in blue magic. You don't got to worry about trying to find Prodigizio. How you going to find Prodigizio? You don't even know what Prodigizio is or what it's supposed to look like or smell like. And I'm sure you ain't got the $1,000 to pay for it. I'm just trying to show you $65. This is the cheat code, people. And the beauty of it is you just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay... $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? 
or you're going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3, the harming for your pancreas, the seaweeds from the cold water. And you put it a little bit, this is very important, put a little bit in your dog Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. How are you building your children's brain? How are you building your pet's brain? I'm, I'm giving them $1,000 plus worth of nutrition every time we blend up something and we add the blue magic to it. Think about that. I want y'all to think these numbers. We got to deal with this real shit too. We can be conscious and all that, but when you get sick, the goofy come off. When people get cancer, the 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 uh the yarmulke come right off. The dashiki come off. You know what I'm saying? Like um while we're here, I just wanted to. So what I'm gonna do is I'm getting ready to go get this and actually show y'all because I gotta give the dog a snack anyway. Right now it's about time for her to have a snack. Um, but I'm gonna show you guys exactly what I mean because a lot of people are, are a lot of people are really I'm new to this doggy universe. You know what I'm saying? Um. The doggy universe is insane. And <clears throat> make no mistake, I, I do want to get, like, have puppies. But um, that's only because I want my dog to have a full life. So it, a part of that is her having at least one litter of, you know, one litter of babies. You know what I'm saying? But I, she got mad other shit, stuff to do. Like, we're not, I'm not trying to be into, like, a puppy business. That's not it. Um, so I just wanted to say that like off the rip. So the reason I went to the uh, veterinary assistant school and the uh, pet nutrition school was just to learn. That's just how my mind works. I just wanted to learn. Right. So I'm hearing all this stuff about the woo -woo -woo, and I'm like, man, a lot of the very same mistakes that people make with human nutrition pet owners are making with pet nutrition you know you see what i'm saying so look at the human population and the human population we eat a higher grade meat remember it's only one set of livestock in your country right so that means that <clears throat> get rid of that right still there a little bit it's all right um i got another life for that you know what i'm saying it's two lights over there but I but what i'm saying is the same uh set of livestock that 
um, let's go to the top, right? So let's go to your uber rich, your 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 billionaire group, the group that uh, Ye uh, was in for a while, um, still kind of in, you know what I'm saying? That upper billionaire, you know, in that space, the billionaires. They're eating from the same pool of animals. Um, actually, probably they've probably got some some private stock. They probably got some private stock. Um, your millionaires, same animals. The working day people, same animals. Your animals, because animals eat animals, right? We feed our dogs what? We feed our cats what? You know what I'm saying? We feed our reptiles what? We feed them other animals. So animals eat other animals, right? And we are animals that eat other animals, right? I'm a vegan. You watching this platform, you probably a struggle vegan, right? You vegan on Thursdays and Wednesdays, right? At least, you know what I'm saying? Some to that effect, right? But most, you know, most people eat animals, right? Chicken, this, this. So your animal eats other animals. Animals eat other animals, right? That's what's going on. Animals eating animals. So how they create the price of the animal is which part of the animal you get, right? So that's a big piece to this whole meat thing. A is what part of the animal you get, right? Then it's how soon you get that to your table from kill time, right? So that has a lot to do with the price. So if that cow was raised on a farm in Wisconsin and they killed him last year and, you know, they had him in the warehouse for six months and sprayed him, you know, died him, for, you know, and you got him in the supermarket after he'd been painted with pig enzymes 14 times to look for, you know, you got rat droppings and I'm just exaggerating. Um, but, you know, after it's been around the cycle or whatever, you know, through the normal commercial process, that's going to take a lot off the price and also off the freshness, the nutrients and blah, 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 blah. Right. All right. So that's that. Now, um, these are still animals, though. So the only nutrition that's available inside an animal to eat Right. You got to understand that an animal is not necessarily a certain like if I eat a, 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 a vitamin, like just hypothetically. Right. Let's say I eat a, a one gram vitamin A pill. Right. One gram vitamin A. Right. Well, that means guess what? I just ate one gram of vitamin A because that's what that thing is. But an animal is not necessarily nutrients in that way. An animal is a nutrient-consuming machine. So the only nutrients <clears throat> that are available inside of an animal when you eat it 
is whatever the animal has not yet metabolized yet, whatever he hasn't finished consuming yet, because his body's in the process of pulling out all that nutrients and using it and then, you know, discarding, <laughs> discarding it once, once his body has, you know, is done with, you know, extraction process, so to speak, right? So if the animals that are the food source do not eat a very nutritious diet, the animals that live off of eating those animals will not have a very diverse supply of nutrition. So they will still be missing certain things. So uh, that's the big deal when it comes to raw, right? It's cool, it's dope because, you know, people got this, a lot of I, romantic ideas about dogs being wolves, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 you know, I do acknowledge the fact that she's a domesticated wolf. So, you know, she even, she still, she still was knocking off turkey. You know what I'm saying? I got a picture of what she just had in my, in my phone. I got to feed her again though, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, and she ate all my blueberries today too. But, um, you, you need to, you need to be, like raw is a type of thing. It's not a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to animal flesh is a type of thing. It's not a thing. You need to make sure that the nutrition is there. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you add, and this is why I say a thousand dollars worth of nutrition, right? Um, because your body only has a certain limits of how much certain vitamins and minerals they can tolerate anyway you know so don't let people go, oh well how much can you get in a you know if you're blending it <laughs> what makes the difference in terms of these nutrients is how you have you know the consistency of keeping them in circulation and if the consistency of being able to take your nutrition you know, to, to get in what you got to get in on a daily basis or multiple times in a day. If you got to take 40 different, you know, 20 different, you're not going to be able to, that's not, that's not, if you're sick, right? Or if you're, um, I don't know, you're, you're overweight and so you're driven, to, to lose weight and change your body. Um, I've been in 260 pounds. It's looking crazy, you know, many years ago. Um, or maybe underweight, like people skinny and you tired of being skinny, you know, you, you're driven, you, you're doing, so you, you'll do whatever. Those are not things that's long-term sustainable to life though. Because you're not going to be able to take 20 to 30, 40 different capsules two to three times a day for the rest of your life. That's going to tax your kidney and your liver. And it's just not realistic to think you're going to remember to have all them capsules with you all the time. Like that's, that's not realistic. You're not going to be able to get no children and do that. You can forget about that. They're not even getting ready to take two or three multiple times throughout the day. And all. They're not getting ready to do none of that. 
right? The best you can do with the children is liquid drops, right? But then if it's nasty, you know, whatever. But liquid drops, you might be Gucci. But with this, with this, all you do is just put some in whatever they was already going to have. So it's not like you you sitting there trying to feed them this like it's ice cream out of the jar. No. You just add a little bit in. A little part of a tablespoon. A little eighth of a tablespoon or something to that effect. Put it in your dog's regular kibble. You let your dog has everything your dog needs and then some. Especially making sure taurine is there, um, the um, the nutrients for you know like bone matrix and you know all of those kind of you know early things that you want to you got to get in, or for the senior citizen though, <laughs> you know you got to get those things in, right? So. Or you want to build your dog's brain or your child's brain or your brain, just in case you didn't think. It, yeah, I, as I know, nowadays, everybody's a know-it-all. So saying, telling an adult, like, hey, this can help you build your brain is like, so I just, you know, I do it. <laughs> I do. I'll be loaded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll be omegaed. I'll be omegaed out, like. <laughs> I'll be omega it out. You know what I'm saying? I get the omegas in a variety of ways. But very important. I don't even, I, I didn't talk to y'all through it. I don't even do it. I was going to go get a dog, you know, some kibble and whatever, mix a little spoon in. But I think you guys get what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, you. you're doing better because along with the raw food comes a raw food budget. Don't let nobody tell you that it is less expensive doing all raw for your dog. And when you go and you see how much the price goes up over what improvement on the nutrition you're making, you just throw money in the wind. Your dog ain't feeling it. You're not extending the dog's health. People have been doing this raw diet for the last 20 years. It's not extending the lives. It's just making the owner feel less guilty about the dog's life, you know, like they're doing the best they can because they're spending as much as money as possible. People equate effort with money. <clears throat> more money you spend, the more work you put in. And that's not always the case. You need to know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get your dog way more nutrition and save that money. Yes, save that money. Boop. Half a little, half a little spoon of blue magic gel in the bowl. Boop. Mix it on up. Now, if you want to add the blue magic to the live, of course, it's lit. You, you, you super lit. But I'm just saying, this is something that. You know, I'm always thinking boiling on the budget first. I'm raising five babies by myself. <clears throat> so if you like me and you and 
a puppy to your household. You got to know the puppy is going to be cute for the first few weeks, maybe the first few days, depending on if they use a bathroom in the house. <laughs> in dry. We've been going since what? What, about six hours? So what I'm saying is, you know, it's about, it's about now, it's definitely about treating yourself. You know what I'm saying? Instead of treating yourself the traditional way with poison, you know, treat yourself with nutrition. Like back in the days, you might be like, oh, I'm going to get myself some cake or some sweets or this or that. Well, no, go get yourself some extra expensive, nutritious, whatever, or fresh this or raw that, you know. But remember that it's always about what you can sustain. You know what I'm saying? It's better for you to get, for instance, you you just learning about better water or whatever. Like, oh, wow, let me get the water. And you go and you grab a you know, $12, $20 bottle of water. You're like, oh, yeah, this is the healthiest water. This is the mess, you know. But you can't afford to drink like four or five $20 gallon, I mean, $20 bottles, not even got bottles of water. Like how many bottles of water could you drink in a day, every day consistently if they was $20 a bottle? My point is exactly, you know what I'm saying? So I tell people all the time, like, don't do that because you got a lot of water stations popping up with doing the gallons for anywhere from... I just seen gallons and water stations from prices from like $5 up to like $20 and crazy stuff. You know, they got additives they putting into it for you. And people buying these water gallons, you know, alkaline pH, this is all these different treatments to the water. And they drinking that, you know, like maybe once or twice a month. And then the next day, they drinking Dasani and they on Dasani for like 29 days out of the month. And then that one day they going and getting the, the super crazy. I'm like, let's tweak that. Instead of having a hundred dollar bottle of water one day, how about we just get to like a nice avion like a nice fiji let's like let's just get to a nice fiji fiji is right there like let's just do a two dollar bottle like we can because we can maintain probably two dollar bottles of water consistently on an ongoing basis as opposed to trying to maintain 20 and 25 dollar habits you know so these things have to be taken into consideration when you get into the grown-up world you know, if you're a kid, live with your parents or you, you don't have any children yet and you're just like, okay, we get it. In the real world, though, once the bills hit and the children and this and that, it don't matter what science is attached to them herbs. You got to get them sandwiches. <laughs> you got to get them, them babies, you know, like, that's what it is. So now you're, you know, you got to get in where you, you know, and you got to be smart about it. Everything has to. And the last thing you want to do is be buying up a bunch of stuff you don't use. <clears throat> Bro, 
If I'm lying, I'm flying. Hold on. Carly, you there? Let's see if Carly's there. Hi. Hey, Carly, yes or no? Right? Don't, 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 don't play me, okay? Don't violate me, all right? Just say yes or no, all right? You there? I'm here. Okay. So yes or no? Do I have huge boxes of every vitamin known to mankind? Yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about my stuff. I'm just talking about vitamins in general, powders, vitamins, like everything, right? Yes. Okay. So trust me, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like when I tell y'all this stuff, it, I don't, this is not stuff that I'm just like, I'm not pulling this down out of the sky. I'm learning things as I go on in life. Uh, from my experiences, like um, I've learned, I've been learning from some of the new uh, uh, consultations that people have been text messaging me and we've been going back and forth via text. If I haven't got you, I'm going to get to you. Um, everybody else, please continue to text me your questions. Um, we're definitely still in the consultations via text message, 586-298-5000. Five eight six two nine eight five zero zero zero. This is a serious, serious problem. We can't play around. So I'm definitely still making myself as available as I can um, to answer any questions or you know um, whatever it is. Where's my order? How do I order? You know how do I take the stuff? Um, hey doc, I'm in the supermarket right now. I was thinking about getting some bread. You know, what should I do? Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, shoot me a text. I'm there for you. If I could get the answer back to you quick, some people know I will. They're like, wait, I didn't know you were going to respond that fast. Some people text me days ago and I haven't got back to them at all yet. You know what I'm saying? It's just luck of the draw. So, um, but I'm definitely still doing that. So I just need you to know, like, it's, it's real though. Because I know you you buy these things because you need the nutrients and boo. But over time, as you grow, if 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 you're really into you know the health, you know, like over time, the more you learn, you keep adding stuff in, and you bring in you're buying products faster than you can take them, and now you got. You know, you come in with four or five things you're really excited about and this whole new program you're getting ready to do. And, but you got half the program from the last program you started. You got these joints you picked up over there. You forgot you got two or three joints on monthly Amazon um, program. <laughs> you, got two, you got two or three different judges. Amazon dropping off, like, come on, bro. You you don't even realize. So it becomes a point where, again, and I guess, you know, I had great, ex, you know, example. My dad, or in this case, his wife, Joanne, you know, but he used to make fun of her a lot for this. So I guess it stuck out in my mind. So, it, well, not enough to stop, prevent me from, you know, but at least I guess I can have some introspect and pull myself out of the, you know, uh, and then 
try to, you know, pay it forward to you guys and try to pull y'all out of the fire, right? But what I'm talking about is, like many women out there, in her mind, regardless to what size she was or weight she was, she thought she needed to lose a few pounds, right? And so she would buy, you know, whatever was the main, you know, whatever you, when you, if you, back in the days, I don't know how it is now, because nobody really watches TV, it's all internet, you know what I'm saying? So you watch what you want to watch, you don't really watch TV. The thing, the beauty of TV for the, you know, the, the companies was that you were locked into watching their ads, you know what I'm saying? Like you had to watch the, now you just kind of go the way you want to go. Um, they learning how to get ads in, you know what I'm saying? But, so anyway, at night though, in the middle of the night, they used to have like sales shows, you know, and they'll always have like a couch thing with jewelry and trinkets for ladies. But then they will also always have like the the manly boo, and then they'll have like a family sales, whatever. And so a lot of times, if you was up late at night, you would see these, you know, you would see these sales shows, and they'll have like a a skin full body thing or they'll have some sort of bike full body thing or like now if you go on YouTube they got some new thing attached to the wall LeBron promoting it that's just another thing is there's always a thing Chuck Norris had a thing like it's there's always a thing you know what I'm saying wow did I just say Chuck Norris yo there's people watching right now like yo who the who's Chuck Norris Clearly, you're not even 30 years old yet. If you don't know who's Chuck Norris, it's okay. We just want to keep on going. But that was my bad. I'm, I'm, I should never have said Chuck Norris' name. I, I'm going to, that's, I'm struck that from the record. Going forward. A lot of people have workout machines. George Foreman, you know, he went, he went, he was, he was a pioneer going ahead with the grill because he could have easily had a, an ab, you know, <laughs> belts, shirts. Can you know, rocking chair, you know, side dipper, or you know, he could add some. But that was a that was a vibe at some point. It was a popular thing for you know celebrities to kind of buffer their name, or, you know, their their popularity by you know later on representing some sort of fitness, you know. But she bought them all. You know what I'm saying? Every one of them, treadmills, ski machines, all of them things. And she didn't use them, which is the whole point of the story. She didn't use them. So my dad used to always make fun of those machines because he used to say they used to they become um damn expensive clothes racks or hanging something. Because that's what she used to do eventually, just everybody hanging their clothes off it and it just becomes a, you know, like furniture. So I seen that with all these, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I'm going on Amazon. I'm mad, frustrated, angry. I'm frustrated and angry with myself, though. Right now, I'm having a confession. I was frustrated and angry going on Amazon. Like, and this happened to every real parent. If this hasn't happened to you, you're probably a part-time parent. No disrespect. But every real parent has had their kids ordering up things that they didn't have no damn business you know whether they was ordering up you know 
porn, um, adult content on cable, uh, pay-per-view events, or, you know, they ordering skins and coins on their cell phone or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that happens. That is the thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your children have access to your stuff. And there's a space where you always get caught with your pants down because you trust that your kids are like young and dumb. So they don't really understand purchase. And there's a space, and for the most part, that's correct. But there's a space when they figure it out that you haven't quite figured out that they have figured it out yet. And they're going to go ahead and alert you. You know, they're going to go ahead and, you know, and then you're going to figure out that, oh, you know. So, but. Uh, I'm, I'm, my ranting is over. Y'all got the, y'all got the point, what I'm trying to say. My ranting and raving is over. When people get sick, the game stop, the philosophy stop, the opinions stop. And it's time to get real. And when it's time to get real, you want this experience, but you don't want this price. You want to be able to give this to your children, your pets your family, your mother, but you don't want to pass off this price. And how many people can you help at this price? If I'm, if I know about these herbs and I'm trying to put my family on for the holidays, right? How my family that don't even believe in this, they're going to, they're not going to put this kind of money out. They don't even believe in it. And I can't put this out for all my family members, but I got that. I can put $65 up to get you all this. And the vitamin D and, and the Dr. Inky and all that. The Dr. Inky herbs and the savior herbs and one thing for 65. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or are you going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3? the harming for your pancreas, the seaweeds from the cold water. And you need to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Of all those herbs for this price, for this price, $1,100. Of all those herbs for this price, $1,100. A lot of people, including myself, could not afford these big herb packages or to get all of the different herbs. And I know people might say, well, you don't even need all these different herbs. $1,100. But when you panicking and this disease is out there, you, you want all this. $1,100. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. You got, you could put it a little bit. This is very important. Put a little bit in your dog food. 
Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. $1,100. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. Trying to evaluate Blue Magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Blue magic. Everybody's happy. This is blue magic, bro. If you step in and you sell this, and you're telling people that this is Seymour's gel, they say the infinity. It's right in print. This, this is the Congress Christmas, the only one in North America. When you present people this, this is copyright infringement. This is hair grease. As long as you don't call it blue match, this is the conscious Christmas fresh out the open. This is the conscious Christmas. I don't know what words to do. If I'm taking the disrespect. Both is silly. My, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to today's talk. It's Thursday, the 12th of August. Now, I've been studying a bit about diabetes and COVID for the last couple of days. And um, of course, we know that people with diabetes are more prone to getting more serious COVID-19. But there's evidence starting to emerge from various countries that COVID-19 increases people's risk of developing diabetes. Now, we hope it's not a lot, but there does seem to be an element here. So we're going to look at some of the research about that today. So what I think is a good idea, if someone has had COVID-19, or indeed thinks they have had it, then why not go to your healthcare provider and get your blood sugar checked? Because that's the simplest way to test for diabetes. And I'm going to show you how easy it is now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take my blood sugar. Hopefully it won't take too long at all. And you'll see how uh, 
quick and easy the procedure is. So um, this is a fairly standard uh, testing unit. A home testing. So I'm just going to give my finger a quick prick on the side like that. Can you see? There we go. I think we've just about got some blood. Yeah, there we go. These prickers are so atraumatic, really, you hardly feel it. And you put the blood sample on the test piece on there. There's a quick test. And then it gives us the result. So my blood sugar is currently 5.9, which is within the normal, normal, completely normal range. It's pretty amazing, really, because I, I, I had something to eat just about an hour ago, and now my blood sugar is 5.9, so that's absolutely fine. But anyway, that, that's it. That, that is it. I've just tested my blood sugar level, and from that, I don't see any indication, I'm pleased to say, that, that I'm developing a diabetes from, from that figure. So why not? If you've had COVID, you think you've had COVID, just go and get it checked, and it's, you know, it's the simplest, easiest thing, and then you can be reassured. Because the thing about diabetes is it can creep up on you. You can have it for a while and not know you've got it. This is the problem with diabetes. It's one of these iceberg conditions. So let's look at a bit of the background to this now. Um, so diabetes morbidity, how many people have diabetes? Well, in India, there's 77 million. In China, there's 160 million people with diabetes. In the UK, the latest count is 3.9 million, probably at least a, a million undiagnosed, though. So up to, up to 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 million in actuality. And there's about 700 new cases diagnosed every day. The United States, the current figure from the CDC is 34.2 million people with diabetes at the moment. But you can at least double that, 60 or 70 million for people with pre-diabetes. So we see diabetes is already a huge burden of morbidity. So many people have diabetes and it causes so many complications. You know, it can cause complications to the eyes, it can cause complications to the heart and the blood vessels, and it can cause complications to the, to the kidneys and complications to the, uh, the peripheral blood flow, to the feet especially. All sorts of complications can be associated with diabetes. If it's badly managed, that's why you have to recognise it and control the blood sugar levels. So uh, now this came to my attention a couple of months ago, really. Uh, the, the, this um, rhinoorbital mucormycosis, the, the, this black fungus disease that was um, prevalent in these, is still quite prevalent in India, only seems to occur in people with high blood sugar levels. And it's not just India, it's been reported in quite a few countries, um, Egypt, uh, there were quite a few cases as well, for example. Uh, following COVID-19 in previously non-diabetic immunocompetent patients, so this is this study here, India, there's been more than um, 45,000 cases of mucormycosis reported. Death rate's pretty high, it's about 50%. And that depends, and that's with good treatment. Affects the nose, the sinuses, the eyes, sometimes the brain with this black fungal disease. Usual onset 12 to 18 days after recovery from COVID-19. So this is being seen in patients who've had COVID-19. Now, um, there was 127 patients followed up. Um, 13 of those patients who developed my new mucormycosis had newly acquired diabetes mellitus. So in other words, 127 diabetic patients, but 13 of those were found not to have had diabetes 
prior to the episode of COVID. So that's already a fairly high proportion, isn't it? It's what, about eight, nine percent or something. Seems to have developed COVID as a result of the uh, seem to have developed diabetes as a result of the COVID or the treatment. Average age was only 36, so that's pretty young. Seven of the 13 not given steroids or supplementary oxygen. So of this 13, seven were not given steroids. Now, the steroids are the drugs that reduce the inflammation, as you probably know, and they put your blood sugar up as a side effect, but some had not been given that. And they hadn't been given supplementary oxygen, meaning they weren't particularly sick. So that was sort of an early indicator that, that got me thinking about this. Uh, this is a BBC report, Fears Over Shark Rise in Diabetes in India. This is one of the doctors who's studying the problem of COVID and diabetes, a diabetologist, uh, Dr. Anoop Misra. Our assessment is that such patients were probably predisposed to diabetes because of obesity or family history. So she thinks that most of these patients probably were predisposed to diabetes anyway, and the COVID triggered it earlier, presumably, than it would have been triggered otherwise, but not all. Um, she does say that um, severe diabetes caused by pancreatic damage is less common. So severe diabetes, where the pancreas is damaged, the part, the part of the body that actually makes the insulin is damaged, it exists, but she thinks it's less common than those where it was uh, simply triggered at an earlier stage. Have you ever thought about what makes sugar so dangerous in your blood? Sugar dissolves, but its bonds don't really break like the, like the term dissolves would lead you to believe. So sugar is able to stay in a solid form while in a liquid form and then coagulate on the pigments and fats throughout the body. The same pigments like neuromelanin and fats like omega-3s that your body requires. This is what puts children at higher risk. Have you ever thought about what a natural and, and national disaster not having breast milk for babies really is? Music is God. Always cook, never raw whether it's Irish moss or sea moss, whether it's from the North, whether it's from the South, whether it's from the Caribbean, you do not get the main nutrition from raw moss, number one. Number two, raw moss can be very dangerous and damaging to your gastrointestinal tract. Number three, the amount of consumed raw algae is way too high for the human digestive system to have it raw. Number four, high quality standards when getting the actual moss. Many people suggest soaking the moss for hours and hours and hours, even overnight, then throwing the water away and then washing it again, not realizing that you lose 99% of the iodine and the rest of the minerals when you do that. Please only get blue magic gel or blue magic powders. For the thousandth time, people, just because it's purple does not mean it's chondrous crispus. Listen to what I'm telling you. Just because it's purple does not mean it's Dr. Sabi approved chondrous crispus. And it doesn't mean that it has the same nutrients as chondrous crispus. I need y'all to understand that. That's why I'm showing you chondrous crispus versus these other purple mosses 
that they're gathering from the Caribbean. They don't even come from the cold water climate regions that Chondrus grows in, okay? These are not, these are not Chondrus Crispus. They are not Dr. Sabi approved Chondrus Crispus. And it doesn't matter who tries to sell you these. Whoever is trying to sell you these is trying to make a fast buck. These are not Dr. Sabi approved and they are not Chondrus Crispus. High in arginine, and it may cause herpes outbreaks. Yes, it may cause herpes outbreaks, although it is highly recommended by Dr. Ali Muhammad as being more nutritious than Chondrus crispus. I want to bring your attention to the left-hand side, where you can look at Grossularia up close and personal, and then look right there in the center of your screen, where you can see Chondrus crispus. Completely different color, completely different structure. The, um, the entire framework of the algae is completely different, yet this Grossularia is passed off as Dr. Sabi approved Chondrus crispus a hundred times a day. Help this scam come to an end by supporting Blue Magic Gel and Blue Magic Powder. The only true Chondrus crispus based CMOS compounds on the market. Let's run this back and do this again. I want to show you one of my old favorites, Bucoma cottoni. The cottoni is probably the most popular, along with Guso, but Guso is not really named. Um, Guso is usually sold as cottoni. But these are probably two of the most popular sea mosses that are never, ever even named when they're sold. They're just sold as fraudulent, Dr. Sabi-approved Irish moss or Dr. Sabi-approved Chondrus crispus, and that's fake. Okay, so you can look right there. Again, you see another variety of yellow algae, which means it's been oxidized so that all of the nutrients are gone. And you see the chondrus crispus there in the front. Seeing is believing. Only support blue magic, gel, and powder. Thank you. You can easily just click on the drop-down menu there. Hit courses, then my courses, then the real you, and you should be off and running. We cannot wait. We cannot wait to get your feedback. And if you enjoy the course, please feel free to go ahead and send us a cash app um, at Dallas Simons Thank you. Or um, if you have a larger amount of money you want to donate, feel free to go ahead and contact us via email melanin versus diabetes at gmail.com and we can accept that larger you know size donation via the nonprofit organization again um, we can't wait for your feedback and then also um if you enjoy the course there's going to be a much more uh, interactive course um, coming called American Healing Diabetes Course, and then following that, the Living Biochemistry Course, which is a collegiate level 69 week course. Those are going to be more extensive. And to, uh, to do those courses, you'll actually have to be a member of Patreon. Comma, however, to do the first three um, public courses to build up the foundation. Like we took a poll, we took time, we took a couple of years to poll 
the uh, public and see what it was that the public, like the basic things that the public wanted to know, wanted more information on. What did families need? Like, to, you know, so we put those things together. Just very simple but informative um, to provide a foundation. We think we did a very good job of providing people a foundation to, to build from. So hopefully this gave you a good uh, tutorial. If not, <laughs> probably have to, like, this is the beta edition tutorial. So I may have to improve on this as well. But peace. Thank you for your interest. Thank you for your trust. Um, and I wish you love. And I wish you life. All right. Peace. So uh, quickly, just uh, find the, uh, the only thing that probably will be confusing is that you might try to log in on a phone or a tablet. We don't have that tech yet, so it doesn't work on phones and tablets. You gotta be on a desktop or a laptop. We live in a hater nation. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanna hate. This brother's trying to do something different and be great at it. Why the fuck are we sitting there waiting for him to fail? We live in a Blue magic. <laughs> I'm about to hit the gym, I need a I need buzz this time, last time it was Hold up, that's my jam, I'm about to Turn this up now, I need the walls to This the Grammy with a nominator Dollar sign, man, it's the Inky, send me some Piano is the heart of instruments Air string, percussion, no coincidence We hear with our mind, not with our ears That's why here is the here, we affect our peers Deeper than chakras, phantom in the opera The freak accent that made the gun you was loaded Start popping your sarcophagus, your flow hustle 360 Team Harmine is the group of compounds That we have designed around One of the main alkaloid compounds In plants Harmine Dirk 1A has been discovered to be the chemical component that blocks the pancreas from regeneration in severe diabetes. Harmine and its associated metabolites are able to block DERK-1, enabling the pancreas to regenerate itself. Team Harmine is the first ever herbal organic raw nutritional based compound representing the melanin diabetes research of its kind in the world leading a worldwide revolution in the ending of the threat of diabetes Team Harmony represents change, true revolution, true sovereignty to the only real estate that will ever matter, the flesh that clothes your spirit. Fight diabetes with Dr. Inky's advanced research. Team Harmony, land, sea, and tree. Genius lives matter. Follow the American Healer YouTube page. Music is God. Studies show that your pets in their earliest years are just as vulnerable nutrition-wise as your children. Momatomics and Blue Magic makes that much easier. Momatomics and Blue Magic can easily be put 
into juices, salads, soups, sauces, oatmeal, breakfast cereal, a variety of meals to hide the love that you're giving to your pets and your children to make sure they have the utmost nutrition. And when you support Mama Tomics and Blue Magic, you're supporting domestic violence survivors, single fathers, and black business. DrInky.com. And don't forget to refresh the payment screen. Music is God. Dr. Inky, American hero, intelligent, science, reading, research, news, coming to you live from anywhere, everywhere, anytime, all the time, because any minute could be the New York minute. In a New York minute, your whole life can change. We need to talk about the things that's most important to us. We need to talk about the life change, the paradigm shit in you, the trend creating. We need to talk about the revolution. And we need space where we can say what we want to say, how we want to say, when we want to say, without apologizing for what's been said. Period. This is our time. Family, if you have not seen American Healer documentary yet, you're doing yourself and your loved ones a disservice. We have uncovered the herbal Ark of the Covenant. Literally, we have found the compound that regrows the pancreas. And coincidentally, it is the exact same chemical compound that reverses herpes. Please share this remarkable breakthrough from our family to you and yours this holiday season. Go to drinky.com and purchase your blue magic gel and or powder today. And make sure you get yourself a bottle of Mama Tonics. Protect your children's health and your pet's health. And more importantly, protect your health this holiday season because you can't do anything for anybody else until you take care of yourself. Spread love, feel love, live love. Music is God. Has helped me find some fresh sea moss in this area. Uh, sea moss is known scientifically. There we go again. Chondrus crypsus, am I right? Sea moss comes from the ocean. It locks onto a rock. Onto a rock. And from that rock, it receives its nutrients. Dr. Seville, how could that be possible? A plant put onto a rock? Yes. Period. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or are you going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3, the harming for your pancreas, the seaweeds, 
from the Cold War. Known that there is an increase in the incidence of new onset diabetes in patients in the hospital that have COVID-19. So apparently it seems to be about 14%. There could be multiple factors associated with this. One of the theories is the increase in the attachment to those receptors called ACE2 receptors, which are found in multiple organs, including the lungs, intestines, the pancreas, and the heart. And this could be associated not only with the appearance of diabetes, but also with some other complications that we see like pneumonia and myocarditis associated with COVID-19. There are newly released studies that have shown in autopsies of patients with COVID-19 looking specifically at the pancreas and looking at that cell, the beta cell that produces insulin, that there is a direct damage of the cells in patients with COVID-19. So we believe that this might be in direct association with that insulin deficiency in the development of diabetes in these patients. We know that there is people at risk of developing diabetes in general. For example, patients with family history of diabetes, patients with obesity, sedentary, those patients are more prone to develop diabetes. It is possible that this particular subset of patients, also patients with prediabetes, which is already abnormal glucose, but not in diabetes range, are more prone of developing diabetes if they acquire COVID-19 infection. Unfortunately, we have seen this phenomenon in the last couple of years, and especially during the first year and before we had the vaccinations, we saw that patients would delay their medical care. So we saw a... Now, for after eating, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. All right, beautiful. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're making this uh, easier, hopefully. Go to 40dayfruitfast.com. When you get to 40dayfruitfast.com, you're going to click on the sign-in, right? You see the sign-in, or you should see the sign-in right there uh, up to your right-hand side. When you click the sign-in, it's going to give you these three options. Now, I know that says 1999. It's fine. Just click it. It's going to be free. I promise. You see at the top, it's letting you know what the price is. Free. Right? But it's showing you that you're getting a $240 a year membership for free so that we we on the same page. Now, you're going to enter in your info. Um, important thing to notice here, again, um, is that you won't be asked or prompted to like, it's not one of those websites where you like, they like, yeah, it's free. And then, you know, but give us your credit card information because we don't plan on charging you. We just, <laughs> we just want to verify that you're a real person by allowing us to, but they, we're going to debit $1 and refund it and all kind of crazy. No, we're not doing none of that. It's just first name, last name, username, Email, password, that's it. Just the bare minimum of what you need to get in um, and establish an account so that we can get you into the course as easy as possible. Like, this is super 
like fourth quarter, end of the game, like there's zero time to play around with our health in this space. So we want to make sure that everybody has access to this information. Nobody has an excuse. Like now everybody could be at home stud. Like we just like even in a playing field in a in an insane way with this, you know, three free courses that we're giving away to the public. All right, so after you put your stuff in, this is going to be your sign-up screen. You're going to see this screen next. This means you kind of lit. So you're going to go like to your middle of your screen, hit that drop down, go to course, then my courses. And from there, you should see um, American Healer and the real you pop up. Uh, for the American Healer and then for the Living Biochemistry courses, you will need to be a member of Patreon. Now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. When we were here, we had something to our advantage that we no longer have here. There were no flowers. The most things didn't come from Africa. You see rice and beans and flour and cheese and meat and the starch that you eat, they all came from right here, from the laboratory. Now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. Why? Because God doesn't make poison. God doesn't make carrots. Wait, let me put it here. Stop the garbage. Anytime someone tells you that tofu is good for you now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. All right, beautiful. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're making this uh, easier, hopefully. Go to 40dayfruitfast.com. When you get to 40dayfruitfast.com, you're going to click on the sign-in, right? You see the sign-in, or you should see the sign-in right there uh, up to your right-hand side. When you click the sign-in, it's going to give you these three options. Now, I know that says $19.99. It's fine. Just click it. It's going to be free. I promise. You see at the top is letting you know what the price is free, right? But it's showing you that you're getting a $240 a year membership for free so that we be on the same page. Now you're going to enter in your info. Um, important thing to notice here again um, is that you won't be asked or prompted to like, it's not one of those websites where you like, they like, yeah, it's free. And then, you know, but give us your credit card information because we don't plan on charging you. We just, <laughs> we just want to verify that you're a real person by allowing us to, but they, we're going to debit $1 and refund it and all kind of crazy. No, we're not doing none of that. It's just first name, last name, username, email password that's it just the bare minimum of what you need to get in um 
and establish a account so that we can get you into the course as easy as possible. Like this is super like fourth quarter, end of the game, like there's zero time to play around with our health in this space. So we want to make sure that everybody has access to this information. Nobody has an excuse. Like now everybody could be at home stud. Like we just like even in a playing field in an in a insane way with this, you know, three free courses that we're giving away to the public. All right, so after you put your stuff in, this is going to be your sign-up screen. You're going to see this screen next. This means you're kind of lit. So you're going to go, like, to the middle of your screen, hit that drop-down, go to course, then my courses. And from there, you should see uh, American Healer and the real you pop up. Uh, for the American Healer and then for the Living Biochemistry courses, you will need to be a member of Patreon. You can easily just click on the drop down menu there, hit courses, then my courses, then the real you. And you should be off and running. We cannot wait. We cannot wait to get your feedback. And if you enjoy the course, please feel free to go ahead and send us a cash app um, at dollar sign minute Or um, if you have a larger amount of money, Email melanin versus diabetes at gmail.com and we can accept that larger, you know, uh, size donation via the nonprofit organization. Again, um, we can't wait for your feedback. And then also, um, if you enjoy the course, there's going to be a much more uh, interactive course um, coming called American Healing Diabetes Course. And then following that, the Living Biochemistry Course, which is a collegiate level 69 week course. Those are going to be more extensive. And to, uh, to do those courses, you'll actually have to be a member of Patreon. Comma, however, to do the first three courses to build up the foundation like we took a poll it took time we took a couple of years to poll the uh public and see what it was that the public think the basic things that the public wanted to know wanted more information on what the families need like to, you know so we put those things together just very simple but informative um to provide a foundation we think we did a very good job of Vitamin D prevalent, vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent um, in our country and also, you know, in, in places like the UK where you said, you know, they're in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. And clothing, right? Clothing exactly. also blocks it, you know. So, you know, the question becomes, why why is the vitamin D prevalent vitamin D insufficiency and deficiency is so prevalent 
um, in our country and also, you know, in, in places like the UK where you said, you know, they're they're not finding enough evidence to recommend vitamin D to prevent COVID. Well, maybe that's a strong statement and you need more randomized control trials to make a uh, extraordinary claim like that. But you can still make a claim that it's probably in the, uh, your best health interest to maintain good levels of vitamin D and that because we know vitamin D deficiency is so prevalent that it's probably best to get a vitamin D test and measure your levels and um, take a vitamin D supplement. Exactly. And the, the thing that's uh, that's a little confusing too is that a lot of these levels that we've come up with are, are based on the endocrinological function of vitamin D with bone metabolism. We, we don't know if that's the, the value that we need for uh, for immuno, immunological functioning or COVID, but we do have some associative studies that seem to show, at least in those studies that we talked about earlier, where they took looked at 191,000 people, that SARS-CoV-2 rates started to go up once levels dropped below 50. So that's, that's an interesting mm. number. That's interesting. There's there was a few um, back in 2013. There was a meta analysis published. I don't know the author's name, but the studies dated back from the 1960s to um, to the 2013, uh, and it was looking at all cause mortality in association with vitamin D blood levels. And it was found that you know levels somewhere between 40 to 60 or 70, like it was the lowest all cause mortality. So like the, like there was this sweet spot. Um, you know, and of course, it's one of those things where, you know, associative studies are, there's always the problems that people try to, con, you know, correct for confounding factors. And, um, but, but the idea is to look, and this is what you've done such a fantastic job, you know, with your scholarly work at MedCrown Videos is looking at the whole body of evidence, the, the observational data, the mechanistic data the case studies and, you know, if there are randomized controlled trials, um, the animal studies as well, you know, because that helps give us some insight on mechanism. And, and of course you can't translate an animal study to humans, but, but if you take the whole body of data, right, everything together, then you can begin to tell a story uh, as well. So um, in terms of supplementation though, you know, it's, the upper tolerable intake that's been set by the Institute of Medicine has been 4,000 IUs a day. Um, and what about, you know, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. What about toxicity? Um, yeah, toxicity, uh, there was a statement that I read that said that uh, vitamin D is probably the least toxic fat-soluble vitamin. So th there was a study where this, uh, this Polish guy looked at, uh, Polish uh, scientists looked at, the Mayo Clinic's database, and they looked at 20,000 people. And we talked about this in our in their video that uh, we recently published. One person had uh, hypercalcemia out of those 20,000, and they had ranges, people supplementing anywhere from zero to 55,000 units a day. And uh, really just one person, and that person's vitamin D level, if I recalled correctly, was up in the, the 200, 300 range. That's nanograms <laughs> per milliliter. And that's, that's not even, you. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. massive. Yeah, I, I remember reading a study, and I'm sure you've seen this one, where there was the long, the long-term supplementation with 10,000 IUs a day, and it was really no, no toxic effect. And that was, that was, I forgot how long-term it was, but yeah. Um, Breaking news, breaking news. The problem is not sodium. 
Black people, the problem is not too much sodium. It is not enough potassium. Yes, you heard me. It is not enough potassium. The problem is not too much sodium. The problem is not enough potassium. We're supposed to get in three times as much potassium as we do sodium. We're getting in five times as much sodium as we get in potassium. That is the problem. That is how we're dying. That is how we're saving people with potassium. The new compound is drinky.com. And yes, rest in greatness to my two close friends. This is not just a business for me. This is also very personal. On November 24th, this Thanksgiving, we going in. The music is God. In pre-diabetics and diabetics, sugar crystallizes poor friends, aka pick and skeleton, stopping their radiant and electromagnetic function. The glucose and insulin buildup in the blood also crystallize fast. Proteins and other molecules create a sort of icicle called AGEs or advanced glycation end products. AGEs speed up free radical or reactive oxygen species production and quench all of the nitric oxide reserves in the skin that promote circulation. This is how clots form causing feet, hands to get cut off, as well as the quenching of the intrinsic magnetism of red blood cells. This AGE synthesis destroys collagen in the skin, leading to wrinkles in old faces. The body attempts to produce more melanin to counteract the AGEs, but tyrosine metabolism is also retarded by high blood sugar and insulin levels. The solution. Lots of clean, clear water, the highest quality you can afford. Herbal tea with one tablespoon of Blue Magic sea moss gel and or powder. This is going to supercharge hydration. This is going to allow your body to flush the tissues of the glucose, the AGEs, the insulin, the insulin receptors. A true vegan, a true herbivore diet is high in potassium for you. That helps the body clear sodium, clear sugar. Also, it's high in vitamin A. It helps the body metabolize the key tissues, clear calcium. Music is done. Blue magic. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to hit the gym. I need a, I need buzz this time. Last time it was pull up. That's my gym. I'm about to turn this up now. I need the walls. To, this the Grammy with a nominator. Dollar sign, Minister Inky. Send me some. Piano is the heart of instruments. Air string percussion, no coincidence. We hear it with our mind, not with our ears. That's why here is the here. We affect our peers deeper than chakras. Fan them in the opera, the freak accident that made the gun you was loaded start popping your sarcophagus, your flow hustle 360. Theme is the group of compounds that we have designed around one of the main alkaloid compounds in plants. Harmine. Dirk 1A has been discovered to be the chemical component that blocks the pancreas from regeneration and severe diabetes. Harmine and its associated metabolites are able to block DERK-1, enabling the pancreas to regenerate itself. Team Harmine is the first ever herbal organic, raw, nutritional-based compound representing the melanin diabetes research of its kind in the world, leading a worldwide revolution in the ending of the threat of diabetes. Team Harmony represents change, true revolution, true sovereignty to the only real estate that will ever matter, the flesh that clothes your spirit.
Fight Diabetes with Dr. Inky's Advanced Research, Team Harmony, Land, Sea, and Tree, Genius Lives Matter. Follow the American Healer YouTube page. Music is God. Studies show that your pets in their earliest years are just as vulnerable nutrition-wise as your children. Momatomics and Blue Magic makes that much easier. Momatomics and Blue Magic can easily be put into juices, salads, soups, sauces, oatmeal, breakfast cereal, a variety of meals to hide the love that you're giving to your pets and your children to make sure they have the utmost nutrition. And when you support Momatomics and Blue Magic, you're supporting domestic violence survivors, single fathers, and Black business. DrInky.com. And don't forget to refresh the payment screen. Music is God. Speaking, Africa. We will have it for America. There are 4,500 miles between hair and hair. A lot happened. You see, when we were hair, without the mathematics, without the ABC, without the sciences. When we were here, we had something to our advantage that we no longer have here. We are blind here. Here we weren't. We were seeing. Why? Because God provided us with everything we needed here. And none of it was comfrey or rice and beans. There were no tofu. There were no soy there. There were no cows. And there were no hogs, no chicken. There were no flour. Those things didn't come from Africa. You see rice and beans and flour and cheese and meat and the starch that you eat, they all came from right here, from a laboratory. Now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. Why? Because God doesn't make poison. You see, God doesn't make carrots. Well, let me put it here. The, the garbage. Anytime someone tells you that tofu is good for you, But what I have to say isn't mine. It was never mine. It's ours. But what I have to say isn't mine. 
It was never mine. It's ours. I didn't like money. I was 12 years of age. I was 70 Adventists. Bobby Brown. We left that afternoon from the church. It was the 13th Sabbath. I said, Kirby, how did you like the lecture? I didn't. <laughs> I said, why you didn't, Kirby? Because they talk about Solomon. For money. See, Kirby, when you have wisdom, you have everything. Well, I don't know what wisdom is now, not then. But I know that money was not my pursuit. He said, I want money. We were 12 years of age, 1945, 73 years of age now. In 1994, a young man by the name of Paul Flowers came to me and said, guess who is coming tomorrow? I said, who? Kirby Brown. He said, well, I remember correctly, Kirby said when we were brother, he wanted money. I hope he made millions of dollars. I don't have any millions. I don't even have a thousand dollars. I said, don't. But that's okay. I lived. I found that avenue, or it was shown to me how to live. Not to read books. Because everybody read books, but yet society is deteriorating more every day. Everybody reads books. The other day on the radio and said that he acts about corn, right? He read books. He said that the text, the Semitic text showed him that corn is good. But he better examine his text because corn was made by man. Anyway, Kirby said he wanted money. That was a Thursday. Tom Crowell said, Kirby is coming tomorrow. So I said, well, if Kirby didn't make his millions, I'm going to remind him that we are alive. We are alive. Kirby didn't arrive. He never arrived. They had to take acts to chop the hotel door down. Kirby died of a heart attack. Kirby weighed 390 pounds. Kirby wanted money. He became a car driver in New York. I didn't want any money. I didn't want it. This is now. Because it's not important in your life. It was never important in our lives. The money showed that the Maya built pyramids. The Maya lived for millions of years in the jungles of Central America. No money. Period. You just got to have the nutrients. So, are you going to pay a thousand dollars to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood, or are you going to pay sixty-five dollars and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D three, the harming for your pancreas, the seaweeds? from the cold water and your mama tongue. The Africans? How long did we live in Africa without money? Trying to evaluate blue magic 
against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Boom, man. They babies. You don't got to worry about trying to find Prodigizio. How you going to find Prodigizio? You don't even know what Prodigizio is or what it's supposed to look like or smell like. They babies trying to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff, and this is way beyond that. Blue magic, <laughs> of all those herbs for this price, for this price, eleven hundred dollars. Of all those herbs for this price, eleven hundred dollars. A lot of people, including myself, could not afford these big herb packages or to get all of the different herbs. And I know people might say, well, you don't even need all these different herbs. $1,100. But when you panicking and this disease is out there, you, you want all this. $1,100. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. What are we doing? Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition. What? In every smoothie. That's what we're doing. You, got, you could put it a little bit. This is very important. Put a little bit in your dog food. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. What? Nobody's feeding their dog like this. $1,100. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition. In every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. What wound up happening is you just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or are you going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3, the harming for your pancreas? the seaweeds from the cold water and you including myself could not afford these big herb packages or to get all of the different herbs and i know people might say well you don't even need all these different herbs but when you panicking and this disease is out there you you want all this you want all these herbs you want all these herbs Save you've been breaking down over the years. You've been hearing about all the magic flash shit. You want all these herbs. What you don't want maybe to do is deal with that. $1,100.
So it took me months of wasting herbs, throwing out batches that burnt or batches that the herbs didn't work right. I had to change the ratios and keep playing with this to synthesize something where I can have that same effect of all those herbs for this price, of all those herbs for this price, of all those herbs for this price. So this is the problem where it's coming in. People are trying to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Because here you have the Irish moss and but you're getting the harming, the vitamin D, all of these herbs right here. You get all these herbs here. And you're getting the vitamin D, the vegan vitamin D3. You're getting the harming, which restores the pancreas. You're getting a multi-seaweed, as well as all of this. All of this is made and formulated inside Mama Thomas. So this is something that really, that's why it's, it's called conscious, conscious caviar, because it's something that's really a luxury. All right, that worked. It's a luxury, luxury kind of uh, nutrient. It's a luxury kind of nutrient. Um, for the people, and it's not—it's not priced properly for me. You know, it, it's not properly priced, but it's not properly priced. But it was about the people. It wasn't really about me. So, um. We had the same concept surrounding the bitters, you know, again, with the bitters, again, with the bitters, the same concept. With the bitters, same concept. People wanted to have the effect, the black walnut, the bladderwrack, the blue vervain, the burdock, the nopal or the cactus, right? the Cascada Sagrada, the Chamomile, the Chaparral, the Chondris, right? The Contribo, the Damiana, the Dandelion, the Elderberry, the Ombre Grande, right? All of these herbs is inside the bitters, our bitters, and it's inside the Blue Magic. That's why I'm like, the Blue Magic, all these herbs in Blue Magic. You don't got to worry about trying to find Prodigizio. How are you going to find Prodigizio? You don't even know what Prodigizio is or what it's supposed to look like or smell like. And I'm sure you ain't got the thousand dollars to pay for it. I'm just trying to show you $65. This is the cheat code, people. And the beauty of it is you just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood, or you're going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3, the harming for your pancreas, the seaweeds from the cold water. 
and you put it a little bit, this is very important, put a little bit in your dog. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. How are you building your children's brain? How are you building your pet's brain? I'm, I'm giving them $1,000 plus worth of nutrition every time we blend up something and we add the blue magic to it. Think about that. I want y'all to think these numbers. We got to deal with this real shit too. We can be conscious and all that, but when you get sick, the goofy come off. When people get cancer, the, 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 uh, the yarmulke come right off. The dashiki come off. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when people get sick, the game stop. The philosophy stop. The opinion stop. And it's time to get real. And when it's time to get real, you want this experience. But you don't want this price. You want to be able to give this to your children, your pets, your family, your mother, but you don't want to pass off this price. And how many people can you help at this price? If I'm, if I know about these herbs and I'm trying to put my family on for the holidays, right? How am I family that don't even believe in this? They're going, they're not going to put this kind of money out. They don't even believe in it. And I can't put this out for all my family members, but I got that. I could put $65 up to get you all this and the vitamin D and the Dr. Inky and all that. The Dr. Inky herbs and the Savior herbs and one thing for 65 You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or are you going to pay $65 and you get all these herbs and the vegan vitamin D3, the harming for your pancreas, the seaweeds from the cold water. And you need to evaluate blue magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Of all those herbs for this price, for this price, $1,100. Of all those herbs for this price, $1,100. A lot of people, including myself, could not afford these big herb packages or to get all of the different herbs. And I know people might say, well, you don't even need all these different herbs. $1,100. But when you panicking, and this disease is out there. You you want all this. $1,100. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. You, got, you could put it a little bit. This is very important. Put a little bit in your dog food. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. 
$1,100. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. Now, people telling you about what they're giving their dog, I guarantee you, nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's feeding their dog like this. Nobody's giving their dog $1,100 worth of nutrition in every bowl. That's what we're doing with the Blue Magic. Nobody's giving their babies $1,100 worth of nutrition in every smoothie. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my babies. Trying to evaluate Blue Magic against that regular yellow type of stuff. And this is way beyond that. Blue Magic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All three. Three, two, three. Everybody's happy. This is green magic. Well, if you step in and you sell this, and you're telling people that this is Seymour's gel, they say the opinion. It's copyright infringement. This this is the Congress Christmas, the only one in North America. When you present people this, this is copyright infringement. This is hair grease. God dang it! The words are used, I don't like the words are used. They're disrespectful. Like the words are used, I can get in the top of hair with like it's disrespectful. I just call it red seawalk. Listen, I don't give a call it blue dog. Okay, as long as you don't call it blue match. This is the Congress Christmas fresh out the ocean. This is some Congress Christmas. Rice crispy. I don't know what words you're using. I'm taking the disrespect. Moses silly. My my brother. <laughs> now for us to eat. You have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. All right, beautiful. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're making this uh, easier, hopefully. Go to 40dayfruitfast.com. When you get to 40dayfruitfast.com, you're going to click on the sign in. And you see the sign in, or you should see the sign in right there uh, up to your right hand side. When you click the sign in, it's going to give you these three options. Now, I know that says 1999. It's fine. Just click it. It's going to be free. I promise. You see at the top is letting you know what the price is free. Right. But it's showing you that you're getting a $240 a year membership for free. 
so that we we on the same page. Now you're going to enter in your info. Um, important thing to notice here again um, is that you won't be asked or prompted to like. It's not one of those websites where you like they like yeah it's free and then you know but give us your credit card information because we don't plan on charging you. We just <laughs> we just want to verify that you're a real person by allowing us to. But they, we're going to debit $1 and refund it and all kind of crazy. No, we're not doing none of that. It's just first name, last name, username, email, password. That's it. Just the bare minimum of what you need to get in um, and establish an account so that we can get you into the course as easy as possible. Like, this is super like fourth quarter end of the game, like there's zero time to play around with our health in this space. So we want to make sure that everybody has access to this information. Nobody has an excuse. Like now everybody could be at home stud like we just like even in a playing field in a in an insane way with this, you know, three free courses that we're giving away to the public. All right, so after you put your stuff in, this is going to be your sign-up screen. You're going to see this screen next. This means you kind of lit. So you're going to go like to the middle of your screen, hit that drop down, go to course, then my courses. And from there, you should see um, American Healer and the real you pop up. Um, for the American Healer and then for the Living Biochemistry courses, you will need to be a member of Patreon. Now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. When we were here, we had something to our advantage that we no longer have here. There were no flowers. Most things didn't come from Africa. You see rice and beans and flour and cheese and meat and the starch that you eat, they all came from right here, from the laboratory. Now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. Why? Because God doesn't make poison. You see, God doesn't make carrots. Wait, let me put it here. The garbage. Anytime someone tells you that tofu is good for you now, for us to eat, you have to have in your big skull the understanding of biochemistry. But when we were here, we didn't have to know anything about biochemistry. All right, beautiful. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're making this uh, easier, hopefully. Go to 40dayfruitfast.com. When you get to 40dayfruitfast.com, you're going to click on the sign-in, right? You see the sign-in, or you should see the sign-in right there uh, up to your right-hand side. When you click the sign-in, it's going to give you these three options. Now, I know that says $19.99. It's fine. Just click it. It's going to be free. I promise. 
You see at the top is letting you know what the price is free, right? But it's showing you that you're getting a $240 a year membership for free so that we be on the same page. Now you're going to enter in your info. Um, important thing to notice here again um, is that you won't be asked or prompted to like, it's not one of those websites where you like, they like, yeah, it's free. And then, you know, but give us your credit card information because we don't plan on charging you. We just, <laughs> we just want to verify that you're a real person by allowing us to, but they, we're going to debit $1 and refund it and all kind of crazy. No, we're not doing none of that. It's just first name, last name, username, email password that's it just the bare minimum of what you need to get in um and establish a account so that we can get you into the course as easy as possible like this is super like fourth quarter end of the game like there's zero time to play around with our health in this space so we want to make sure that everybody has access to this information Nobody has an excuse. Like now everybody could be at home stud. Like we're just like even in a playing field in, a, in an insane way with this, you know, three free courses that we're giving away to the public. All right. So after you put your stuff in, this is going to be your sign up screen. You're going to see this screen next. This means you kind of lit. So you're going to go like to your middle of your screen, hit that drop down go to course, then my courses. And from there, you should see um, American Healer and the real you pop up. Family, if you have not seen American Healer documentary yet, you're doing yourself and your loved ones a disservice. We have uncovered the herbal arc of the covenant. Literally, we have found the compound that regrows the pancreas. And coincidentally, it is the exact same chemical compound that reverses herpes. Please share this remarkable breakthrough from our family to you and yours this holiday season. Go to drinky.com and purchase your blue magic gel and or powder today. And make sure you get yourself a bottle of Mama Tonics. Protect your children's health and your pet's health. And more importantly, protect your health this holiday season because you can't do anything for anybody else until you take care of yourself. Spread love, feel love, live love. Music is God. Um, for the American Healer and then for the Living Biochemistry courses, you will need to be a member of Patreon. You can easily just click on the drop down menu there, hit courses, then my courses, then the real you and you should be off and running. We cannot wait. We cannot wait to get your feedback. And if you enjoy the course, please feel free to go ahead and send us a cash app um, at dollar sign minus thingy. Or um, if you have a larger amount of money you want to donate, feel free to go ahead and contact us via email melanin versus diabetes at gmail.com. And we can accept that larger you know size donation via the nonprofit organization again um we can't wait for your feedback and then also um if you enjoy the
course, there's going to be a much more um, interactive course um, coming called American Healer, the Diabetes Course, and then following that, the Living Biochemistry Course, which is a collegiate level 69 week course. Those are going to be more extensive. And to, uh, to do those courses, you'll actually have to be a member of Patreon. Comma, however, to do the first three um, public courses to build up the foundation. Like we took a poll, it took time, we took a couple of years to poll the uh, public and see what it was that the public, the, the basic things that the public wanted to know, wanted more information on. What did families need? Like, to, you know, so we put those things together, just very simple but informative um, to provide a foundation. We think we did a very good job of providing people a foundation to, to build from. African Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, it protects you from the burning rays of the sun. So if you live in, you know, Australia or closer to the equator, um, you know, Somalia, for example, that's great because you're getting a lot of UBV exposure year round. But when you take a person and migrate, they migrate, say they move from Africa to New York City to Chicago, well, it becomes a problem because you're much further from the equator. And now you've got this natural sunscreen that helps you, you know, protect you from the burning rays of the sun. And now you're in a place where you're not getting as much sun. And so um, there's a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. Yeah, I believe it. And, and you know, the other thing people say, well, if that's the case, then uh, then how come people are getting COVID-19 in the, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're in um, there's a, there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the skin. Yeah, I, I, um, there was a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as um, there was a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years. Um, there was a there was a um, there was a there was a study that came out of the University of Chicago a few years ago that found African Americans in Chicago have to stay in the sun six times as long as a Caucasian to make the same amount of vitamin D. In the skin. Yeah, I believe it. And and you know the other thing people say, well, if that's the case, then. Uh then how come people are getting COVID-19 in, the, in sunny places and hot places? For instance, if you remember back uh, in the early part of summer, there was a huge epidemic in Arizona and uh, also in Florida and Texas. Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of sun, but if you're inside, you're not going to get exposed to the sun. <laughs> you think people in Arizona are going out in the sun in the summer? Dude, it's like living in the winter when you're in the, it's summer. I lived in Tennessee for six years and I'm from Southern California, so summers I was used to spending on the beach. 
when I went to graduate school, um, summers became like winter because I did not want to be outside. It was like 95 degrees, humidity, hot. I mean, so I spent way more time inside in the summer in Tennessee um, than I did in the winter in Southern Right, and, and, and here's the other thing too, is that UVB barely gets through the atmosphere down to us. And, and it does hit us when we're outside. And it, it, the sun's got to be pretty high up in the sky. You go behind a piece of glass, there's there's almost no UVB at all. The only thing that's coming through is UVA, which is, you know, nasty ultraviolet radiation. It makes your furniture, uh, you know, fade, your carpet fade, and it gives you aging wrinkles on your skin. So if you think that you're sitting by the window is going to give you some nice vitamin D, think again. Niggas fingers off. He used to bring us fingers and ears in the eyeglass case. Talking about mad bases, full scale from my last case. My father Butch was a kingpin. Named Breads, I had him. Raised as a god of 120 electrons in the atom. Snatching leap patches, smacking alternative niggas. Whatever's politically correct. I'm learning, nigga. My day once was all trained to point lead like a sharpener. My father was a mason, his father was a carpenter. My iridology reveals a dichotomy. Gangster or prophet, psych, my psyche is psychology on top of beatboxes. A mill off detoxes, vegan, the shoes gated, a coat, three boxes. It's all contradictory, you can't do shit to me. I died already, every breath is a gift to me. Don't blame me, don't blame me now. You can't blame me, this is the way the world made me. Don't blame me, don't blame me now. You can't blame me. Exactly. And so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California. You know, most of the of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. And 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 sunscreen blocks UVB radiation. Not most people are wearing sunscreen. Most people are indoors now. Work is, you know, we're on our, our computers. We're not out. We're not we're not in agrarian society like we used to be. Um, you know, people aren't out in the sun all the time. People are inside. I mean, if you look at um, you know, NHANES data over the past couple of decades, you see vitamin D levels are steadily just going down, 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 down. And I think that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, 
they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. And um, the reason for that is because melanin is a natural sunscreen. I mean, that's because most people are now spending more time indoors. Um, also, as you mentioned, um, people uh, like African-Americans, people with darker skin have much lower levels of vitamin D. In fact, African-Americans, this was NHANES data, the most recent NHANES data that was published, they're 30 times more likely to be vitamin D deficient than Caucasians. percent and it even still had an effect on people that had normal sufficient levels of vitamin d maybe we can talk about what those are but what would make i mean of course you know viruses are different but i mean a respiratory tract infection you know to some degree there's got to be some common denominators right i mean so it, it would seem to me it would seem you know logical that something like vitamin d where in the united states you know, 70% of the U.S. population is categorized as vitamin D insufficient, which uh, defined as the uh, by the Endocrine Society is less than 30 nanograms per milliliter. Um, and 30% of the U.S. population is what is called vitamin D deficient. So they have less than 20 nanograms per milliliter blood levels of 25 hydroxy vitamin D, which is the major you know, circulating metabolite of vitamin D. So, I mean, you know, it's it's the, the question becomes, and maybe we can talk a little bit about vitamin D supplementation and safety, but is it really, I mean, you don't have to make a bold statement that it's going to prevent COVID-19. I mean, absolutely, we should be following the CDC guidelines on social distancing, on wearing masks, on washing our hands, and also, you know, as soon as they become available, vaccinations. But um, in addition to following the CDC guidelines, it might be prudent to say, it's probably important to become vitamin D sufficient. In other words, if we already have data that, you know, 70% of the U.S. population, uh, you know, has insufficient levels of vitamin D, then clearly people need to take a vitamin D supplement. And, you know, I think, or maybe need to get, get their levels measured. I mean, the best way is to go to a doctor, get your, your vitamin D levels measured, you know, and then see what those are and then take a supplement to bring them up. And I mean, the reason I say that is because, as you mentioned, you know, we make vitamin D in our skin. Um, but depending on where you live, you know, you said UVB radiation is, is how we make it in the skin. Depending on where you live, many parts of the year, uh, UVB radiation is not even hitting the atmosphere, right? Exactly. So, and so if you live above the 35th parallel, which if you're in the United States, that would be the southern border of Tennessee or uh, just a few miles north of us here in Southern California. You know, most of the of the country lives above the 35th parallel, which means that you're not going to get enough UVB radiation in the winter months to supplement or to keep uh, elevated your your vitamin D levels sufficiently. And so you've got to take supplementation. Period. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay 
$1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood, or you're going to pay $65. Remember the blocks left on the hand-to-hand grind. I'm on my saving. You still on the end of dog time. I'm still cool with Bowie and Gucci. I know what to do to spoil you. In much more important news than yay, Blue Magic has been being snatched right out of the air again. In more important news than yay, Blue Magic, yes, the birds, the kilos, the kilos, the birds are being snatched. The birds are literally being snatched. Order your blue magic now before it's gone. Remember to refresh the payment screen. This is a urgent MDR news broadcast. This is a urgent MDR news broadcast. My name is No Light Bay, and I'm gonna keep it real. I didn't really like none of that blue magic and that sea moss or none of that. You know, we was doing our thing with the sea moss gold, and you know, all of a sudden he came out of nowhere talking about the sea moss gold ain't the real sea moss and all that shit. So what had happened was the police had, you know, the people had came. And when they had stopped us, what we we didn't really snitch directly what what had happened. We were saying about the blue magic, you know, we were just saying that they was right. It didn't come from us. It came from, you know, where Inky had said. So, you know, that's how we was shutting that bullshit down. Fuck that blue magic. Don't support that blue magic. He healing too, too many, too many. Yeah. <laughs> Having received quite a detailed tip from No Light Bay, as well as Dr. Inky's soon-to-be ex-wife, <clears throat> we were able to put a massive campaign together to stop a wide majority of the packages he was shipping to completely fuck up the healing, I mean business, I mean to completely go ahead and seek justice on behalf of those who were wronged. Um, yes, the only problem was that the actual blue magic gel as well as the powder is so potent that when the dogs were actually discovering it, they were unwilling to release it to the officers. And so a great proportion of the evidence was consumed by none other than the police dogs themselves, freeing Mr. Real, Dr. Inky, from any charges. <laughs> So that's 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 super interesting. Um, but as you mentioned, yes, randomized control trials are key, and there have been um, I've seen, you know, one stronger but small trial that was published um, was it back in September that found this was at I think it was in was it Spain perhaps? Yes. Yep. 
it was uh, it was October. I've, I've got it pulled up here. October uh, of 2020, and it was a Spanish. Uh, it was Marta Castillo who published. She was the lead author on this one out of Spain. Um, there was a little issues with the randomization, so probably the effect was over uh, overemphasized. But if you look at the effects, they were quite dramatic. There, in, in the calcifediol group, let's just back up a little bit. What's calcifediol? That's the name that we give to 25-hydroxy vitamin D. So in this in this study, they didn't give just vitamin D. They gave the product of the metabolism in the liver of, of vitamin D. Now, do you think that's important for someone that is undergoing, let's say, I mean, if you're if you're so sick and maybe your liver's not working properly, your kidneys aren't working, I mean, how are you going to convert these vitamin D metabolites into this steroid hormone, right? So um, do you think it's important to give someone that more, you know, more downstream, like an active form versus vitamin D3, for example? Exactly. And so that's the question is whether, because it takes some time for the vitamin D to be metabolized in the liver. Some, I've seen some people say up to, you know, seven days, it probably is a little bit less than that. But when you have uh, when you're giving vitamin D in the acute situation, uh, it doesn't really matter if you're just uh, supplementing over a long period of time and you're hoping to prevent yourself from having uh, a bad outcome with COVID-19. But if you've already got COVID-19, what what they may be saying here is that supplementing not with vitamin D, the, the product prior to liver metabolism, but in fact, calcifediol, 25-hydroxy vitamin D, might be a more efficacious intervention. And that's what they did in this study. Mm. And you know, another thing that sort of brings to my mind, um, you'd mentioned the the pre-pandemic studies looking at randomized control trials, looking at the role of vitamin D supplementation in preventing respiratory tract infections. Uh, I believe it was Martinow, uh, yes. was the, the senior author on that. Yes. And what was so interesting about those meta-analyses was that they found weekly doses, daily doses yeah. worked. But monthly doses did not in terms of protecting against acute respiratory tract infections. That's, that's and, yeah. And I, to me, it's like we can't learn from past. Like <laughs> there's something wrong. We need, you know, so when you're designing a clinical trial, you need to be familiar with the literature and see, oh, there's these meta-analysis showing that monthly doses don't work. Maybe we shouldn't design the trial that way. Maybe we shouldn't just do one large dose, which um, I think I've seen a preprint floating around uh, for the, for COVID nineteen, where there was one large dose and there was no effect. Yes. Um, yeah, you're referring to the uh, the Brazilian study where they gave two hundred thousand international units at the very beginning. Yes, I don't believe it's peer reviewed yet. Am you're I correct. am I correct? At least on the, what I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, the, this right. study, though, this Spanish study, where they, they gave something called calcifediol, which is again, it's 25 hydroxy, and it's this is not an over the counter medication. This is a prescription only. It's usually prescribed by nephrologists in patients with renal disease that have very high pro, you know, uh, uh, procalcitonin or not procalcitonin, but parathyroid hormone levels. And they gave it on day one, they gave it on day, I believe, three, and then uh, again at day seven. And what they found was in the calcifediol group, there was only 2% that went to the intensive care unit, whereas in the placebo group, 50% of those went to the intensive care unit. So that's a, a very, very marked number. Uh, again, there was, uh, I think the, 
the British recently got together and looked at all of the data. And you may have known they, they made a uh, recommendation that there still was not enough evidence to uh, cause supplementation to prevent COVID-19. Um, interestingly, they discounted this Spanish study because they felt that the, uh, the randomization was not good enough. But uh, there's been some mathematicians that have looked at this study and said that it would be impossible for that randomization to fully describe what happened in this study. In other words, they believe that there, there was an effect of calcifediol in, in this study. Let's go lock. Me and King don't talk, he mad over his bids. But me and King sold crack and guns when we was kids. The piece with the magnetic to set it. My family used to run hard. It's epigenetic. I had three crack spots by 12, like let me work. Plus, I like girls in chesty shirts, like hefty smurf. So listen, when my friends was getting shot, going to prison. At 13, I was a father. My position got different, you see. I taught these little niggas how to G. I learned it wasn't the white man killing niggas, it was me. My image, my likeness, my shine, the brightest. Leading my soldiers to their death like Leonidas on the block. Fiending for fiends, the cop, you the joker. More than fiends, fiend for the rock, worse than the smoker. I had a Lexus, a doctor, Anna, they had Tony. They got arranged for us to meet Ingo, asked Ole. He said, listen, I know you was bred to love crime, but you come from an old negative bloodline. I understand your stance, so I'm going to give you one more chance, but you... Some more medicine to survive if I could lose the sky. Which dreams the truth would hide your schemes to crucify my kings and euthanize my queens. We struggle there. Period. You just gotta have the nutrients. So are you gonna pay a thousand dollars to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or you gonna pay sixty-five dollars? Remember the blocks I bled on the hand-to-hand grind. I'm on my saving. You still on the end of all time. I'm still cool with Louis and Gucci. I know what to do to spoil Ops. We don't even see him saying help us off. I reminisce and at a mausoleum ain't even a move, God. We do this too off, spinning in place like this was foosball. We ain't moving forward, wait, nah. Some of us is doing that. Some of us align our spiritual up with the truest black. Some must stay 100 through the dark and have your truest back. Even in a skirmish with your brother, some will move attack. Respect, fam. After that, you should respect, man. The price of life has gotten deeper than some can spam. Danetta Rue is in an expression of the science as above, so below, change your life when you apply that. They say nothing stays the same as it's getting kind of strange. It's got you feeling crazy. The situation's life changing. They say nothing stays the same as it's seeming kind of strange. It's got you feeling crazy. The 
actually reading that uh, just briefly. I think you're the one that <laughs> sent me the article, uh, uh, but yeah, I, well, I need to remind myself. We covered it back in um, March or April. I think we did. I did a short little um, Q&A podcast on it, and it's really interesting. You know much more about the renin angiotensin system than I do as a, as a, a medical practitioner, um, which, you know, it, it obviously plays an important role in regulating blood pressure and um, fluid homeostasis and you know, I think even in the lungs too. Uh, but what's interesting about the vitamin D uh, renin angiotensin system, kind of it, it converges on the ACE2 receptor, which um, as you know, and probably most of the world has heard by now is how the SARS-CoV-2 virus enters into our cells. It binds that receptor. Well, what's been shown with SARS-CoV-1 is um, when the virus, which also binds to the same receptor to get inside of the cell, it binds to the receptor and it internalizes the receptor and downregulates ACE2, which is not good because that is really important for this renin angiotensin regulation, um, as you know, Dr. Schwelt. So um, that's been shown with SARS-CoV-1. And what happens when the ACE2 gets downregulated, lung injury, acute lung injury um, gets really bad. Um, and, and so there's been some animal studies that have found for example, if you high dose with the active form of vitamin D, the animals, and then you cause acute lung injury, ACE2 goes down, acute lung injury goes up in the placebo group, but the vitamin D group, it normalizes the ACE2 levels. So if you think about it, 
you know, another potential, this is a, this is a hypothesis, of course, uh, another potential way vitamin D could be playing an important role in this specific virus um, is through regulating ACE2 levels. And what's interesting is that there was a, just a very recent study that came out. Um, ACE2, the gene, is it's located on the, on the X chromosome. And um, women have two X chromosomes most of the time. One of those X chromosomes, the gene's inactivated. Um, but there are genes that escape that, and ACE2 is one of those. And so women have much higher levels of ACE2. And um, so researchers are thinking this is protecting them from a more severe uh, COVID-19 outcome because they're getting that that uh, that ACE2 levels like you know higher in terms of you'd think oh well more ACE2 that means the virus is getting in and but actually biology always tricks you it always you know you always think one thing and then it's like this beautiful you know sort of complex um, scenario but um, I'm digressing and I just kind of wanted to bounce that off you because you're such a scholar and I thought you probably would find that interesting and. I certainly hope scientists are are, are testing that hypothesis because it seems very relevant. Yeah, it does. Um, not only that, <laughs> so, the human body is so complex, as you say, that there's so many connections. The other aspect of, of uh, angiotensin or ACE2, I should say, is that it um, it it gets rid of pro-oxidative uh, products and it, it uh, increases antioxidant products. So, for instance. Uh, angiotensin 2 and angiotensin 1-7, those are in balance, and ACE2 tries to keep those in balance. But when ACE2 is knocked out by either SARS-CoV-2 or SARS-1, the amount of oxidative stress goes up dramatically. And what we see that that may pay, play a role in terms of thrombosis. So you have oxidative stress in the ACE2 receptors at the endothelium of the vasculature that causes uh, inflammatory stress, oxidative stress that causes thrombosis. And, and, and that's where that happens as well. So uh, all of these things, it seems as though we've got the dots uh, connecting them requires very good randomized controlled trials. But uh, again, like you said, hypothesis driving type of uh, studies that that may may answer that question. Family. If you have not seen American Healer documentary yet, you're doing yourself and your loved ones a disservice. We have uncovered the herbal arc of the covenant. Literally, we have found the compound that regrows the pancreas. And coincidentally, it is the exact same chemical compound that reverses herpes. Please share this remarkable breakthrough from our family to you and yours this holiday season. Go to drinky.com and purchase your blue magic gel and or powder today. And make sure you get yourself a bottle of Mama Tonics. Protect your children's health and your pet's health. And more importantly, protect your health this holiday season because you can't do anything for anybody else until you take care of yourself. Spread love, feel love, live love. Music is God. We may not all be born with money, but we're all born with time. Time to invest. How are you teaching your children to invest? Time is more valuable than money. Are you teaching them to invest in themselves? Or are you teaching them to invest in material? Material, that's immaterial. God is music.
period. You just got to have the nutrients. So are you going to pay $1,000 to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood? Or you gonna pay $65. Remember the blocks I bled on, the hand-to-hand grind. I'm on my saving. You still on the end of all time. I'm still cool with Louis and Gucci. I know what to do to spoil your case and even die versus ones that had higher vitamin D levels. Absolutely, yeah. So that uh, they showed that there was a difference in mortality, that there was a difference in which ones went on to need uh, ventilators. And so, so all of this. So so the question wasn't was the vitamin D involved in this somehow. The question was, was vitamin D the causative role or vitamin D deficiency the causative role? Right, and as you mentioned, uh, because these are observational studies, um, one could argue, well, maybe low vitamin D is just biomarking unhealthy in general, right? I mean, and and this is where, um, as you mentioned, randomized controlled trials are really key, but there's another type of study that I, love to cite and talk about because um, it's a way, as you had mentioned previously, randomized controlled trials are very, very expensive to do. They're very difficult. They're, they, you know, they take a long time. It, it, it's, a, it's a challenge. Um, so another um, way of measuring more of a causative role of maybe, you know, of, of certain factors and, and particularly in this case, lifestyle factors or something that, you know, I, I call vitamin D a lifestyle because you're making it, you know, from the sun. Um, they're called Mendelian randomization studies. And essentially what they do is they measure, so everyone has, you know, different variations in the sequence of DNA in their genes. And these variations often are just a change in one DNA nucleotide, which is called a single nucleotide polymorphism or a SNP for short, as you know. Um, but for people listening and watching, um, there are many different variations in genes that convert, for example, 25-hydroxy vitamin D, the major circulating metabolite of vitamin D, into 125-hydroxy vitamin D, which is the active steroid hormone. And these changes in just one nucleotide of DNA in these genes um, are associated with lower circulating levels of 25-hydroxy vitamin D uh, because, you know, it's just, it's just that, you know, different genes are doing different things and sometimes genes get less active and sometimes they're more active based on this, you know, sequence change. Um, so it's well known that these certain SNPs are associated with uh, lower circulating 25-hydroxy vitamin D levels. And so there have been meta-analyses looking at people that have the SNP, didn't measure vitamin D levels at all. It's already known they have lower circulating levels. So you can't say, oh, you know, they're, you're just measuring their low vitamin D, that's biomarking another health status. This is just genetics. We're just looking at a gene that's known to cause that. And these people have a much higher mortality from respiratory tract infections. They have a higher all-cause mortality. They have a higher cancer mortality. Um, Cardiovascular-related mortality is, is unchanged, um, but respiratory tract infections are much higher. Um, and so that Mendelian randomization study, I, I love to, to, to cite that because it really is establishing causation because it's not you know, you're not just measuring vitamin D levels and go and, and then saying, well, maybe they're low in vitamin D because they don't go out and exercise, or maybe they're low in vitamin D because they're, you know, obese and, and the, you know, vitamin D is less bioavailable, which it is in obese individuals, as you mentioned. 
So the Mendelian randomization studies are another sort of, in addition to the randomized controlled trials, I think another piece of evidence that hints towards possible causation of vitamin D being important for preventing respiratory tract mortality um, as well. Oh, that's amazing. I, I wasn't even aware of that. That's uh... That's a, that's a great way of, of showing causation. Um, period you just got to have the nutrients so are you going to pay a thousand dollars to have this nutrient profile circulating in your blood or are you going to pay 65 dollars and you get all these herbs particularly uh darker skinned people were affected more in in COVID 19 and that's that's not just you could say, well, there's some confounders there, right? Because uh, people who are ethnically darker may not have access to healthcare. Well, this carried even in those countries where there was socialized medicine, where everybody had access to healthcare, which doesn't erase that completely, but it was still a very strong association. Um, we also saw it in, uh, in not only in gender, but also big time in BMI. So the, the more obese you were, the, the less the vitamin D also there was less uh, in terms or more um, morbidity in terms of COVID-19. But all of that got flushed out in, a, I think, in a beautiful study that was done uh, here in the United States that looked at 191,000 people. And this was published by, uh, it was published in PLOS One, the journal, uh, in an article titled SARS-CoV-2 Positivity Rates Associated with Circulating 25-Hydroxyvitamin D Levels. So let's back up right there and talk a little bit about metabolism. You've got these uh, cholesterol derivatives that get converted into vitamin D in the skin. Well, then that has to go to the liver for a 25-hydroxyl group to be put on, on one of the carbons. Now you've got 25-hydroxyvitamin D. This is what we measure in your blood. And then it gets converted into 125-dihydroxyvitamin uh, D in the kidneys for metabolism or in the white blood cells where they need it there. So we're looking at... 25-hydroxyvitamin D. That's the storage form of vitamin D. And uh, what they found was that as your levels, as your levels started to drop below 50 nanograms per milliliter, we started to see an increase in SARS-CoV-2 positivity rate. And it didn't matter based on race, gender, geography, or age. All groups saw an increase in SARS-CoV-2 infections associated with a lower level of 25-hydroxyvitamin D. The lower these levels went, the higher the positivity rate. And that was just the beginning. I mean, uh, this, this went on and on and on. We, no matter how you sliced it or diced it, there was this very strong association of vitamin D deficiency with higher rates of COVID, higher SARS-CoV-2 positivity rates, and higher admissions. We see people being admitted to the hospital had lower rates than those that were, had similar symptoms but were not SARS-CoV-2 positive. 
And, uh, you know, as you know, just because you have an association doesn't tell you that you have causation. The only way you could really find that out is by doing randomized control trials like we've talked about. A study released by the Lancet Medical Journey shows people who had COVID-19 were at a higher risk of developing diabetes. The study analyzed data from VA patients who contracted COVID-19 between March 1st, 2020 and September 30th, 2021. The VA patients were compared to a contemporary control group and a historical control group. Data show patients who had COVID-19 were 40% more likely to develop mainly type 2 diabetes. The study showed that risk was evident among all groups, not just patients with risk factors for diabetes. The risk of developing diabetes appeared to increase when the acute phase of COVID-19 illness was more severe. The study adds diabetes to the growing list of long-term health effects linked to COVID-19. Now, what you see here is a chart used by the world's elite to target a, a hypothetical point in the future where population begins to grow faster than the resources to take care of said population, thus population fails. So the idea is simple. Less reproduction, more death. Get the numbers down. And this is hypothetically, allegedly, conspiratorially. Ooh-wee! Conspiratorially, we're not saying that we believe in it. Yes. Are we? I think we are saying is that we just want to be healthy. That's all. We just want whatever information we can use to keep ourselves safe and our family members safe. Faith. We now return to the thrilling conclusion at Gen Z Hospital. Nobody's telling us anything. Is Bestie gonna be okay? Nurse, we demand to know how our Bestie is doing. I'm sorry, bro. I told you I don't have that information yet. Seriously? I'm so pressed right now, bro. Don't be pressed. The doctor will be in shortly, bro. Dead ass. Why not give Mother Nature and God the opportunity to restore your health? We start with our own real conscious crispers to create blue magic powder as well as the blue magic gel. It's not possible that the capsules and powders that you are buying are even close. Seeing is believing. Why not give Mother Nature and God the opportunity to restore your health. We start with our own real conscious crispers to create blue magic powder as well as the blue magic gel. It's not possible that the capsules and powders that you are buying are even close. Seeing is believing.
all major differences from the fake omega-3s at 13 to 1 ratio to omega-6. This is all real, fresh out of the ocean. Music is God. And algae is the cornerstone of life. Magnetism shaped the right? It's a body which became animated by the resonance of planetary electricity. Earth is a giant electric piano with keys that play 88 times a second, giving us the global 808s we call shoe resonance. This is the God you were born in the image and likeness of. The planetary body the cell body. You, you are a planetary enzyme. God is music. <laughs> Yes, it may cause herpes outbreaks, although it is highly recommended by Dr. Ali Muhammad as being more nutritious than Chondrus crispus. I want to bring your attention to the left-hand side where you can look at Grossolaria up close and personal and then look right there in the center of your screen where you can see Chondrus crispus. Completely different color, completely different structure. The, um, the entire frame of the algae is completely different, yet this Grossolaria is passed off as Dr. Sabi approved Chondrus crispus a hundred times a day. Help this scam come to an end by supporting Blue Magic Gel and Blue Magic Powder. The only true Chondrus crispus based CMOS compounds on the market. They look and see what the overall is so they can get a much bigger and much bigger subject number. And Martineau, who is the uh, the lead author on that British Medical Journal uh, meta-analysis that was done a number of years ago now, showed that supplementation with vitamin D decreased acute chest infections by 50% significantly uh, in, in that study. Also, in the, the long-aging uh, health study called TILDA in, in Ireland showed that uh, vitamin D supplementation was beneficial. So we knew that there was immune properties. They, they found vitamin D receptors in the immune cells. And, and so all of this stuff is emerging. And then, and then we get to COVID, and we start to see some really interesting studies coming out showing an association. Now, that's an association, not necessarily causation, between a lot of the same things that we see in COVID, we see in vitamin D deficiency. So what do we see? The older you are, the more apt you are to get vitamin D deficiencies because your skin is not as effective at turning, uh, at making vitamin D. And we saw there was an age predilection in COVID-19. What about race? We saw that race, particularly uh, darker skinned people were affected more in mutation was beneficial. So we knew that there was immune properties. They, they found vitamin D receptors in the immune cells. And, and so all of this stuff is emerging. And then, and then we get to COVID. And we start to see some really interesting studies coming out showing an association. Now, that's an association, not necessarily causation, between a lot of the same things that we see in COVID, we see in vitamin D deficiency. So what do we see? 
the older you are, the more apt you are to get vitamin D deficiencies because your skin is not as effective at turning, uh, at making vitamin D. And we saw there was an age predilection in COVID-19. What about race? Really interesting studies coming out showing an association. Now that's an association, not necessarily causation, between a lot of the same things that we see in COVID, we see in vitamin D deficiency. So what do we see? The older you are, the more apt you are to get vitamin D deficiencies because your skin is not as effective at turning, uh, at making vitamin D. And we saw there was an age predilection in COVID-19. Carrie, that that's the amount of vitamin D we need for a proper immune function. I mean, none of those things are, are there. We have all of these standards about how much we need. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, uh, about the observational studies, but vitamin D is not just a vitamin. It literally falls more into hormonal. I mean, think about Addison's disease. Addison's disease is where you have antibodies that attack the adrenal gland. It's this tiny little gland that sits on top of your kidneys. The purpose of that adrenal gland is to make cortisol, aldosterone, androgens. These things are essential. In fact, if people lose their adrenal glands, they'll die uh, because they don't have enough cortisol. Cortisol is essential for just the regular running of the body. And here we have this thing called vitamin D. The problem is we don't have a gland that makes vitamin D. We have the skin, right? right? So the skin through, uh, through the sun and barely penetrates that's nonsense, of course. I mean, we know that we need a certain amount of vitamin D for proper bone metabolism. But why does that carry that that's the amount of vitamin D we need for a proper immune function? I mean, none of those things are, are there. We have all of these standards about how much we need. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, uh, about the observational studies. But vitamin D is not just a vitamin. It literally falls more into hormonal. I mean, think about Addison's disease. Addison's disease is where you have antibodies that attack the adrenal gland, it's this tiny little gland that sits on top of your kidneys. The purpose of that adrenal gland is to make cortisol, aldosterone, and androgens. These things are essential. In fact, if people lose their adrenal glands, they'll die uh, because they don't have enough cortisol. Cortisol is essential for just the regular running of the body. And here we have this thing called vitamin D. The problem is we don't have a gland that makes vitamin D. We have the skin, right? right? So the skin through, uh, through the sun barely penetrates through the epidermis. It gets down to the dermis where the, where the actual uh, starting product that attack the adrenal gland. It's this tiny little gland that sits on top of your kidneys. The purpose of that adrenal gland is to make cortisol, aldosterone, androgens. These things are essential. In fact, if people lose their adrenal glands, they'll die uh, because they don't have enough cortisol. Cortisol is essential for just the regular running of the body. And here we have this thing called vitamin D. The problem is we don't have a gland that makes vitamin D. We have the right. skin barely penetrates through the epidermis, barely penetrates through the epidermis. It gets down. Barely penetrates through the epidermis. It gets down to the dermis where the, where the actual uh, purpose of that adrenal gland is to make cortisol, aldosterone, androgens. These things are essential. In fact, if people lose their adrenal glands, they'll die uh, because they don't have enough cortisol. Cortisol is essential for just the regular running of the body. And here we have this thing called vitamin D. The problem is we don't have a gland that makes vitamin D. We have the skin, right? right? So the skin through, uh, through the sun and ultraviolet B radiation, which 
barely penetrates through the epidermis. It gets down to the dermis where the, where the actual uh, starting product is. And so if you don't get enough of this, you are going to be lacking in a whole host of things. So let's talk a little bit about what we found. And you know, prior prior to uh, prior to COVID nineteen, we had some very good data on vitamin barely penetrates through the epidermis. It gets down to the dermis where the where the actual uh, starting product. The purpose of that adrenal gland is to make cortisol, aldosterone androgens, these things are essential. In fact, if people lose their adrenal glands, they'll die uh, the, the, because they don't have enough cortisol. Cortisol is essential for just the regular running of the body, right? So the skin through, uh, through the sun and ultraviolet B radiation, which barely penetrates through the epidermis, it gets down to the dermis where the, where the actual uh, starting product is. And so if you don't get enough of this, you are going to be lacking in a whole host of things. So let's talk a little bit about money and time. But that don't matter if I can't raise my babies within this marathon. You remember the blocks I bled on, the hand-to-hand grind. I'm on my saving. You still on the end of all time. I'm still cool with Louie and Gucci. I know what to do to spoil you. You glamorize my room, wrapped in aluminum for you. Is a must. All we got is trust. Conscious with me, you aware. All we got is us. Reflection. All I'm asking you to do is listen. Protection. Except when me and you creating friction. You throwing everything back in my face that I spoke with you. Instead of recognizing that's how a king share his soul with you. Ain't. What's faith without love? ever thought about what makes sugar so dangerous in your blood sugar dissolves but its bonds don't really break like the like the term dissolves would lead you to believe so sugar is able to stay in a solid form while in a liquid form and then coagulate on the pigments and fats throughout the body the same pigments like neuromelanin and fats like omega-3s that your body requires. This is what puts children at higher risk. Have you ever thought about what a natural and, and national disaster not having breast milk for babies really is? Music is God. Always cook, never raw whether it's Irish moss or sea moss, whether it's from the North, whether it's from the South, whether it's from the Caribbean, you do not get the main nutrition from raw moss, number one. Number two, raw moss can be very dangerous and damaging to your gastrointestinal tract. Number three, the amount of consumed raw algae is way too high for the human digestive system to have it raw. Number four, high quality standards when getting the actual moss. Many people suggest soaking the moss for hours and hours and hours, even overnight, then throwing the water away and then washing it again, not realizing that you lose 99% of the iodine and the rest of the minerals when you do that. Please only get blue magic gel or blue magic powders. For the thousandth time, people, 
Just because it's purple does not mean it's chondrous crispus. Listen to what I'm telling you. Just because it's purple does not mean it's Dr. Sabi approved chondrous crispus. And it doesn't mean that it has the same nutrients as chondrous crispus. I need y'all to understand that. That's why I'm showing you chondrous crispus versus these other purple mosses that they're gathering from the Caribbean. They don't even come from the cold water climate regions that chondrous grows in, okay? These are not, these are not chondrous crispus. They are not Dr. Sabi approved chondrous crispus. And it doesn't matter who tries to sell you these. Whoever is trying to sell you these is trying to make a fast buck. These are not Dr. Sabi approved and they are not chondrous crispus. I in arginine, and it may cause herpes outbreaks. Yes, it may cause herpes outbreaks, although it is highly recommended by Dr. Ali Muhammad as being more nutritious than chondrous crispus. I want to bring your attention to the left-hand side where you can look at grossularia up close and personal, and then look right there in the center of your screen where you can see chondrous crispus. Completely different color, completely different structure. The, um, the entire framework of the algae is completely different, yet this grossularia is passed off as Dr. Sabi approved chondrus crispus a hundred times a day. Help this scam come to an end by supporting Blue Magic Gel and Blue Magic Powder, the only true chondrus crispus-based CMOS compounds on the market. Let's run this back and do this again. I want to show you one of my old favorites, Eucoma cottoni. The cottoni is probably the most popular, along with Gusso, but Gusso is not really named. Um, Gusso is usually sold as cottoni, but these are probably two of the most popular sea mosses that are never, ever even named when they're sold. They're just sold as fraudulent Dr. Sabi approved Irish moss or Dr. Sabi approved chondrus crispus, and that's fake. Okay, so you can look right there. Again, you see another variety of yellow algae, which means it's been oxidized so that all of the nutrients are gone. And you see the chondrus crispus there in the front. Seeing is believing. Only support blue magic, gel, and powder. Thank you. You can easily just click on the drop down menu there, hit courses, then my courses, then the real you, and you should be off and running. We cannot wait. We cannot wait to get your feedback. And if you enjoy the course, please feel free to go ahead and send us a cash app um, at Dollar Simon Staying Geek, or um, if you have a larger amount of money than you want to donate, feel free to email melanin versus diabetes at gmail.com and we can accept that larger you know size donation via the nonprofit organization again um, we can't wait for your feedback and then also um if you enjoy the course there's going to be a much more uh, interactive course um, coming called American Healing, the diabetes course, and then following that, the Living Biochemistry course, which is a collegiate level 69 week course. Those are going to be more extensive. And to, uh, to do those courses,
course, because you'll actually have to be a member of Patreon. Comma, however, to do the first three um, public courses to build up the foundation. Like we took a poll, it took time, we took a couple of years to poll the uh, public and see what it was that the public, like the basic things that the public wanted to know, wanted more information on. What did families need? Like, to, you know, so we put those things together. Just very simple but informative um, to provide a foundation. We think we did a very good job of providing people a foundation to, to build from. Family, if you have not seen American Hill documentary yet, you're doing yourself and your loved ones a disservice. We have uncovered the herbal Ark of the Covenant. Literally, we have found the compound that regrows the pancreas. And coincidentally, it is the exact same chemical compound that reverses herpes. Please share this remarkable breakthrough from our family to you and yours this holiday season. Go to drinky.com and purchase your blue magic gel and or powder today. And make sure you get yourself a bottle of Mama Tonics. Protect your children's health and your pet's health. And more importantly, protect your health this holiday season because you can't do anything for anybody else until you take care of yourself. Spread love, feel love, live love. Music is God. Hopefully this gave you a good um, tutorial. If not, <laughs> probably have to, like this is the beta edition tutorial. So I may have to improve on this as well. But peace, thank you for your interest. Thank you for your trust. Um, and I wish you love and I wish you life. All right, peace. So uh quickly, just uh find the uh the only thing that probably will be confusing is that you might try to log in on a phone or a tablet. We don't have that tech yet, so it doesn't work on phones and tablets. You gotta be on a desktop or a laptop. <laughs> live in a hater nation everybody want to hate this brother's trying to do something different and be great at it why the fuck are we sitting there waiting for him to fail live in a blue magic <laughs> I'm about to hit the gym, I need a I need buzz this time, last time it was Hold up, that's my jam, I'm about to Turn this up now, I need the walls to This the Grammy with a nominator Dollar sign, Minister Inky, send me some Piano is the heart of instruments Airstream percussion, no coincidence We hear with our mind, not with our ears That's why here is the here, we affect our peers Deeper than chakras, phantom of the opera The free accident that made the gun you was loaded Start popping your sarcophagus, your flow hustle 360 Team Harmine is the group of compounds That we have designed around One of the main alkaloid compounds In plants Harmine Dirk 1A has been discovered to be the chemical component that blocks the pancreas from regeneration and severe diabetes. Harmine and its associated metabolites are able to block DERK-1, enabling the pancreas to regenerate itself. Team Harmine is the first ever Herbal organic 
raw, nutritional-based compound representing the melanin diabetes research of its kind in the world, leading a worldwide revolution in the ending of the threat of diabetes. Team Harmony represents change, true revolution, true sovereignty to the only real estate that will ever matter, the flesh that clothed your spirit. Fight diabetes with Dr. Inky's advanced research. Team Harmony, land, sea, and tree. Genius lives matter. Follow the American Healer YouTube page. Music is God. Studies show that your pets in their earliest years are just as vulnerable nutrition-wise as your children. Mom Atomics and Blue Magic makes that much easier. Mom Atomics and Blue Magic can easily be put into juices, salads, soups, sauces, oatmeal, breakfast cereal, a variety of meals to hide the love that you're giving to your pets and your children to make sure they have the utmost nutrition. And when you support Mom Atomics and Blue Magic, you're supporting domestic violence survivors, single fathers, and Black business. DrInky.com. And don't forget to refresh the payment screen. Music is God. Dr. Inky, American Healer, diabetes research news, coming to you live from anywhere, everywhere, anytime, all the time, because any minute could be the New York Minute. And in a New York Minute, your whole life can change. We need to talk about the things that's most important to us. We need to talk about the life change, the paradigm shift in you, the trend creating. We need to talk about the revolution. And we need space where we can say what we want to say, how we want to say, when we want to say, without apologizing for what's been said. Period. This is our time. That is how you pack that space in real time. <laughs> <laughs>